Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, I'm missing something here. Maybe the, uh, you know, the phallic-shaped uh, object in front of my face that I talk into. That could be it. What is happening, guys? Uh, how you guys doing? As you can see, of course, uh, don't, I'm not. I don't have the the, the film or the uh, vodka stream lounge set up right now because, uh, well, lazy again. Last week, I was not feeling good because of the uh, <laughs> the the COVID in my system, and uh, this week, it's all about uh, the hangover that <laughs> ensued today that I uh, you know helped create last night. So I was like, ah, I'm a little too. It, it's whatever, you know. You guys are okay, but next week, I assure you, Vodka Stream Lounge will be back set up because I'm going to have guests in here again. Uh, obviously, there's no guests here tonight. But that's just because holidays, I knew it was going to be a little weird. So it's whatever. We'll just have, we'll still have some fun tonight and everything. Who's out there? What's going on, everybody? How you guys doing? Let's see. Uh, we're going. Hey, we got Joss. Hey, happy new year. You ready? You ready? You ready? Bennett, how you doing, buddy? Yep. The year of Snyder definitely is. TGIF, Eric, man. What's going on? We got Ram. Happy new year. Happy new year, Abib. How you doing? Good morning. Ah, it's already morning. You're in the future. Of course. 2021. Zach's year. That's for damn sure. What's going on for your Jason? How you doing, bud? Yo, what's up, legend? Hey, Mama Film Junkie is here. What is up? Hi. Love you. Uh, Tyler, what's up? Hidden Shadows. Happy New Year's. Happy New Year, Will. How you doing? I'll get to your question tonight. I promise you, you're going to be the first. Your video question will be the first one. Um. Okay. Oh. Yeah, sorry, I got a text message. Ah, what's going on, Dero Derokin? Um, uh, been so early before. Cheers, yes, cheers, buddy. What's going on, Jordan? Hidden shadows. Cheers, mom. Cheers, yes, to the bald me. Hopefully, you guys. Uh, how? Hope you guys checked out the the video I posted, and I explained I explained what happened, why my head is now. A chrome dome. Yes, it's not because I, I am stricken with cancer or I'm going bald. Now, it's strictly because, well, I, it's funny because I remember somebody actually, uh, when I when I texted the picture to one of my friends, she said, did, did COVID make you lose your hair? <laughs> and I'm like, technically, yes. Not the virus itself, but the reaction to the virus that's happening in California. The fact that I couldn't find a place to uh, get my hair cut, and I try to do it myself. So, happy new year, Viper. How you doing, man? Neil, what's up, bud? Yep, Dave Luthor right there. But the bell's been rung. Let's go. What's up? Uh, happy same shit, different year. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Uh, I think uh, last year was uh, definitely something different. Max, what's up, bud? Angel, mi hermano, what's up? Yo, Jose, Baldy, what up? <laughs> the year of Snydra. Hail, Snydra. I didn't do the, I didn't do the, I almost did the salute, but I did the hail. I did a fist. So, geez, I almost did the wrong thing. I don't know. They just say hail. They don't actually do that, but I did a fist. So, man, that was almost bad. What's going on, Eric? How you doing, bud? Man, so many of you. What's going on? Bald Dave. Yes, that's right. Thanks, guys. Hi, fam. How you doing? Everybody joining up, Cameron. You should uh, put the bald head in the animated intro. I know, right? Yeah, I know. It's like it's funny because you know, you know, I got the the vodka stream um, icon right there. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. It's like as much as like I'm enjoying the fact that, like I said, I got out of the shower and that was it. Because you know when you when I you do your spikiness, I do the fucking hair dryer thing, and then you put the fucking uh, 
you put the, not, I don't use gel. I use like the fiber, you know, that, that stuff, whatever the hell. And, uh, you know, you gotta shape it up and all that stuff and everything. And, uh, it was kind of nice just to be like, I dried off. That's it. Cool. I am ready to go, you know? And I still use some shampoo because it felt weird to not, you know, shower with, you know, with shampoo. So I put a little bit of shampoo and just kind of rubbed it all around. And, uh, you know, you gotta, I mean, there's still hair there. Still got to shampoo the hair. So, but, uh, yeah, so it's cool. What's going on? Yes. Baldy, what's going on, Carrie? How you doing? What is good, Joey? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Krypton Cage. What's up, bud? We got Pop in here. Uh, We got Brad. How you doing? TJ? Yes. Contest. Arthur. What's up? Conest. Arthur, I should say. I thought it said contest. But anyways, guys, I appreciate you doing. Yeah, Dave. Almost went full method, yeah. Doing like a reboot. I just gotta grow. I just gotta grow this out fully, right? Totally be, uh, totally be like Edward Norton. But uh, thanks for joining, guys. Um, and I'm, you know what? It's not a vodka stream so much tonight. It's a wine stream. And uh, cheers to you, TGIF. And the reason why that is is because, like I said, I was supremely hungover today, <laughs> like majorly. Like it's been a while since I've been that hungover okay to the point where i threw up twice today that's right i threw up twice today so last night was a lot of fun it was great to finally like hey i get to hang out with people so i went over to my friend's house you know couple that i know you know a guy that i I used to work with in the cable job is one of my good friends and of course his wife who's also a good friend um and they actually just got over covid themselves like two weeks they got it two weeks ago Like, uh, I think it was a little over two weeks ago or something like that. So, so it was just kind of basically like a, Hey, we survived COVID party. And, uh, it was just nice to just, Hey, we could finally hang out with like people and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, just went over there. I brought over a bottle of bullet bourbon, you know, like I had, like I've been having, uh, like I had when I uh, interviewed Snyder and stuff like that. You remember, you remember that bottle, how that bottle looks like a big, huge, like a medicine bottle. We went through two thirds of that. Just me and my buddy, okay? She, she was drinking like champagne and stuff like that. We were drinking. I drank three different types of bourbon last night, guys. Three different types. Holy shit. So I got there at about 6 o'clock, and we just started, you know, just started with the bourbon. No beer, no nothing. It was just strictly a bourbon night. So I had my bullet bourbon. He had also Buffalo Trace, and then he had this, uh, I forgot what the bourbon was called. You know, it was a more expensive bourbon that he got for Christmas that he hadn't tried yet. So he wanted to, uh, he wanted to, um, he wanted to try it out. So I was like, all right, let's try it out. And it was pretty good. It was pretty damn good. What's going on, Jedi Milf? So we went through, I mean, like I said, there's like this much left in the bottle that I have. We went through a lot of the bullet bourbon because he never, he's never really had that like straight. So we mainly drank the bullet bourbon because I love the bullet bourbon. It's really good. It's just, uh, it's just got a good flavor to it. And, um, I still want to try Snyder's bourbon though. My God, one of these days I'm going to have to try to get a bottle from that guy. But, um, so not, not only that, he also makes, uh, he decides to make a whiskey sour. <laughs> so he makes a whiskey sour. So we drink a whiskey sour and then uh, Jesus Christ. All right. I get it. <laughs> and then, um, and then he uh, made an old fashioned. So in between it, just sipping bourbon, we're all, he also is like making cocktails. So yeah. And then of course we smoked some cigars, had a lot of fun. It was fun. What's going on, Reza? 
it was totally a lot of fun and um <laughs> i like the party yeah we had some cigars outside after uh after we counted down the uh, new year but yeah it just got to a point where i was done i was done and it was like it was like literally i was like uh they have like a you know they have like the their island kitchen so it's kind of like a bar bar top almost i had my head i was like like this i couldn't like lift my head because i was just so done and she she gave me some uh, sourdough bread to eat to try to soak up some of the alcohol and we were just talking and then yeah I threw up last night as well, and then twice today. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. I tell you what. Why are my, my things blowing up right now? Jeez. And everything. So, <clears throat> anyways. Um, so, yeah. So, it was just like I haven't been that drunk in, in so long. In so long. It's, it's, it's yeah. I've, I usually can just, you know, calm it down, and I probably should have drank. I, usually, I drink, like, some water in between, you know? Just and I and, and it was funny too because my buddy was like pulled out some water bottles. But for some reason, I only drank a little bit. I should have just drank in between. So, just uh, yeah. So that's so pretty much when I got home. Like it was great because we woke up. I woke up early. Head was pounding. Head was pounding. It was one of those where it's like I fell asleep in my clothes. You know, in their in their uh, guest bedroom, just full on in my clothes. I didn't even like think about think twice about it. Um, woke up at like I don't know eight o'clock. And just kind of went, huh, oh, 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 <laughs> just like, oh, heads pounding, heads pounding. And I was like, all right, I got to find some aspirin. So I get up and I was trying to find some aspirin in their kitchen. But luckily uh, she got up and she was like, hey, what's up? I'm like, And I'm like, I need some aspirin. And she she got me some aspirin. And then uh, and then my my friend Chris got up, too. And he was all, it's way too early, man. <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry, dude. It was just one of those, like, because we were up to about three o'clock in the morning last night, mind you. We were up till about three o'clock, and um, so yeah, it was we. It was pretty much five hours of sleep. But when you like wake up with a pounding headache and you're still woozy from the night before, you're still a little drunk. You can't. Fu- it's hard to. It's hard to try to go back to sleep. You know, I get. I get restless when that. When that's the case. So we got up and then they started making breakfast burritos. So I was like, cool. So I'm trying to drink some. You know, just straight up dark roast black coffee just to try to get and then i go oh shit go to the bathroom throw up feel better you know start feeling better and then all of a sudden like as like they're getting ready like to like you know all the stuff for the breakfast burritos were starting to come out i'm like oh man that smells so good but now my head is like going because every time my head is like pounding and my head is just like going crazy my stomach just goes i'm gonna go with it guess what you're gonna throw up so so like the like I thought I was good and then all of a sudden my head just started going back to that and then it got to the point where I was like all right it's got time to puke one more time did that and then finally my head just like kind of cleared up a little bit and I was like okay I think I'm good and then I got another cup of coffee and prepared my breakfast burrito and just scarfed it down it was so delicious and ah oh, it was great and then I came home and basically just like lounged on the couch and was like in and out of consciousness a little bit, you know, drinking water and all that stuff. And then, and then finally, I I I, uh, I got a coffee doesn't help. I mean, it helps my head. Like like straight up black coffee really does help. It helps the headache. It helps the headache. Um, the caffeine does. But um, but yeah, maybe it doesn't help like the stomach. I don't know. Vomit stream. I know. I'm talking about all my vomit stuff. <clears throat> so, but uh, 
but anyways, and then and then I was feeling a little better, but I was hungry, you know. You know when you're like kind of hungover and you just you just want something greasy. So I went to the store because I needed a couple things at the store, and then I went to Taco Bell. And I was like, give me the nacho, give me the nacho fries box, you know, and a chalupa. <laughs> I picked out on I picked out on some fucking Taco Bell because Taco Bell's great. But anyways, happy New Year's, guys. It is uh January 1st. First stream of the year, and uh, I'd also like to raise my glass to uh, my older brother, who uh, who is a New Year's baby. And I don't know if he's watching tonight, or maybe he'll catch this a little bit. But cheers, Jeff! Happy birthday! Cheers! I'll see you, I guess, on Sunday. Yeah, so cheers. That's right, guys. My brother's a New Year's baby, and uh, it's funny too because I was born on October first, and he was born on January first. So my parents were uh, were good on that. It makes it very easy to remember birthdays. That's for damn sure. You know, we're four years and 10 months apart. That's what it is. So happy birthday, Jeff. And also happy birthday to, to uh, Shiraz, Faruqi. He's also a New Year's baby. Um, so yeah, uh, raise my glass up to him too. He uh, he was uh, posting that today. And um, congratulations too on getting the, the Snyder interview. Looking forward to hearing it on uh, on Monday. So cheers to Shiraz too. Ah, yeah. Taco Bell going to be another long night. <laughs> now I think my uh, I think my insides can handle some Taco Bell. Don't worry. I think we'll be all right. Four years, nine months. All right. Sorry, mom. I thought it was ten months. Okay. I did that math wrong. I thought it was ten. All right. Nine months. What what my mom said. I guess my mom would actually know better than me. So, ah, uh, let's see. Ah, oh, we got Mr. Black Suit. Ah, fresh orange juice and scrambled eggs on toast are apparently scientifically the best because of the slow-release energy and it's easy to stomach. Yeah, and also some Powerade or Gatorade or Pedialyte, that also helps too. Um, yeah, like I said, usually usually uh, my hangover regimen is just like you take two Excedrin, maybe even three, You uh, and then, of course, I just like down some fuck, some coffee and then, uh, and some water. And then just get something uh, greasy, you know, like some kind of breakfast that has to do with eggs or toast or whatever the hell. It's all good. But, I don't know, we all have our hangover regimens. But, like, it was just funny, too, because, you know, what also helps is, yes, somebody even said it at the beginning, hair of the dog. Hair of the dog. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. Like, I was still feeling a little fuzzy when I was about to record my uh, my video for uh, my shaved head. And then I was like, you know what? Let me just pour a little bit of wine and sip it. And guess what? Yes. That was just the final, that was the final thing to try to like get over that little hangover hump that I had that, that I had to get over. It was just sipping on a little bit of wine. I didn't, I didn't want to pour. I didn't want to do any hard stuff tonight. It was definitely was like, I'm not going to do the hard stuff tonight. I'm going to be, I'm going to go with a little softer um, drink tonight, you know? So, but you know, it's still the vodka stream. There'll be some vodka flowing, uh, and uh next week don't worry but uh also guys uh make sure um let's see let's see make sure if you want to become a um a film junkie member yeah my liver my liver is cast iron dude it's wrapped in kevlar my liver is like wrapped in kevlar don't worry but uh yeah if you guys want to come become a member of the film junkie channel it is right there down below make sure you hit that like thumbs up and right underneath it, you'll see the join button. So if you want to join the film junkie, uh, if you want to join the film junkie 
membership thing. How do I, yeah, the Film Junkie membership. Go ahead and do that. Become a member. Get uh, Hopefully, I can get, get you some exclusive stuff. I try to. I posted a little video uh, the other day, um, let you know what I was doing and stuff. And then, of course, you know, if you want to, but you don't have to exactly, if, if you don't want to do that, you can also become part of the uh, Patreon, which is right here, too, with the different membership levels. Like I said, the top tier. They, uh, if you're in the top tier, you get to submit some video questions, which we got some tonight, 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 uh, tonight we got some uh, video questions that we'll get to. We got, I think we got about four of them, maybe. I don't know. And, uh, you know, well, when things get bad, Rodrigo, that's when I'll start my OnlyFans, 100%. And then also guys, if you want to get, uh, some merchandise, 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 course you got the film junkie closet and right now i'm running a promo till sunday where if you uh purchase any one of this stuff whether it's exclusive or the film junkie slate or got ham metalhead pudding vodka stream any one of these the keaton uh the keaton merchandise if you guys purchase uh, purchase any of it uh when you're checking out hit the uh i have a promo code and use promo code junkie j-u-n-k-e-e and you'll get three dollars off your purchase. So just running that little New Year's New Year's promo for anybody uh, that's thinking about getting any of that. So go ahead and do that, man. May the Schwartz be with you. Oh man, I feel like watching that movie now. Man, love that movie. All right. So, like I said, it's just gonna be uh, it's just gonna be another um, the Schwartz for more money. Yeah, I know there needs to be that sequel. But like I said, um, it's only it's going to be just a panel tonight. Like I said, I'll start getting guests in here again. It's just the holidays. I figured it was going to be a little rough. I have a couple of people. I have a couple of um, people that are already uh, in mind, and hopefully I can get them uh, some pretty good gets and everything. But uh, let's get some people in here. Let's start talking about some of the stuff that happened this week. So let me uh, start sending out the invites. Kind of got too many tabs open. All right, here we go. All right. All right, all right. So here we go, sending out the invites now. Boop, all right. Got invite, boop, all right. And invite, boop, all right. Like I said, it's just invite central. See who shows up. And now it is. It's always a fun time on the vodka stream. Even though, like I said, it's a wine stream, but it's just weird. Can you explain the got the got ham shirt? Okay, well, the God Ham is Gotham. If you put it together, it's Gotham. <laughs> but it's like, you know, like Got Milk, but it's Got Ham. And then I converted, you know, the O to the bat symbol. And then the the T is the umbrella, you know, and stuff like that. It's I mean, that, I mean, if you look at it, if you think about it, watch, I'll pull it up right now. I don't know. I thought like, like I, I, it's not like anything that's like super creative. I mean, I remember like Larry Fong was wearing a got ham shirt, like in one of the BBS behind the scenes. And I was like, that'd be cool. But like, let's, let's make it, let's, let's turn it in, into like all, you know, you got Batman and then you got his uh, four main villains right here. I'm telling you the Catwoman part was the hardest, hardest thing to come up with. The other ones were easy. The other ones were very easy. I mean, obviously you just, it's a question so yeah just put a red question mark or not a red a green question mark and then it was just it all worked out with everything else but the catwoman one holy crap that took forever to figure out how i wanted to do how i wanted to do that but uh it worked out it definitely worked out so 
Um, all right, let's see here. Oop. Oh, you know what, guys? You know what I've been watching? Um, fantastic, obviously. HBO Max now has Batman the Animated Series and Batman uh, Beyond. And uh, I just, like, for, like, the past, like, two hours, two and a half hours, I've just been having, like, when I'm working on stuff, I've just been having Batman the Animated Series play in the background. And God damn it, it's such a good series. But there's a <laughs> there's an episode that something that Batman says absolutely made me crack up when he's uh when he's fight, fighting Red Claw and he finds out that Red Claw is a woman. And I actually have the drop right here because it made me laugh so much. But here it is right here. Not at all. I'm an equal opportunity crime fighter. I mean, come on. <laughs> I'm an equal opportunity crime fighter. I mean, I don't remember that line. And when he said it, I would just I was just cracking up. I was like, that's awesome. And even in 1992, man, Batman was progressive. Come on, guys. All right. What am I doing here? All right. All right. We got some people waiting backstage. Let me go ahead and set the tweets here. But I just thought that was hilarious. Such a I just love that series. All right. Here we go. And I uh, have joined the stream. All right, here we go. All right, we got Mr. Scott McClellan, and we got Ty from Pop Culture Corner. What's up, guys? Hey. Hello. How are you guys doing? Nice nice mug there, Scott. Hey, it was from Publix. What can I say? My wife has a matching <laughs> Wonder Woman one. Nice. It's good. What do, you, what do you got in there? Uh, Well, I would say hot chocolate, but it's this keto sugar-free vitamin kind of like faux hot chocolate that's like <laughs> no sugar no fat it's it, it's part of i'm sorry if you want to drop 30 pounds you know <laughs> you gotta do the keto you, is that where you you've been doing the keto stuff right well or, i've done something that could uh associate itself with keto but i haven't yeah. done keto itself it's just you know the proteins, yeah. the, the the fibrous carbs, the watch yeah. your calories kind of thing. You know, yeah. basically just be smart. That's what it is. I mean, like, I have never gone full keto, but I'll just like, you know what? I try to just go heavy on the protein and the veggies. That's pretty much what I try to do. And then no sugars, you know, I'm like, uh, you know, I only crave soda when I'm eating pizza or maybe something greasy. Other than that, it's like I don't really care for soda. I'm always drinking water or coffee or booze, you know, and I try to keep uh, I don't I don't do the mixing. You know, when it comes to booze, I try to keep it, you know, either a straight, you know, that's why I just drink straight vodka or something like that. So try to keep the sugar out of it. What's up, Ty? What do you what do you what do you got going on? Uh, I'm uh, I'm hurting today. So like you said, <laughs> like you said earlier, my power, power rate is yep. my power rate is here. But I did just scoff down some coffee as well. Yeah. By the way, Dave, I want you to know. I want, I want the vodka stream to know. This is my first vodka stream from the new computer. Oh, that's mm. right, the new computer. Though, uh, yeah, Scott, you post. Yeah, I remember you. Uh, you sent a picture, and uh, it looks glorious. By the way, how's it? How is it? Is it absolutely? Uh, I popped its cherry on Tuesday night. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we for the Patreon over at Squawcast Media, we did our review of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles three. Oh, so <laughs> I think I saw I saw Tim post something, and he was like, "My God, the yeah. horror, something like that." Hey, hey, hot take. <laughs> Hot take, better than the second one. You think so? I yeah. I, I think what happened. What I think what happened was, as a child, I was so enamored with the second one that when you watch it as an adult, you go, 
damn, this is not as good as I remember. Yeah. And then when you go and watch the third one, you're like, damn, this isn't as bad as I remember. Really? Okay. So yes. I have to revisit because I always thought Turtles in Time was like, what? I mean, I think what disappointed me was like April showed up and so did Casey Jones at the beginning. And then that was it because they end up going back in time. Oh, no, 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 no. The whole Casey Jones thing and the honor guard Japanese who got swapped. Yeah. Oh, no, that's that's still crap. That is still <laughs> crap. But the, rest of it, but, the, but the rest of it, it's like, hey, they get to use their weapons. That's true because they oh. are. Yeah, it does make sense. And isn't the, the, the actor who plays, I always forget his name, who plays Casey Jones, he plays a character in the past, right? Yes, he does. Elias Cotez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He played, he, see, it's so weird for me. It's like, I know him from Casey Jones, but I also remember the detective from the movie, The Prophecy. Do you remember mm. that movie? Yeah. Christopher Walken. Walken. Christopher Walken. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Good fucking movie. I haven't seen that. Yeah, that was a very yeah. good movie. With Viggo Mortensen as Lucifer. Oh, wow. Didn't even, wow. Didn't even put that together. You know what movie, movies I watched oh, today yeah. because I was being lazy and whatever? I watched two, uh, the first two Hellraiser movies today. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. oh man. I can't, I, you know what? You know, be, especially being like hungover and kind of being like, you know, just like feeling a little weird. Man, that movie will just make your skin crawl literally because people's skin is being ripped off in that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's people without skin. And it was just like a couple of times I was like, oh, man, why did I put this on? But I just want to I, I just I want to keep continuing watching. What the hell? <laughs> so it's just like, yeah, but it's been a long time since I've seen the Hellraiser movies. Yeah. And I just decided to watch the first two because they were on TV and I was like, fuck it. But man, those are some dark and just I mean, Clive Barker, man. I mean, if you want to talk about just like um, what do they call it? Um, like gore porn whatever the hell you want to call it i mean it's i just forgot how gory that goddamn movie is those movies are man jeez i yeah. had I, I had this to watch today so oh yeah I'm, you were I'm totally. happy. <laughs> they win I'm happy. alabama oh, oh yeah 31 14 notre oh, dame water <laughs> uh, so ty you were uh hung over too today huh i just wasn't yeah i just wasn't feeling good <laughs> just 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 a, a rough rough night yeah. <laughs> i think I think I was so ready for 2020 to end that it was just <laughs> like, a lot of us were. you know what I mean? Just let's, all right, let's go. And, uh, yeah. and then, and then you wake up and you regret almost everything. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> it, 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 that's one thing about, that's one thing about having a fun. I mean, like I said, last night was like, it was, it was a fun because I hadn't hung out with these friends since uh, Halloween and, you know, they just got over COVID as well. So we're all just kind of like, it was just going to be a small thing, just the three of us. And it was like, let's just fucking sip some bourbon, smoke some cigars and just have a good time. But I just, <laughs> you just got to be careful with that. Cause man, yeah, I, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It snuck up on me, man. It snuck up. And the fact that I had three different kinds of bourbon and, you know, that's like, I mean, there are different kinds of, uh, you know, alcohol content in those. And it's just like, I should have just, uh, really, um, you know, drank some water like big time in between all that. Because yeah. I have not been that slammed in a long time, in a long time. We're literally like you can't. I couldn't even lift up my head. <laughs> like, my head was just. My head felt like it weighed like 150 pounds. It was just like, oh, yeah, yeah. Because it like, it's like the this on a head too, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit lighter. Yes, yes. Just not enough. I'm with you on this. You know what? I mean, we've had our like. Uh, uh dms about it but man i'm not gonna lie i mean as much as like uh i miss my hair 
it's kind of nice to not have hair. I'm just saying. Yeah. Like, it it makes the mornings yeah. so much faster. <laughs> oh, dude, like when I got in the shower, I was like, do I shampoo? I mean, I'm like, I, got, I guess I have a little bit of hair. So I'll put a little bit of shampoo in there. But then when I got out of the shower, it was like, wow, that's it. That's all I got to do. <laughs> it's like, it's like, like one little squirt of the pump. And then yeah, you're just that's like. That's it. Just a little bit just to cover like what's there. And, um, you know, and it was just like. It was just kind of nice. It was like, wow. But I mean, but what really like what I for, what I forgot, though, was like when I went to the store, I'm walking out and, you know, it's a little chilly here in California. Probably not where we're like, like where you guys are. But um, the fucking uh, cold breeze hit. And I was like, oh, that's new. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. The worst part is going to be when the sun comes out oh, and you no. forget and you get that sunburn on the top of your head. It hurts like a bitch. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you right now. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I'll probably have to be uh, careful with something like that, especially in California. But I mean, like I said, it's not going to be something I'm going to keep, but I think it might be something I just maybe just randomly do time to time. But, you know, I mean, the main reason why was just because it's so crazy here in California when it comes to so- lockdowns. And everything. So is that up? what happened? Is that what happened? You just tried to give yourself a haircut and it just yes. didn't work out. And I almost <laughs> I, I was almost there. I was almost there because <laughs> I shaved the sides and I was doing a good job. I was like, okay, and I'm gonna try to blend it with like the you know, because the, they have the different kind of steps on the thing. So I was yeah. like, mm-hmm. I'll blend it and I got the sides good, like it looked good, but the back, the back is just it's almost impossible. You need somebody. I was like, yeah, yeah, I had like the second mirror and I was trying to like do it. And I was like, and then I just, I got, I was like, all right, I need to go a little higher. I went, and I went, (laughs) yeah, too high. And then I was like, the end of that. There it is. Now I'm (laughs) that's what it, that's what happened. So, you know, I tried, I tried and I almost succeeded. So, but you know what? Like I said, it's, Deal. I refuse. I refuse to cut my own hair because I just because of that. Like you yeah. can pull it off. Like you have like a like the the uh, like a structure about you that that yeah. the bald head doesn't look like weird. But I would look like like <laughs> a, a cancer patient who's like who's like you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It would it would just look not not correct. Not so I look good, like a yeah. little baby. Yeah, I know it was a little weird when I first did it. I was like, "Oh my god, look at it. look at all the bumps and everything." <laughs> well, of course, I'm looking at it super close. Not yeah, like anybody yeah. can get that close to my head. I mean, obviously, when you know, when we all try to do stuff, we could look like super close at it and be like, "Oh my god, look at that!" It's like, yeah, but nobody's ever gonna get that close to your head. It's gonna be fun. <laughs> I remember the first time I did something like this was after a year of I was doing this show in college where. I had to play a guy living out in the woods. So I literally grew my hair out for nine months and my beard out for six months. And by that last night, I had the clippers waiting in the dressing room. I just wanted it to be gone. I was so <laughs> Dude, that, tired. That's, I, that's what I felt like when I, because my, my hair, like, like I said, in my video, it's like when it gets to a point, it just starts flaring out. I get these bat, yes! these bat wings, dude. I mean, uh, like, right, the, right the ears, like right yeah. here. Yes. 
yeah. it's so bad. And it was like, and then like back here it was all curly and just like, it was just a mess. And I was so sick of it. That's why I was like, all right, I'm going to go get a haircut today. And like I said, I went to five different places and it was either they were closed or they were like doors locked. You got to make an appointment ahead of time. And then yeah. you know, show up. You got to show up to get a thumbprint, piss in this. <laughs> it's nice and, you know, it's all it's all just like it's all crazy right now over here. And it's just like, all right, fine, whatever. But uh, we got Mr. John Garza showing up. Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Hey, there? Thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. yeah you, that's one of your shirts, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I got, I got the, uh, I got that one, but it was uh, from the official uh, DC website. Oh and, yeah, yeah. The uh, it, it didn't look this big though, right? No, nah, it wasn't as. Yeah, it was a little smaller. Yeah, yeah, no. Hey, size, size, what happens? Yeah, size yeah. doesn't matter. Come on, come on. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely does. Yeah, I know it does. Jeez. Oh, and this. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in this instance, yeah. not. And logo wise, you know. yeah, no, no, yeah, no. <laughs> how you doing, man? How was your New Year's? You know, <laughs> well, it was. Uh, I don't think there was any social distancing. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Jeez, of course. And I will say, but it can be better. <laughs> like I, uh, you know, it was a friend of mine's uh, <laughs> birthday. She wanted to, you know, go out and celebrate, and she's mm. from Canada you know, Minnesota area. And so she had, she'd never really been downtown. And, you know, I was like, Jesus, dude, I don't, I don't know if I want to, <laughs> but we uh, just, we went ahead and, um, you know, we went out, I was drinking bullet, right. Just like you, obviously I was uh, yeah. smart enough to obviously keep my, you <laughs> keep know, your, keep the count down. Yeah. And then, um, and then I, uh, I mean, you know, Oh uh, yeah, we get we get yeah. we get where you're going with this. We get where yeah. you're going with. Fuck. Yeah. Was it was it like you said that you said there was no social distancing, but like did oh, you feel well, with me and her? Yeah, yeah, but did you did you feel safe out out downtown and and stuff like that? No, no, no. Everybody, we were social distancing there. That's I was yeah I was making a joke, but yeah, no, no. They, I mean, it was. Because our our mayor had actually said that businesses like bars and all that they had to close down at a certain time, and then our governor, he said, our governor was like, yeah, he was like, you're not, no, I'm fucking vetoing that. No, they need a whatever. So you know, but they were like pretty strict. Like, obviously, we we were wearing our masks and everything, and um, like I was sitting there like at the table, and I had I didn't get a drink yet, but I had just gotten there, so I was talking, and so I, I just pulled my mask down. And the bartender came up and was like, "Hey, you know, I don't, I don't want to be a bother, but if you could, if you're standing up, if you could just wear your mask, just because we don't want to, you know, have anybody come in, fire marshal, you know." I was like, "Yeah, that's totally cool." So, I mean, yeah, at least the place right that I was at, they were definitely like fucking regulating <laughs> as much as they could. So, yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, whatever. Well, at least you get you get that opportunity, and that's not happening over here. That's for damn sure. But um, that's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think we all, I mean, Scott, I didn't ask you about your New Year's. How was yours like fully just kind of just chilled at home or what? Oh yeah. Just chilled at home. Yeah. Uh, we ordered some wings and we poured little sparkling red grape juice and the boys got to have little glasses and we played Aww. little kid countdown videos on YouTube. Yeah. And, it was, yeah. and, then, and then after everyone went to bed, I watched Godfather part two. <laughs> Why not? You know, was it? Why not? Was it just me, or was like the uh, the silent ball drop kind of like eerie? Dude, I didn't. 
it, it was, was very weird. eerie. It was weird because we turned it on to all that, you know, Ryan Seacrest and I guess even Carson Daly had his own. I don't know. We yeah, we yeah. didn't really pay attention, but it was just like, yeah, it was strange seeing very. like nobody out there. And then of course, you know Well, that's that's what I was worried about, like, cause here in Austin, like if you're if you're down like I've I've been downtown Austin on New Year's and like the fucking crowds are like packed and, and yeah. we have a ball drop and all that. And it was, I mean, it looked like it was a Thursday night. You know what I mean? Because like, I used to work downtown. So I didn't know what Thursday. Yeah, it was like, it was really, it was empty. It was very, um, you know, for lack of a better word, chill. Yeah. Um, and I was on like, I was on, which I didn't like because I felt old, but I was on like, <laughs> uh, what we call, we call it dirty six because it's like a lot of, you have college kids or people that are going to be in college that are 19, maybe even 18. Cause I've seen them that are down there and they're, they're basically going to all these bars and just, yeah. it's not fun. You remember, remember the, the real world? Remember when yeah. they came in off? Yes. Years yeah. ago. Uh-huh. All those bars they went to were literally, that's all the college bars. So uh, uh-huh. that's what they call That's what we call dirty six. And so it was just, uh, you know, I felt, I felt old obviously, but because it wasn't packed like it normally would be, yeah, it was fine. I was, mm. I was actually surprised. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it definitely was an eerie, like, like just seeing all that. And it was just like, all right. But then we just really didn't pay attention to it. Hey, look at this. Ray Fisher's here. <laughs> look at that. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. My, well, ball, I guess, my uh, ball dropping was the, uh, there's actually a New Year's scene in Cuba in Godfather mm-hmm. Part 2. And it's the whole, mm-hmm. you broke my heart, Fredo. You broke yeah. my heart <laughs> scene. And I'm just like, oh, here's my New Year's. Okay, there we go. There you go. Happy New Year, everybody. Hey. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Anyways, all right. Well, now that uh, since Ray Fisher apparently is here, um, I guess we should just talk about what happened this week. I mean, craziness. I mean, yesterday was uh, – okay. Can I, I just want to say, because I was I was doing this, and I'm just going to plug myself on Wednesday's Real in Motion episode. Mm-hmm. I was really, I was really talking about it because you know, if you really think about it from an analytical point of view, you got to wonder, like, how stupid does Walter Amada sound if he were to say, "Oh, Matt Reeves the Batman, that's a one and done. We're not, uh, we're not going to do anything. It's, it's good for the one movie, but you know, we're not going to uh, continue it." Like right. we haven't seen, we haven't seen a thing for Batman, right? No. So no. imagine him saying that. Okay. Yeah. You, everybody would be like, "What the fuck what? did you just say?" Like. <laughs> why, are you, why are you telling us now that there's not going to be a sequel when we haven't seen the movie? Like, what if we want a sequel, right? Yeah, and right. so what he basically did when he said that, when he said that Zack Snyder's Justice League was a cul-de-sac, right? No, okay. Went, just correction. He, uh, didn't, he didn't say that. It was, it, it was unsourced studio insiders inside of the article. So yeah. just for the quote's sake. Well, the interview was from Walter Mata, though, right? He no, was interviewing what? Walter Mata. It was right. interviewing Walter Hamada, but the writer of the article included well insider quote. So right. What what that indicates to me is that's an off record quote from who Walter Hamada. Okay, I'm, I'm just got I'm, the interview. No, I know. I'm, be, I know. I'm, I'm just, just being technical here. I'm just saying. I know, but for let's let's put it this way, okay? Walter Hamada knows what kind of interview is going to be done, right? Do you really think that he has the uh, the like? The mindset of going, yeah, I'm basically undermining my boss, Jason Kylar, by sit, by having this interview and talking about, yeah, it's a one and done, you know, whatever. It's 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 there. Like, like you're basically telling us and your boss you don't care about making money. 
That's essentially right. what he said in that interview. And that's what that was. So what was weird to me because I'm like, dude, you're, like you, your boss is Emrick. Emrick's boss is Sarnoff, and Sarnoff's boss is Kylar. And Kylar literally is like Zach's back. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it's weird that you would you would have that in an article associated with yourself, and and not be like worried. So I felt like that the whole point of that article and the reason why it was in the New York Times and the reason why it read the way it read is because that was like basically. Hamada basically kind of, you know, not necessarily putting his his resume out there, but at least showing that he has courage to come out and say something like that for his company or for his position. Because I can only imagine if you're interviewing for a, a CEO or some kind of head of, of a studio, what are you going to say? You're going to be like, well, you know, I, I uh, you know, you're not really interviewing for the job. Like people are actively vying for you. They want you to come to their studio, right? So I think that's kind of what this interview was. It wasn't really a, um, I don't know. It just felt really weird because it, it was. It was really weird. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and because it, why? Why give us the good news? Great news about all these movies coming out, which is remember what they then, did last time. Sneak in yeah. that little, you know. Yeah. Well, you know the detail that really got me was the one where he tried to sneak in the and the riskier or less expensive projects will be on HBO mm-hmm. Max. I'm like, yeah. dude, are you really trying to, yeah, are you rough. really trying to undermine the Earl and static shock? It's like, I'm yeah. like, Hey, and, and also looking at the choices of properties he decide to label as risky. Yeah, yeah. I came across a little tone deaf. No, yeah. I mean, you, you, want, you, want the, you want to talk about the female hero and or the, the black, black hero and the black, black hero, yeah. hero. <laughs> and I'm like, like really? Wow. That's yeah. that's where read, you read, read the room there, Hamada. Read yeah. the room there. You know, it could have Dude. been a lot worse for him. Well, <laughs> taking that fortune and yeah. ran with it but they didn't they, they took the the batman like replacement thing and, and ran with that instead yeah. which was annoying because clearly not not was that's not the case yeah it was it was definitely like i mean like i said it, it was it was a it was started off good when he was talking about all the stuff that could happen and how like they look at every property and go what can we do for a spinoff and i'm like yeah, sweet. You know, but then all yeah. of a sudden, it just—it just seems like these articles, like they start off like a first couple paragraphs, good, 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 and then they just shoo in like something that's just going to take a jab at someone, and it's usually, of course, it's like a, either a jab at Snyder, jab at Ray Fisher, and it's like, was this what this? I mean, was all that just a fucking like you know, just hey, well, like, let's let's well, tickle you first. That I had someone who. Because he's less of a he's not well, okay, not less of he's not a Snyder fan at all. Yeah. Uh actually in a group text had to go, okay, why are people pissed off about this article? <laughs> so, <laughs> so that but that's what it does because when you read yeah. the, the top part, it sounds it's like all great. it's yeah. all great. Yeah. And then what happens is, oh, well, it's only pissing off this group of people. And of course, I'm taking it the next step and going, yeah, but Kylar, Stanky, AT&T, this doesn't like you're, you're undermining the whole the whole message of the like the last three weeks about what they're trying to do with HBO Max. You're dropping right. all their studio, which it does sound like Warner Brothers getting into a measuring contest with <laughs> Warner Media. 
That's that's all that's been in my mind since the article dropped because the article really wanted to make it sound like that Hamada is the man in charge. When yeah. those of us from our perspective are like, no, Jason Kylar is the man in yeah, charge. He's the one that's really right. uh, doing some stuff there. And well, uh, yeah, go ahead. I was just saying that the writer. I don't know if you guys knew this, but the writer himself. This isn't the first time that he's been like. Hey, uh, you know, he, he called the Snyder Cut. He was like, it's not going to get released. It's not going to come out. So that was, he already has an agenda against Snyder. Yep. So for yeah. this guy to be the, I guess, the interviewer and for him to publish this article, it for me, it's kind of like, dude, was that deliberate? You I know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, because here's the thing. Like, I feel like Hamada, he would, he would have to know okay, this guy's got a bias towards and against Snyder, so I need to use him to get whatever I need to get out because I know he'll spin it in the more positive way for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it it really it's, – it's, it's really fucking curious because you're like, why would you even – like, pick a writer that's never written about the Snyder Cut to have yeah. this interview. Like, how many writers are the New York Times? And you pick oh, the yeah. one fucking guy that Who literally – yeah. yeah, he's not happy about the Snyder Cut. It's not going to get released. And yeah. now all of a sudden he comes out and he calls it, he gets a an exec to call it an, a, a cul-de-sac. Like, what <laughs> are you fucking talking about? Like dude? a street, a road to nowhere or whatever the hell. And which I'm like, like, which in my head, I'm going, that's a fucking brilliant thing because that's a block party right there, dude. Nobody in front of you, nobody <laughs> behind you. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Shit, true. You know what I mean? Very that's true. why I was like, yeah, when I when I thought of it, I was like, dude, you what a horrible fucking analogy. Like you should have said it's a dead end. That would have been yeah. different if it was just a dead end. But when you call it a cul-de-sac, Guess what? A cul-de-sac has oh, not only totally. the fucking, it's got front and back, nothing in front, but it's got oh, things yeah. on the side. The, the friends I went to last night, they live in a cul-de-sac and July 4th, they always yeah, have a freaking cul-de-sac party. It's great. And it's like, yeah, it's like your own little that's community. Where- yeah. yeah, that's what Carrie, exactly. uh, Carrie Vandenberg was like, well, that's where the parties are. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like and, and if you needed to, you go down the street, you're fine. You're walking there, dude. It's not, yeah. it's not closed. You know what I mean? That's why I was so like, what a, a bad what analogy. A yeah, what a stupid analogy. And, and again, when you look at this and you kind of read between the lines and then to have fucking Ray literally come out here and say that he was the biggest enabler. Like, dude, this is OK. Now, these are now two big ass accusations. One is that he was willing and he literally coerced Ray Fisher to not say anything about Josh or Jeff Johns as long as he th- gives him. Johns and or, uh, Josh and Berg, and now we hear he's the biggest enabler. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> okay, so not only are you saying he's the biggest enabler, you called him out and saying he tried to basically. I don't. I wouldn't I say blackmail. That's not the word, but like Scott, what what would be that word? Like where he's. Well, he tried. He, he tried to bargain. There you, you know, go. He, yeah. he, he tried to bargain with him. It, it was it was a way of if you go by Ray's accusation, it was mm-hmm. listen, quid pro quo. We'll give you these two. Leave <laughs> yeah. leave this leave, leave, leave this leave John's alone. It was wheeling yeah. and it was wheeling and dealing. It's this right. it's it's the Hollywood way of operating, which is so part of what we've been what we've been discussing ever since the AT&T merger and AT&T really started to get their hands in. And it's just a sense of AT&T, whenever people, this is how I look at it. When people accuse AT&T of not knowing how Hollywood works, 
<laughs> my read on that has been no they know how it works they think it sucks and they think they can run it better yeah they're trying like, to like, it's, it. that. it's there's a i always look at it this way like dude there is a reason why warner brothers got bought out dude if they were fucking yeah. doing what they should have been doing as a business guess what they would have never gotten bought out okay that's the that's to. the first thing exactly like they'd be fine and guess what the only time that we've ever heard about anybody that is that's like, oh yeah, HBO Max, this or you know, Warner Media. They don't know what they're doing and all that shit. Is everybody from Warner Brothers? So like, it's it's so obvious now that there is such a division in there that they have to basically go to the trades and use anonymous sources. And and I mean, if you really think about it, Zack Snyder's Justice League is the biggest thing for HBO Max. That's their their golden egg right now, which is ironic, right? Crazy. But it's crazy. You know, biggest, yeah, it's their biggest <laughs> IP that they have to offer, right? Warner Brothers technically. Wasn't off like, dude. If Hamada wanted to release it, he would have done it. Okay. If Warner Brothers wanted yeah. to do this, it would have done it years ago, or yep. literally, we could say years ago. Now we're in 2021, right? Yeah. And so, when you think about it, and somebody had mentioned, okay, well, you know, Kylar didn't even greenlight it, you know, and I was like, well, either way, Emrick called him in 2019. It took all the way until May 1st when Kylar gets his new job and new position. At May 1st. 20 days later, we get the Snyder Cut announced. Is that a co- like a coincidence? No. There was a reason why that happened and why it happened that quickly. And in my opinion, I think that when you look at how things are run, they're running it like a business. Yeah, you, and it's funny to me because you have like Denny and, and Chris Nolan bitching. Like 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 it's they're, – they're like forced to make movies. You get what I mean? Like they're not only yeah. forced to make movies. They're doing it for free, and guess what? They're not going to get a theatrical release. It's like, dude, what are you guys fucking doing, man? Like, Warner Brothers. It is weird. It, it's it's fucking so crazy because it's like yeah. that's a privilege, dude. Like, at the end of the day, like you should be thankful, right? Like, yeah. Warner Brothers and Warner Max are giving you money to make something and and do something that everybody would love to do, and. They're still releasing it in theaters where every theater is open. Like, yeah, they 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 make it seem like that like it's not going to get a theatrical release. It's like, right? It, it's still going to get. It's already made, and Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four has already made a hundred million dollars worldwide. Yes. Which, you know? which during granted, which granted in in pre COVID times was not that big, be that no. big of a deal. Yeah, but you know something we had a discussion on over Squadcast Media was. You know, yeah. they, they pushed the tenant numbers and they were like, hey, this oh. big, this big number for yeah. tenant. And now they're saying Wonder Woman 1984 has the weekend record, but the number is smaller than what they reported for tenant. And you really had to dig down. Uh- yeah, you had to dig through there. Yeah. Oh, you're kind of breaking up, Scott. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, new computer. Oh, that's a, that's a, that's a good new computer. I like that. Yeah. Somebody screenshot that. Yeah. <laughs> He's doing the thriller. Yes. Yeah, I was gonna say he looks like fucking Michael Jackson, man. <laughs> but but I do I, I think I know what he was gonna say. Where when you kind of look at it, it's like it's funny because and and again, you know, I liked Wonder Woman '84. Don't get me wrong, but, but really, um, no, no, no. But seriously, no, no, I did. Like I liked it for what it was. Like okay, I, all right, right. I, mean, I, I respect like, that. I do. Yeah, it's like I like I'm not I'm not going in there right, expecting right. it to be a fucking masterpiece. You know what I mean? Like yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Like at the end of the, at the end of the day, like I'm just going in to see a. I love Wonder. I got her fucking tattooed on my arm. Uh, you can't see. Uh, it's right there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I love Wonder Woman. Uh, what am I going to do? Am I going to sit there and go, "Oh fuck you, Patty, you ruined her character"? Like no. I mean, right, right, right. Dude, it's 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 not the best of movies, but am I making it? No. So what do I have to say about it? You know what I mean? Yeah. I could say. Right. 
think it didn't work, but I mean, at the end of the day, that was a way fucking better movie than Justice League. So it's like, true. Okay, well, yeah, yeah, which is a little bar already. Yeah, it's a little bar. Don't get me wrong, but go ahead and finish, Scott. What were we gonna say for you? you Oh yeah, before my internet crapped out on me. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, the idea was that, but when you look at just the three day numbers. That's yeah. what Wonder Woman uh, is, is yes, rocking yeah. it is because if you look at just a Friday, Saturday, Sunday number, yeah. it has done the best. Tenet needed Labor Day and the Thursday yeah. night preview to get its yeah. number. So it's and like, <laughs> right, and the Monday before. So it's like yeah. Wonder Woman's doing numbers where it can. And once yeah. again, if we, and if we believe these numbers we're getting from Warner Brothers, because once again, streaming services, they can report – However, whatever they want to report, there's no way to yeah police those it, numbers. It all yeah, it all it, it gets a little weird for me when it comes to like the analytics for the for the streaming. It's like, all right, is that good? I mean, like, okay, it was the, it was streamed like crazy first 24 hours, cool, and then all of a sudden it came out that oh, it uh, beat out like all the movies in 2020 for streaming, and I was like, all right, cool, but it's like. What are we looking at? I mean, that's crazy to, that that it beat out all these movies that streamed in 2020, like within like a week. But then I'm like, all right, but this is it good because of subscribers? And the number that <clears throat> the number that I that I'm still waiting to hear on is the number of uh, subscribers that are dropping mm-hmm. HBO Max after Wonder Woman came out. Because I like I think I mentioned on a live stream or whatever. Like, um, you know, my my aunt and uncle. Called me uh, a couple days after Christmas because they just wanted to check up on me, which is thank you, Aunt Laura and Uncle Ted, um, for like checking in and being like, hey, how you feeling? And blah, blah, blah. Then all of a sudden they go like, oh, say, okay, so we watched Wonder Woman 84. They weren't fans of it. They were not fans. Of it. They loved the first one. Did not really like the second one. My uncle was like, the only thing that got me through it is how beautiful, uh, you know, Gal Gadot and Kristen Wiig are. And I was like, cheers. Yes, yes, that is true. But then he was like, yeah, but I'm, I think I'm just going to drop HBO Max unless I see something else on there that I like. But I don't know if I'm going to, you know, keep it. And I'm like, and it kind of made me think like, yeah. Is how, he, is he like it? Game of Thrones and HBO shows? Like, I, yeah, I told him I was like, look through, the, look through the library. Maybe you'll find something. I, I told him about the flight attendant. That's a great series, you know. And there's there's stuff oh, on there. Yeah, raise yeah, 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 you know, that's like, the thing about that's the thing about HBO Max, though. Is you know, what I mean, they've got so much quality content that like, do have I would be surprised, or I would like to know as well how many people just did like a free trial. And then yeah. just well, they they didn't it. renew it, right. but they won't. They stopped it before that. Yeah, they stopped that. So you you can't have that when Wonder Woman's there. So yeah. oh, you can't. Yeah, they no, stopped. Yeah. No, they, they killed before, that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Which so they did the Disney thing, right? Because Disney was doing that. Mm-hmm. They don't yeah. offer Disney free trial it before Hamilton. And, okay. Yeah. 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 And, and if, yeah, and so I didn't know that. If, I didn't. And know if that. this got more views than Hamilton, I mean, how many subscribers was that? Like, that's what. That's the interesting thing, right? I mean, because mm-hmm. if it's only in America, and keep in mind the price point is the difference, right? And I and mm-hmm. I've kind of shown this, like the the price point for HBO Max compared to Disney. I mean, at the end of the day, they could literally have one third of the subscribers and still make as much as Disney does, which is still a lot of money. Like it's not, which it's odd to me because I don't know how much of that money goes directly to like AT and T and Warner Mat or Warner Media, because it's like, well, I mean, you're not. You know, are you paying? Yeah, obviously, you have your own satellites, so you're not really, you know what I mean? It's just, it's a weird concept to really think of. But yeah, if you were, if they were releasing the theaters, 25% of it goes to ticket sales and all that. 
you know, to the theaters. And, and then, of course, to have this, uh, I guess, surge in movie theater prices. And there was like, I think I, I saw it was like 10,000 private screenings in theaters. I was like, dude, imagine. Okay, let's say they're $100, right? Which is actually at, in my city, they're 250 private screening yeah well i was gonna say i mean imagine how much Zack snyder's justice league would get like Ooh. private you do i mean you're talking about maybe probably 40 50 000 yeah at 100 did I mean, did uh sorry i'm sorry no you're fine did either any of you see it in theaters or did you all watch it at, on hbo max I, I was on IMAX. I was so on IMAX. I I'm in California. Okay. So, no. Well, that's what I figured. I didn't know because yeah, because yeah, we worked with Showcase and did a live. Yeah, that's show right. You guys there. did a whole thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, and, it, and how'd that go? It went. I mean, we didn't get to work with AMC like uh, the originally intended, but we went mm. for Showcase, which is still, you know, it's like a top mm. ten in in the United States for, um, for theaters, and and it was a it was a really good time. Um, that's cool, man. They we did it in a theater that like didn't have a good internet connection. It's not oh. their best. Yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it, like we kind of had to adapt and overcome, but next time they want us to go back for um, Morbius black widow. They're like, they're like shooting all these ideas at us. And we're like, all right. Yeah, of course. Nice. Whatever, whatever helps, yeah. you know, I, yeah. I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. It was really, it was really a good time though. I got one of the, the easels. With the big mm-hmm. Wonder Woman um, oh, posters, yeah, they gave yeah, you yeah. one. Uh, yeah, it was really it was showcased, and they installed these um, the vents in the theater, so it's constantly <laughs> circulating new air into the theater. Um, mm-hmm. And and you know they, they they spent about see I think it was like yes. ten million dollars on oh, their wow. theaters. Yeah, so it was that much. But I'm like, yeah, I mean, like, I mean, that's the kind of stuff that you find on planes where they, you know, when you're recirculating air and you have to clean it up. It's like, yeah, can we put that in like all these places? I mean, if so, then we can, you know, make sure that nobody's going to get sick at these things. I mean, I mean, obviously yeah. there's that out there that they're not like super spreaders and everything like that. But of course, mm-hmm. you know, depending on who you talk to, some people will say like, yeah, but you don't know. Or they, I mean, it's all just up in the air. But I'm like, yeah, well, can't. All these movie theaters. I don't know. To me, it's like, you know, especially when you have like somebody like Nolan or Denny, you know, it's like, hey, help these theaters, you know, Ah, you know, up to date where they where it could be perfectly safe to uh, have people in them. I mean, and try to get them as much uh, in capacity as possible. I mean, right now it's like it's not full capacity. But if we can get something like those placed in all these movie theaters where, you know, you could try to prevent you know, less spreading. It's like, come on guys. If you're, if you're, if you keep, if you want your movies in the movie theaters, help them out, invest, please do so. Actors I'll, too. I'll tell you yeah. this. I have never seen the movie theaters as clean. I was just going to say it. Well, when I, I saw mean, in it, whoa. Yeah. I mean, because one, you only have 40% capacity anyway. There's not that many people going. There's not as many screenings. And that's even with there not being that many employees. Because like when my wife and I went to go see Wonder Woman 1984, I swear there was one poor young lady (laughs) who was the only person running 
Yeah, like, the play. I mean, she was doing she the like, concession. She, she, like she tore was your ticket, and then she got your concession. <laughs> yeah, she was cleaning the bathroom, yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you got that sense because she was literally the only employee you saw. Because, like, when we got there for that 1230 screening, they mm-hmm. opened the doors at, like, 1210. Like, people were still lined up outside. Like, they hadn't even opened the theater yet. Oh, wow, By the wow. time we parked the car and they were unlocking the door as we were walking up. So, I mean, they're, they're, as cl- they're cleaner than they have ever been. Ever oh, been. Yeah. yeah. Well, everywhere is like that. I mean, I've never, like, I remember when all this started and I went to the grocery store for the first time. I never have seen the ATM keypad so fucking clean as I saw it. <laughs> like, it is now. They wipe that thing down all the time. You see, the, like, the little streaks on the screen and everything. It's a, like, like wow. Like, it, it took a pandemic for you guys to fucking clean this damn thing. Like, yeah. Well, I, and, and so I went, so I went to the IMAX and yeah. I was actually surprised at how many people were in there. Like for it being obviously at whatever capacity, because I think it holds 260, you know, people. It was there was a lot of people in there for it being IMAX. I was like, damn, dude. That's so, good. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. saw a next we saw an X Plus, which is uh showcase's version. They don't mm. have an IMAX contract, so they built their own version of IMAX. Yeah. yeah, it was, it was, you know, it, it's not the same. They it, don't have really, the capabilities, it, but it wouldn't have been worth it either way. Cause I got pissed off at Patty. Cause she told me to see it on the biggest screen. She was like, watch it on the biggest screen you can. And you know, at the end of the day, because of how big our TVs are now. Right. And if right. depending on where we sit in the theater, it's, it's literally almost the same thing. Okay. And Scott, right. I know you were talking about your TVs and all that. I can tell you, I worked in home theater at Best Buy for almost two and a half years. Believe me, like if you if you really needed setup and all that and kind of all that all that good stuff, I got it. Steven gave you all those articles; they're great. That's that's kind of what it gets to. Like you want to have if you have a big ass TV, you have a seventy five or you know hell, I have, a, uh, I have an eighty five. Yeah, oh, if you have an eighty five, like dude, yeah. At the, at a point at a point of, in time, like you're sitting closer to it than you would be in a theater, even though that's a bigger screen. But it's because of the distance. It's it's literally the same yeah. thing. And so yeah, when it comes to like patty telling us to go see it on the big screen i was like you should have just told me you want us to go see it in theaters because you want more money because you literally have the themiscara scene and and the fucking ending which is not even that it's just the ending yeah. no fight no nothing and i'm at yeah. oh. yeah. again again yeah. Garth. but it can be better yeah yeah <laughs> like, well speaking like, of i was, I was upset now man. i had to update yeah. my home theater system because my experience of watching because what happened with me the only reason that all this is going on guards is because my tv of like six years died yeah. when the lockdown started because uh-huh. heaven forbid that when you have two children at home that tv's on a little bit more than it's yeah. used to yeah be on. yeah so yeah. i i just decided after watching one over nineteen eighty four christmas night going this is kind of disappointing. Like not the movie, <laughs> yeah. but the fact that the, like, just the, yeah. like, I don't have a home theater. You're right. So yeah. Thank you. Stimulus check that arrived today. I now have ordered yeah, right? a TV. I got my ordered a 4k <laughs> Blu-ray player. I, <laughs> yeah. I know. I went, shopping, uh, today. I, <laughs> I went shopping today and I have a TV <laughs> that will be here in a couple of weeks and I'll finally there have a nice go. home theater. Up. Oh yeah, I saw I saw so many people, and even like Walmart was like capitalized on it. They're like, "Hey, you want a brand new like eighty five inch? We got one for five hundred and eighty five dollars." Yeah, yeah. Yep. Keep that fifteen though. So, well, listen though, I, I I worked I worked. You know, it was a long time ago. It was two thousand six to two thousand eight, um, and 
So I remember I bought a 52 inch Sony and it was selling. So just an LCD, right? Just an LCD TV, the 52 inch. It was on sale for 3000, but because I worked at Best Buy, I got it for 2000. And mm-hmm. now like seeing like these big ass 70 inch TVs for 600 bucks, it blows yeah, my mind. Like, <laughs> yeah, which, yeah. Which I know like, you know, OLED, like if you keep seeing OLED, like, you know, at the end of the day, will you be able to know? Like, yeah, sure. But in I, the next two years, it's going to be yeah. literally almost the same price. <laughs> so, yeah, I have I have an 85 inch OLED, and then I I yeah. spent fifteen hundred dollars on my um my surround sound, so my Yamaha. Okay. And yeah, like, yeah, okay, good. I, you know, That's what I have Yamaha. yeah, I yo, I've all I've always loved Yamaha, and and mm-hmm. you know what I mean. That they've been always been my my um my home theater company, yeah. and. uh you know, like I came home after watching it in the theater and watch it at home. And I honestly, you know, my home theater put up a good fight. It puts up a good <laughs> fight, man. That's what yeah. I said. I was like, I'm like, I don't even have Dolby Atmos either. So when I was watching, it was just regular 5.1 surround. But I was like, yeah, dude, this is fucking fine. Like, yeah. and that's the thing. Like, I, I get for people that have like a 22 inch or 27 inch at home. And that's all they're using to watch something at home. Like, I get that. If you if you're like, no, I want to go see it in the theater because. That's your only experience. Like if you yeah. if you're watching on a twenty something inch TV or you're watching it on a computer, when you go and see it in the theater, you're like, "Holy shit, this is an experience." But mm-hmm. you know, depending on what you have at home, if you have a you know sixty five plus inch TV surround sound, a big subwoofer and a good subwoofer, and you're able to listen yeah. to it at because you know, I watch movies like I'm in the theater, so like um, you know a, a good decimal rating, you know, yeah, me too. <laughs> Like I'm at, I'm at like negative 30. You know what I mean? Oh, like that's yeah. Just loud. Yeah. yeah. You're pushing uh you're pushing an unhealthy decibel level. But it's but, and so it's, it's different, but like, if you were to get like, my advice would be, you know, you could, you could get a, a nice TV, 65 inch LCD or LCD. Well, um, LED TV, yeah. you know, whatever. I would highly recommend getting a, a 5.1 or 7.1 Dolby Atmos. Yes. You know, because yes. the surround sound is going to make or break what you look like whenever you're watching it on TV. Like, it and, is amazing what they could do. And I promise, like, once you have, once you've experienced your own home theater, once you've, mm-hmm. once you've actually, like, you know, you're a week, two weeks into it, and then you stop using it for like a day. You'll be like, no, no, no. You'll never want to like, go back. No, never, ever, ever want to go back. Like it's, you probably will get so good. You'll get so used to it. You're like, fuck, man. Do I got to, if you have a TV in your room, like your bedroom, yeah. you're going to be like, fuck. <laughs> I mean, maybe I'll just get a sound bar. I hate sound bars, but you'll, you'll honestly be thinking that because you're like, I can't fucking listen to this TV. Yeah. Anymore. But yeah. I will say that if whatever TV you get, it does not matter. Fucking calibrate it, please. Oh yeah. You got to you know, go. Oh, yeah, I, dude, I, was, I was a cable guy. I was a cable guy for seven years, oh, and that okay. was like at the start when like shit like was uh, when HD and all these flat screens were really like kicking the gear. You know, I, I got that mm-hmm. job in 2005, and then I you know quit in 2012. Yeah, or 13. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it was like oh man, there were so many times where it was like. You know, and I, I, I got to the point where I, 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 we weren't supposed to do it, but I would calibrate people's fucking yeah. you know, like TVs because I'm like, you're not getting the full experience here. You know, I know it's so weird. Yeah. Like you don't put it yeah. on the bright settings. It's just, yeah. and even, in the, and so like, if you have like an Xbox, like I have an Xbox one, obviously, and you can calibrate it off those settings. I'm pretty sure the PS five or PS four has the kind of the same thing, but 
I would highly recommend getting a, a receiver that has Dolby Atmos capability yeah. because then you, you spend about $500, $600 on this receiver. I, I bought this receiver, I want to say, in 2012, 2013, and I'm still getting my HD audio. Like, you still get HD audio quality out of it. Yeah, so yeah. It, and it's different whenever it's kind of like um, if you were to listen to a, a vinyl record compared to an MP3 yeah. compressed sound oh, like yeah. it, you could it just sounds so much clearer and, and oh, on the vinyl richer. oh good yeah correct and so th- imagine that but on your your home theater system mm-hmm. right and mm-hmm. you're basically you're like dude i'm in a theater now like yeah you don't, yeah it's, My- it's that's one thing so it, it's definitely now i hope other than Wonder woman 84 they start making all their other shit like in Dolby 4k Apple. and then Dolby. 4K, yeah, yeah. Uh, did what? yours come with the little microphone to calibrate it back then or no? Yeah. The Yamaha? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I, I, mean, I didn't use it because I, I knew how to set it up. Like, obviously, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I know how to set up all the stuff. But, Scott, I'm telling you, man, like, once you get used to it and once you have your surround sound system. Now, granted, it is going to be a little different because you have a little baby at home. So, <laughs> I, don't know exactly, I don't know how loud you know to listen to it. Uh, <laughs> but I know for, like, somebody like me, like, when me and Avery are watching, like, we're fucking pff, dangerous yeah. levels. As I would say, so 120, yeah. 120 decibels. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah, it's fucking <laughs> like, and I, and the movie that I always test it with because I'll tell you what works for me and is watch. Uh, okay. I, I thought you were gonna say three hundred for a minute there. No, well, because when uh, when uh, Ozzy Mandius throws the the uh, the mug and it hits the door mm-hmm. and you hear it, like the the fact that you oh, hear it comes it, over you, yeah. yeah, it just it just flows over. You're like, God damn, that sounds good, and all the punches. Because it's yeah, such yeah. An, uh, uh, an an interesting and action-packed opening, like, five minutes. Mm. You don't have to worry about fast-forwarding or to get through anything. You know what I mean? It's just uh, a nice, nice way to set it up. I, go, always go to the, I always go to the um, the Wakanda battle in uh, Infinity War. But, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, man, I, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change it. I'm going to Watchmen because you're right. There the you first, go. Go Watchmen. Yeah, the first five right. minutes is intense. Yes. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It's like perfect. Just uh, careful on those DVs, though, because... <laughs> <laughs> I, I live in an apartment complex so it's like as soon as i get like if i can get like a house i'm like that's when i'm gonna like go well, to like all that shit it, it depends on what apartments because i I've, I've lived in apartments a lot too yeah. so like i don't give a shit i've been on the second floor i've been on the third floor i'm on the second I floor I just, yeah. i've never gotten a complaint and i watch movies sometimes at one one o'clock in the morning so yeah yeah, I mean, I know. yeah but that, it's been well here i need to move but uh, anyways, like yeah, we, yeah, we could probably talk TVs and all that stuff for like uh, the rest. Of the yeah. Time. Um, well, what, what was cool about after that article came out is, you know, everybody kind of just started going. Um, Zack Snyder's Justice League is canon. You know, mm-hmm. that's what was uh, kind of funny about it. And when I saw that, and when it, you know, I'm just saying, we'll restore like, the Snyderverse. Yeah, the fact yeah, that it all that. Oh yeah, and like, then of course a couple days it, later with that. Yeah, I mean, think it about it from an executive point of view, right? You come out with that article of Walter Hamada. He's basically coming out and saying, yeah, you know, Snyder's work, it's a whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. You know, we have the other worlds, we have other things. And, you know, in that same article, Snyder Cut gets called a cul-de-sac. And literally, like, three days later, it's fucking trending on well, Twitter. It trended that day, too. With Zach oh, yeah. yeah, it trended. And because it trends, canon. It trends because people are like, no, dude, this is right, like, that's essentially the fans dictating what Walter Amada is really trying to put out there. Yeah. And that's fucking power, dude. Like power. And you know, I'm sure Hamada's reaction was something similar to you. Fuck! 
Something I'm like sure that, was. possibly. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> um, but I yeah, love, yeah, I no, love what cool. Ray said. Yeah. Oh yeah, like, Ray. Also, I mean, he Ray came out, came out was like, like, he's all I have to fan say it's canon, it's canon, and then of course, oh, that was after like when he like you know threw Hamada on the bus. But <laughs> it's just funny, like that day when that happened. I mean, I'm just saying, uh, you know, when the fans rally up, better watch out. I mean, that's just that's just the way it is. And Zaxxon Justice League trended that day. That article came out, and I was like, oh yeah. Tweet out that that it's canon. Just be, even even I know some people some people pushed against it and they're like, well, Zack Snyder himself said it was like an Elseworlds. It's like, okay, yeah, okay, he did, but there's a reason why we're doing this today. We're not doing this because of of any like like the whole logistics, you know, the semantics of it all. We're doing it because of that article and because of what Hamada said and everything like that. And if you were to ask Hamada what is canon, he's gonna say Justice League. Of course he is. And every, yeah. everybody's gonna be like, what the fuck? Like, embarrassing. Gross. Yeah, well, and I think the point is though, is to go uh, personally, I can decide what my canon is. Exactly. That's the yeah, beauty because part I, of all this. I I buy these movies, I yeah. can watch whatever movies in whatever order i want and i and i think that's also part of the idea because you know i've seen some pushback as well i've had a i've had some very polite pushback directed at me personally Mm -hmm. and of course my the way i respond to it is just listen if you don't like these movies it's fine i'm not saying you can't have your Shazams and your Aquamans and your okay. 1984s. I mean, heck, Shazam's my number four movie. I mean, like, yeah. talk about the hot take that people go like, they're like, where people like think that all Snyder fans like, hey, this comes like, no, Shazam's number four for me. I love that. I, love Shazam. I, I enjoy Shazam big time. Yeah. So it's like, but the point is, is that they're like, oh, but I want different flavors. It's like, yes, I want different flavors too. My point is, is that the flavor that I prefer has been stuck in a shoebox for the last three and a half years. I'm not saying you can't have that. My point is, you've been getting that for three and a half years, and you can continue to get that. I don't want that to go away. I just want, I just want it all to coexist. That's my point. And you get people on either side who go nuts and crazy, and, and and I get it. My point is that I'm not I'm not the nutso on this side. I'm not the nutso on this side. Just give me all the movies and let me decide which movie I want to go see and which movie I don't want to go see. And you know what? I'm not saying it doesn't get to be made. Yeah, no. I'm not saying don't make Wonder Woman 1984. I'm just saying, cool, you make it. I'm well, not going to enjoy it as much as something else. Yeah. But guess what? Well, as we talked about on the on the wonder on the wonder vodka stream, yeah. it's like. Ooh. But my, yeah, I just got a new beer. That's what I was doing. But <laughs> my wife, loved my my wife loved eighty four. That's yeah. for her. My mother in law didn't like it at all, and it hurt my wife's feelings. It's like don't worry about <laughs> oh, God. Like don't worry about what your mother thinks. Don't worry about what I think. If you enjoy it, go and enjoy it. My point is. I make all the movies so that everyone gets their Baskin Robbins flavor. Yeah. Right. I like, well it's said. The whole point. It's the whole point. Like, dude, it's the thing, like, unless Zack Snyder was directing all these films, then they're not going to be like a Zack Snyder film. Like, I don't, yeah, and that's why, like, I can, I can appreciate Wonder Woman 84 for being whatever it's going to be. Like, am I going to look at that and go, this is the best made film ever? Absolutely no. not. 
but I'm going to go, okay, like I enjoyed, I enjoyed it better than fucking Tenet. So who cares? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, uh, it's. Get the fuck out. <laughs> and, uh... you know, also, I, I have, I have Birds of Prey really high up there too. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, I, like, I'm the kind of person that I will look at a film and fuck anybody else that, that even wants to, to say, oh, you can't, you know, you can't rank that. Or why would you like Birds of Prey? It's like, I don't fucking, why wouldn't you? I don't know. Who cares? How am I supposed to fucking respond to that? Like, dude, it's yeah. whatever I like. Do you want to, no, I don't, I don't want to go there. But like, <laughs> it's, it's just like, it's weird to me. Like when somebody wants to, to not, not chastise me, because that's not the case. It's just like kind of question what I enjoy and what other people enjoy. It's like, dude, if you, dude, you can love, you could say Shazam is better than BBS. I'm going to say that's crazy to me. But if that's what you think, like, dude, what am I supposed to do? Like, I don't, you know what I mean? It's like, I don't know. I don't know what that does. And also because of Shazam, you know, now we're getting Black Adam and those films can exist to themselves and I'm going to go and see them and I'm going to enjoy them because that's more DC stuff. But I know that I don't have to worry about knowing about those films to enjoy Zack Snyder's Justice League. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hell yeah. And I also, and I also don't have to know about either of those two films in order to enjoy Batman, like the Batman from Matt Reeves. Like yeah. Yeah. that's, that's the beauty thing. You know, if you, if this is MCU, guess what? You basically would have to watch Ant-Man of the Wasp and fucking, yeah. Yeah. you know, Captain no, you Marvel. Do, no, you do. I mean, I remember no. going through yeah. getting ready for infinity war. You had to watch Ant-Man. You had to watch, like, yeah. my, my wife was like, okay, which movies do I need to watch? And I started listing them off. She was like, yeah. what? I was like, no, you actually do have to watch all those movies. I'm sorry. Yeah. And at the same time, you may have had to watch it. Kidding. I didn't watch any of those, and I still understood what happened in Infinity. <laughs> so, you know, at the end of the day, but it, it's pretty simple. Again, though, like, I again, that's back to what Scott says. With the Marvel thing, and I get why people criticize it from the DC side, but again, like, have your flavor and love it. I also love Marvel, but I've always been a DC person at heart. You know what I mean? The more adult themes and, and and stuff like that. But You know, I love me some infinity war and end game. So end game, you know, it had its issues, but you know, I'm like one of those guys. that's like, that's, I can enjoy Marvel too, but you know, I don't enjoy all of it either. I mean, the same thing with like with DC. I mean, there's things like when I rewatched birds of prey, I was like, man, I'm not liking this as much as I liked the first time, you know, it's just the way it is. When I watched wonder woman 84 again, I was like, God, that first, like that first hour or so that first half, it it struggle. I struggle with it, but then it gets good. Then it gets better. And I'm like, okay. And yeah, this is the movie that I was, uh, wanting to watch, but uh, we got another person here, Mr. Uh, Stephen Colbert. What's up, buddy? Hey, 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 Stephen. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, happy new year. Happy new year. This week's episode of DC Film Squadcast. So, a little plug there. <laughs> oh, that's that's right, also my man. way of making sure these shows up. Uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm like putting that out there. Like, you yeah, nice. I mean, you know, the best happen. way to make sure I show up, right? <laughs> what, what, yeah, check with Amanda. Oh, that, yeah. Oh, just, oh, yeah. Just make sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Make sure you you tell her, and she'll make sure it happens. Oh, that was your Amanda and I tight. I'll, I'll, it'll yeah. happen. <laughs> That's why I said that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, how was your New Year's, Stephen? Um, it was good. It was really chill. I I built um or not built. It's it's been 
it's been a long, I've been providing regular updates or chronicling on social media. Like I kind of wish I was because um, it would be embarrassing how slow going it is, but I've been slowly building out my basement office and soundproofing and mm. um, learning all of the, the various um, engineering details that go into um, building soundproof stuff particularly considering my my office happens to be like by pipes and under like all sorts of like inconvenient someone flushes the toilet you're gonna hear it right yeah exactly (laughs) so um which which is a uh which is frustrating but also poses some cool challenges you know i like i like problems to solve so i wish i didn't have to but it's also kind of you know i've learned a ton about how to how to remediate that and, and reduce i don't know if i can eliminate it entirely but anyway so i spent the night um building out more of a one of the walls um, that I'm doing for that. And, and then, uh, we did like a, a countdown. Um, but otherwise didn't really, as you were hammering. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I took a break, um, <laughs> for like 10 minutes and, yeah. uh, um, yeah, I mean, nothing, nothing else. And today I was, um, sealing up all my windows cause something you Cali people might not know about is that it's so cold in the Midwest in the winter that we want to add an extra layer. Like, especially if like my house wow. needs like new windows. You got you want to add like a plastic like shrink wrap over yeah. it so that you don't get yep. the uh the the cold draft. And so uh so I've been been doing that and uh yeah, keeping keeping busy with all sorts of fascinating things. I'm sure the chat and you guys are loving it. Uh, <laughs> hey, Home Depot's like my favorite place on earth. So Dude, I like I've been finding excuses to go. I mean especially get, Home get, Depot's yeah. the best. Yeah, you get no, so bad. like drawn in there. You're like, "Fuck, I gotta go back there." Yeah, exactly. On one <laughs> hand, it's you're, like you're you're, you're you're not even a fit. You're kind of like, "All right, well, then what else could I get?" Then, if I have right. Well, you know, when you're going like twice a day, that you're like, "Okay, I'm in the deep. Like, I'm in yeah. I'm in the thick of this project now." Um, and uh, yeah, but also it's fun because like I've got so, some of this stuff is like so long term that I've got a notebook. I'm like, okay, when I get to that step, I'm gonna use that material. Yeah. I'll make a note here. Um, yeah, and uh, so it's been it's been fun. Yeah, yeah. sounds fun. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So uh, basically, we've just been, of course, talking about um, what's been happening. I mean, obviously, we talked about the Hamada article, which yeah. thoughts about, and you know, we've we've talked about stuff. So go ahead and give us your two cents on that on that article. Um, the article itself was really interesting. Um, it's always hard to try to kind of explain. Like, it seems like, especially with this fandom, for understandable reasons, there's like whenever something like that drops sort of tempering the right amount of conspiracy or conspiracy in the right direction Uh where people like love to read between the lines and assume um, like intents behind stuff or like the the stuff you'll see often is like, Oh, they're making up sources or nobody said that. It's like, no, no. Like if they say there's a source, there's a source. You just have Uh to question like who the source is and what their motivation is. Like it's not like the writer or they'll say like, Oh, this is the same guy from the New York times. No, no, the writer doesn't matter. I mean, it does to an extent, but like, well, it's not no, like, that writer did. Well, sure, but it's not like it's not like that writer had a vendetta against Snyder, and it's like I'm going to fabricate this article and track down Hamada. Um, it was oh, like no, they yeah, were approached yeah. for a profile or whatever, right. and they probably approached him because they knew he was friendly. But like the fact that he has re- previously said negative things about Snyder doesn't really reflect on the article itself at all to me. Um, uh, it's just, I, I would say this. It, in in this situation, right, and I and I know I get what you're saying, Stephen, because you're looking at it from a literal, hey, look, journalistic, you know, standpoint, dude. You can't fucking tell me, okay? If this was the first time, okay, that something like this had ever happened, you know what, dude? I, 
you're right. No, you can't really say that. This fucking dude, like, how many writers did you have at, at New York Times? Did you pick that fucking person? Yeah. yeah. Well, he's also like their, right. their, he's like their lead entertainment time, editor dude. or something, though, isn't he? Um, oh, well, I don't know. But either way, dude, I, I know for a fucking fact, dude, that at a certain at a certain level, there's a line that gets crossed where you're like, all right, dude, now it's not more fucking just coincidence. It's it's fucking deliberate. OK, like, I'm sorry. I don't. And, and here's the reason why. I, and I don't know if this has anything to do with it, but me for, you know, my article where I wrote out, you know, what Zach was doing with the press. What if Amato was like this fucking asshole? Like, I don't know. If he's, I don't know if you read it, but he was like, he's he's dick. Yeah. He's perpetuating uh, this article where it basically says the normal press tour is not going to be the big deal. And Zach is doing whatever he's got. Like, you know what I mean? It almost sounded like Zach was in charge of everything he's doing. And so what if Amato was like, I don't know about that. Like, fuck that. And so he decides he wants to get who's who's kind of like been talking about Snyder. Like, it's just to me, it's so like it's weird. Like, yeah, sure. Like, well, I'm not saying that, that, that that's entirely irrelevant. What I'm saying is like when you're looking for like when you're trying to pe- like take this apart and find like what's the motivation and and etc. People often jump to like, well, he said bad things about Snyder before. Therefore, this whole thing is uncredible and should be dismissed. It's like, no, it's oh, different. Like the oh, motivation yeah, factor here. Yeah. It's not like this guy was sitting on his couch and was like, I'm going to write this article. <laughs> yeah. The motivation behind Maybe the either. article existing was um, was, um, was from somebody at, at Warner Brothers, probably Hamada. Um, and, there, and there's a lot of other things going on, too. This isn't just about Snyder. Like people, like that's the thing that's kind of been overlooked with this article. This, the whole deal with Snyder has, in my mind, now been um, there's a snowball of this whole theatrical yeah. versus streaming thing. And, this, mm-hmm. and Snyder situation is now rolled up in that and so for hamada he's in a really interesting situation because if you i highly encourage people to go read about jason keelar and look at what he did at yeah. hulu 10 years ago i um, read that article that you posted 2011 i talked about it on the yeah yeah. yeah i mean that, that 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 was very illuminating how like he he he's he's ruthless dude is a dude is a stone cold killer um yeah. and uh he's just called kylar yeah, Kylar, sorry. Yeah, yeah. And he um <laughs> he um Teach uh, you, I will. so <laughs> what um so so what's interesting about about that situation then is you know that Kylar um he he wants to he wants he, he, I I he wants to go international. I don't think he said that explicitly, but you look at they want HBO Max International. I think I I, I think that's a very fair assumption to make based on Kylar, based on the, the circumstances. They're not going to say that outright because they're going to respect their contracts. But he wants to go international. Right. Um, they say that like and if the, it was up to him, he would he would break those contracts. Right, like, exactly. Yeah, they say <laughs> that the um the theatrical streaming deal is just a one a one year thing. No, he wants to do that every year. He wants their prime oh. content on on the platform. And so the big thing, ignore the Snyder Cut stuff. Look at what he said about Batgirl and Static Shock. Imagine being Jason Kylar and being like, hey, I'm going to, this is the premium streaming service. This is the, the streaming service where you get theatrical experience day one along. Batman, like, Superman. At home. Right. Yeah. Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah. Combat. The Suicide uh, like, Squad. Dune. Yeah. Right, exactly. So like per, per John, John's going to love that I'm admitting this to him. Compare this to what, to what Marvel is doing. Yeah. Um, you know, we're not talking about like, oh, the the um, the armor wars. Moon Knight. Yeah. Yeah. But like, we're not talking about that. We're talking about the prime IP characters. So Jason Kyler wants he's saying, look, we own Batman. We own Superman. We own King Kong. We own Matrix, whatever. That stuff belongs 
on the streaming service. And then you look at this article and, and he's like, oh, the riskier stuff is going to go to HBO Max. <laughs> yeah. The spinoffs, we're, for yeah. every single project, we're looking for spinoffs that can go to HBO Max. No, so that's that is part of when people talk about like HBO or they talk about like Warner Brothers versus, versus Warner Media. That's what they're talking about. That's Walter Hamada, who was in charge of the DC portfolio, trying to preserve his relevance. Because if they go to HBO Max, probably somebody else is going to assume his job, yep. right? Or either that, or or he's going to—I don't know—he's going to go in a direction. Or, well, work. it's so you it's better believe and, that, and like, the, the the Nolan, um, the, uh, the 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 Denny Villeneuve um, <laughs> stuff. That I don't know. That, that I'm not going to say that Hamada is um, is like involved with them directly but he's on the side of these filmmakers speaking oh, out against Warner Brothers yeah. right mm-hmm. um and so because to him HBO Max is a secondary service it's a complementary service and to Kylar it is the service yeah yep. it is going to be a primary it, revenue driver over theaters therefore the value prop the valuable properties should be there why if HBO Max is making more money than theaters why the hell are you reserving Batman properties right. For theaters, like why are you preserving your most valuable IP for your secondary revenue driver? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, well, the other thing you got you, you to remember that, like, with, when it comes to Hamada and all this, so like AT or TT, TNT and and HBO Max, they had individual you know heads or whatever, green lighting or whatever. Now, blows uh, Casey blows is in charge of both of them, but he he doesn't really have a, a, a kind of a title. He's just he is their their go to person, right? So I think that that's what's going to happen with DC. Like they're not going to have a head anymore. Like what's the point of having a head? Like at this this point, yeah, it hasn't worked. You literally did it and you created that position with Jeff Johns. And guess what? Well, Jeff Johns is John Berg. It failed then. You have Walter Amato, who is now being called the biggest enabler of of certain bullshit. It didn't work with that guy. Why do you need a DC head of film, right? And if anything, you could literally just go, well, you know what? If it, we'll have somebody, a consultant or maybe a producer that can run things, but it, it's not necessarily that important to have a full-on head of DC films. And then you add the fact that Hamada, from what I've I've heard, and I mentioned this again on the Real Emotion, so I'm not saying it here for the first time, that Hamada is, is in a way not – He's kind of um, being okay with the the whole all these directors coming out and talking shit about HBO Max. Oh right, he's got, he's basically well, he's basically going yeah yeah keep keep it up yeah, I don't, yeah. like I said I don't know like he how, if he's coordinating or, or, or enabling but he agrees right. with them because the right. more that they do theatrically the the better off he is um, and so the <laughs> a lot of bloggers and scoopers or whatever will will. Well, or on um, like on Twitter, I'm seeing claim that like, oh, it's it's absurd to say that there's a war or any conflict between HBO yeah. or between Warner Media and and um, and Warner Brothers. It's the same company. There's no conflict. Um, and I think that like this article particularly, but there's been a handful. If you follow the paper trail um, since, like the war- like look at the Warner Max announcement came out, and then um, the uh, THR published an article that cited multiple anonymous studio executives people familiar yeah. with the studio they, they 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 settle them similarly but they're all anonymous people related to the studio in some way who are saying stuff like oh i don't know why they're setting up a sibling rivalry i don't know why they're this i don't know why they're that and then um, warner max goes away and they subsume all this stuff so we know two things one there's people within the studio that disagree with the strategy and we know number two that things are constantly in flux right 
-hmm. So when people come out and claim, oh, this won't happen, that won't happen, or there's no conflict. Well, yes, there is conflict because literally these articles are citing people internally that disagree with the strategy and we're seeing the strategy constantly change. So, so when they say that this is a cul-de-sac, well, maybe the heads consider that now, but the heads could go, the strategy could change. Uh, But also we know that there's conflict and strategy, right? And so, and so they say that it's a cul-de-sac. Does Jason Kyler think it's a cul-de-sac? You know, does like, there's all these other, other questions there. And um, and then, another, like I said, another big smoking gun for, yes, there is internal conflict, is Walter Hamada in the press is openly despair. Like, because even the, the, the storytelling cul-de-sac comment was not directly attributed to Hamada. It just said there are um, stu- um, studio executives say it's a storytelling cul-de-sac. But I believe that um, Hamada was specifically quoted as saying, like, the riskier properties or yes. um, all the spinoff properties are going to go to HBO Max. That's from Hamada's mouth, which is directly undermining what Kyler oh. wants for HBO Max. Um, and, 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 and to your point, Stephen, what people, uh, as someone who has a business degree, I, I remember my senior, my senior project was on mergers and acquisitions because in, in, in Alabama, we had a bank American get bought out. Yeah. Yeah, we had a bank get bought out. <laughs> So like our senior project was all about mergers and acquisitions. And it's like, yeah, they got bought. Okay. Yeah. The word merger got used, but that wasn't a merger. That wasn't acquisition. Got bought out. We bought you out. You had stock prices that allowed us to go and we want one of you and we want one of you. And now it's like, they are the new AT&T formed warner media as a new corporate structure and we go back to the weeks and weeks of how many times we heard about people getting fired people moving on you know people finding other positions it's because at&t is restructuring probably speculation looking at the warner brother structure going well that makes no that doesn't make a lick of sense we should do it this way this way and this way and that means shedding jobs especially when at&t comes in and they have someone who already does that job well, well I, I always there's I always, a redundancy that involves people getting cut yeah. because well, it's, it's like it's, no we don't like, need two of you anymore if you if you look at a sports a, literally a sports analogy for everybody out there because it's a the easiest thing right if you have all these players and all these these coaches right let's think of football okay and a new head coach comes in this new head coach that literally is coming in has all these coaches that he didn't hire, that he has no idea how they work, how they run offense, how they run defense, how they run their special teams, well, how they run their offense. And offense, they've been on the team since before him. So they, there's that Correct. element of, well, this is the way we do things. That, Correct. Like, can you and trust so them all to – Yeah, if you're the head coach and you come in here and you say, well, I see how you guys are doing that. That's not going to work for me. Obviously, your coach got fired for a reason, which is why I'm here to replace him. I have a different idea and ideals of how we're going to run this team. How, how well do you think the coaches underneath them are going to be like, yeah, we support you raw. Let's go. You know what I mean? Like, no, they're going to be like right. uh, a little bit, which is why you always have that head coach comes in. Guess what? He's bringing in his head defensive coordinator. He's bringing in the guy that he usually brings in for his offensive coordinator, because they, at least those two are the highest position for right. underneath the coach. 
they can get everybody else in line. And if they don't want to get in line, guess what? They get fired. And then you've got a few years so, of transition where you get new correct. personnel that match the new mm-hmm. playbook. And, mm-hmm. it, and, it's, and it's a rocky and few years. You're, and it's, you're picking you're up a, go through a few coordinators. You know, you're not going to have yeah. your, your mm-hmm. A-team isn't going to be the first draft class that you have. You need and a then you're getting new players league. and you're yeah. drafting you're drafting new players, which i.e. would be new directors, new directors that are under you that you're like they're accepting the way that you're running the team. Like, dude, uh, it's it's it, if you're running a, uh, you know, a shotgun offense, which for those that don't know, it's, it means a quarterback is usually running right a lot. And you have a guy that's literally ready to be underneath the the uh, the uh, fuck, I completely, the center. Well, all of a sudden you're going to be like, yeah, I know, I fucking completely forgot. You're going to be like, uh, that quarterback's obviously not the best person to have for a shotgun offense. So uh, we might need to find another person to to actually do that. So, i.e., Chris Nolan, Denny, they want to be under the center while Zack Snyder's running the the shotgun offense and he's been perfecting it. <laughs> that's, yeah. I mean, you're going, oh, okay, cool. And that's the other element I was going to talk about is you look at the situation and you have like. I guess maybe contrasting these two is going to like, I'll say up front, I am not claiming that like Walter, like Zach is in contention for Hamada's job that it, right. that is not, yeah. but no. you look at like in the, in the red corner, you have Hamada and he's saying the riskier projects will go to HBO max. Every movie is going to get a spinoff. That's going to go to HBO max. You know, he's treating it as, as this secondary option to it, an ancillary experience of, the less valuable stuff, the most like is, is what's going to go well, there. That's what, well, Meanwhile, you've got uh, continue who, this. Can you continue yeah. it though? But remember, they also HEO Max said that they didn't want to be the dumpster of other projects. Right. Like they exactly. they come out and said that. So yeah, yeah, and that, and, and that, like that is the known strategy. Kylar wants the number one properties on HEO Max. That doesn't mean they can't be on theatrical too. But he's saying we own Batman. Why don't we have a Batman show? We own Superman. Why don't we have a Superman show? Not. Mm-hmm. Lois and Superman on CW. I mean, like, no. it's like a, like a oh, Superman, Superman show. And so, um, <laughs> and so, so you've got that situation for Kyler, and you've got the situation for Hamada. And then you look back at like to the THR article when Zach came on. What was his pitch when when he he's got this idea for? I don't know if he made it to Hamada or, or to to Kylar or whoever. But the point is, Zach comes in, and what does he say? He's like, "Look, I've got all this footage. I can turn it into a four part miniseries." By the way, here's all these spinoffs we can do. You want Joker in a Mad Max situation going to get a mother box from Darkseid? Done. You want Suicide Squad and Nightmare? Done. You want Deathstroke, Assassin Mission, miniseries? Done. And so so you've got Kylar, and he's like, well, the riskier projects can go there. And you've got Zach, where he's like, Jared Leto's Joker, Mad Max <laughs> miniseries. Yeah. Let's do Like, who who's – that doesn't mean that Zach's going to take over for Hamada. It doesn't even necessarily mean they're going to do that. But which That's strategy on yeah. the table is the strategy that that Kylar wants? We Fucking know hard fact. It's like it's not even a matter of like debate. I'm not saying um, it's it's not an issue of like well, which way are they going to go? We know for a fact based on what Kylar has said, based on what what HBO Max is doing, that that's the strategy that they want. Now the well, question and, is, and is whatever. Oh, and to build up what you said, Stephen, look at the flight attendant. The flight mm. attendant is one novel. It was originally planned and billed as a limited series because they were just going to adapt the book. Mm. What happened? And that's a and Berlanti and his crew were like, "Hey, we're getting a lot of buzz about this. This yeah. is really good. This is a hit, yeah. This is a hit. What happened? Season two. Yeah, right. There is no see. There is no season no, two. I know. That's what I was wondering. I'm like, I thought it was just one story. This. How are they gonna? Right, but what they're doing is 
they're creating more content. They, they, they've planted seeds to where it's like, yeah, the, maybe we finish with the plot of the novel, but we're going to extend it because, hey, we want to keep printing money. Right. <laughs> and yeah, exactly. And and you look at like so that article um, I, I put I posted it a couple days ago on Twitter. I'll probably retweet it just because it's so awesome. But Garza said he talked about it on, on Real Emotion also. Okay. Um, I, it's from 2011, but I so highly recommend uh-huh. it if you want to understand what Jason Kylar uh-huh. is about. In 2011, uh-huh. I guess is right around when, when this happened, he was at Hulu. He was one of the founding members, but he was a part of this executive board was like dragging their heels on yeah. adapting to modern TV. I mean, you look at what he was trying to do at Hulu. Because he wanted to go in international then. Exactly. He wanted to go international then, but also you look at like oh, what yeah. he was talking about at the time, and, and basically what he's talking about is like what Netflix is now. And it sounds like basically he was prevented from making Hulu Netflix, <laughs> um, right. which but, is it's crazy because he could have they Hulu could have been up there with Netflix. Like oh, we wouldn't oh, even right. be. But Hulu, uh, well, and Hulu was in a very very similar situation to AT and T and HBO Max in that the reason they didn't do that is because they are partnered with Fox, they are partnered with with Disney, and they have mm-hmm. independent contracts. Yeah these different regions and so they couldn't expand hulu without competing with fox's tv deals in europe and whatever and that's the same reason hbo max isn't, isn't expanding but kylar says he re- his number one regret is not just steamrolling that at hulu. <laughs> yeah. so that's the number one regret at hulu and then and then he's gonna steamroll those eventually but the, the point is that in that article it talks about how it, it happened it, it called him like hulu's bad boy executive or something like that and it's like he had a Jerry Maguire the headline of the article, actually. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it, it called it his Jerry Maguire moment because what happened was, and Scott's going to remember this because he's got a better mind for details. There was a sh- they got ex- access to a new show on Hulu, and there was an announcement blog post. Do you remember that, what it was? It was like a new show. Well, I, I know that's the top of my head. But the, the point is, it was some some like mundane blog post he was going to make oh, about like, oh, now streaming on Hulu. Watch, um. George Clooney in the flight attendant. I don't know. <laughs> and, um, Dev. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, no, Dev's, Dev's was great. But that's all. That's really? all he was. Yeah. Oh, that's oh. what it was supposed to be. With just this, like, oh, we've got this new show streaming now. Go check it out. And yeah. fifteen hundred words later, he was like, "I want to turn this into a premier TV service." And these other executives yeah. aren't on board with it, but I'm going to do whatever I can to get it there. This is like a public blog post. He yeah. like went out, an open letter aired yeah. their aired their dirty. Like he he went. And I don't know if he, I kind of want him to do that. Like, oh my god, it was the Daily yeah. Show and the and the Colbert Report. Yeah, exactly. They that's all. Yeah. Oh, that's what it was. That's there all you go. Saying. The, the yeah. blog post was literally now streaming on Hulu. The Daily Show and Colbert and Report. John Stewart, or, yeah, the jo- John um, Stewart. Yeah, with all and, that. And um, and instead of saying that, well, he said that, and then he went on to be like, "But in addition to this, we're going to do all this stuff in the future, even though the current." Okay, here, here's Stephen. Here's the quote. I, I got it for you. The quote is. <laughs> A number of you that are reading this might be thinking that we'd have to be crazy to think that our small team can actually reinvent television up against distribution giants like cable companies, satellite companies, and huge online companies. We are crazy. All entrepreneurs yeah. need to be. Damn. Wow. That's, 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 the difference. that's why these Hollywood types hate him because he's exactly. not. The, 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 what is happening? But it can be better. <laughs> that's what that's what's happening at, at wb right now and the whole conflict is over you have these old hollywood types who are fixed in their ways who have maybe under the table deals they don't want to lose um no they always have under the table all deals. sorts of stuff that like it's 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 a it's a bureaucracy that's created to to maintain their reason for existence 
um, which I guess is a, a is a redundant statement. But um, right. and and then you got Kylar, who is an entrepreneur. Who what does he do? He comes in and he makes business decisions. He comes from the tech sector, from Hulu. Exactly. And uh, by the way, he's like a, an avid, like super fan of Walt Disney, and like yeah. I think exemplifies what Walt Disney was as a as a person and as a and creative a more than Disney yeah. today does. Yes. Um, and so anyway, but so he, so he wrote that blog post and then, um, and, and that was a big deal and, and all this other stuff at Hulu, but that's kind of the, the way he works. And so you look at the fact that like, after they made, um, I don't know if it's after the announcement, but he's made a few posts where he's like, I know you said it was a variety article from him, but he wrote a medium post recently also. And that's the one where he said, yeah. we've got this little thing coming called Zack Snyder's justice he's, league. No, he's writing that from directly like, from Warner brothers. Like yeah, Warner but, Media but, or but he posted it to medium. I, I'm pretty he sure. Oh, several things to medium because he posted the wonder woman, 1984 getting dual released. How this is for the fan. It's like, he's the writing, point is, the point is he's, he's writing, writing a memos. He's going the outside yeah. of, yeah, he's going outside of like, normally this would be, Either a PR statement, or it would be yeah. a, or it would be a, pre- a press release to, um, to one of the trades or whatever. No, he's like writing this stuff on an open platform, Directly. publishing it himself. Which I don't know if that means he's circumventing. I feel like it. Is. I mean, or, imagine so that imagine reminds me one hundred percent of what he did at Hulu. And so I really, I would love. I don't know how aggressive he's going to get with Kiel, with um Hamada, but this whole situation to me is like, oh wow, they're going to war against Kilar. Who the other? My other favorite quote from that article was. Somebody who he had fired was gave a quote to the article, and 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 literally they said that when he fired them, he, he, the the quote he gave them was, "I'm sorry, I just don't see what value you provide." Here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, I, Ty, I'm curious for you because, like, uh, you know, Garza, Stephen, and I, we can we can dance like this all night long. It's yeah. Like, I mean, what? I like listening, man. It's nice. <laughs> no, but I, I'm really curious, like as. What is your perspective? Because I mean, even for Dave's audience, like, oh damn, they know what the three of us think. We we're here yeah. freaking every Friday yeah. night. Uh, but I'm really curious, like, what's your perspective on all all of this? All this like, madness. All this yeah. politics. Yeah. Uh I think <clears throat> I've always been a fan of of Kylar, especially like Steven was saying back in his Hulu and Amazon days. Uh he's very like he knows he's got the the mindset of like he's always focused on the future and like and, and being a contender and and being part of like the next big thing and i've always loved i've always liked his mindset however um i don't know i just, i i i don't like where dc was headed with with under especially under jeff johns and and um and like having Joss there and, and, and now apparently Walter Hamada, I'm not sure. Cause again, I, I wasn't there, right? I don't know if Walter Hamada is an enabler or a dangerous, dangerous enabler. I, I hear, I hear it from Ray Fisher and I, I trust Ray Fisher cause he doesn't seem like the type to lie or slander anyone without having a 100% way to back it up. Um, but now I'm wondering is, is do you think, and this is going to turn it back into a question, I guess, because I, I like where DC's headed now. I think they've finally kind of hit their stride. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the management is kind of a mess. Like when you guys were saying it, like AT&T came in and they're like, all right, this doesn't make any, any fucking sense. We got yeah, two of these people, three of these nope. ones, like let's start cutting it down and then get some chefs out of the kitchen. Cause well, and that's, that's the thing. And, and I think, so when you really look at it, right, 
I mean, at the end of the day, Kyler could easily say that to Hamada. I don't. What value are you bringing to this company? You right. literally, if if we had bought you, negative oh, value, he's undermining. Oh, I, I know. Kyler's not strategy. only is he undermining me, if I was Kyler, not only is he undermining me, but guess what? You are directly in charge of the Joker situation, where you decided oh, that guess God. what? You were going to sell it to a third party, to where there's it's split up three times. This movie hits a billion, and you're you're running the company that pays me, and you're getting it split three ways. Because yeah. of your incompetence to understand what it was. Plus, I know that you and Emmerich were undermining the budget. Okay, that's when I first got you guys. And that was when you first started your job. What have you done for us now? Right? Like, where's You've my content? Can, right. Can where's I have my content, though? I got a streaming service. I need content on it. It's yeah, your exactly. job. Where is it? Where, yeah. where is this? You're, you're talking about it. What? So do you... With what rate, with what, and I'm sorry, I kind of off topic again, but not off topic, but with what Ray Fisher said that he will not work under any production associated with Walter Hamada. So say, or not say, but when Justice League does well, and if a sequel is greenlit, so does that, do you think he'll be back or do you think now he's going to take that? Not only would he be back because I'd gotten that ass too on, on our show and I'm going to open my other beer up in a little bit, but <laughs> on the real emotion. And it's the same thing that this Zack Snyder's Justice League. Is Walter Amato a producer on this? Did Walter Amato greenlight it? Absolutely not. Okay. Yeah. Right. Guess who greenlit right. it and guess who's doing it? Jason Kylar. Kylar. Okay. Yeah. And that's the difference yeah. because guess what? If we're going to get a sequel, we're not getting it from Amato. Okay, Hamada. If we, that if we were going to get a Snyder cut, that would have happened with Hamada. Okay, and everybody thought it was going to happen too. That's know. It, we, it, you know, we were we were naive back then. We didn't. Oh have yeah, all the totally. Numbers, but when you look at it from this point of view, and you go, okay, well, if there's going to be a sequel and there's going to be numbers, dude, if Wonder Woman eighty four is, I'm not going to call it mediocre. I'm just going to say it's good. It's a good film. Whatever. Is it amazing? No. Is it like forgettable? Absolutely. It's fine. <laughs> it's great. And is it forgettable? Yeah. Like, yeah. But yeah. I mean, it, it is. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, yeah. Like what, like what, like really ha- like, dude, you're telling me Watchmen is forgettable. I'm just giving you an example, right? You're like, no. Oh yeah. That gives you an impact. And so when you, when you watch this and you think of, okay, it, it was causing so much, I guess controversy online and discourse and people talking about it and getting to watch it that that was Wonder Woman 84 with a female director and a female lead. Okay. So just imagine that that's the way that they're, they're reacting to it in a politically correct way. Right. Cause that's how they have to, otherwise it, you know, whatever. This is that Snyder we're talking about. Who's a male who's a Caucasian male in Hollywood. Dude, they're going to be fucking eating him up alive, and it's going to cause so much discourse that that Walter Hamada is going to be like, I can't even. If he's still there at the time, he's going to be like, I, What the fuck can I do? Like, I can't. Am I really going to say no? Is he going to tell Kylar, Hey, look, we have all this content on your streaming service that is driving so much viewership, but I don't, I don't feel comfortable making another. I don't, I don't want to make another one. Like Kyler's gonna be like, what the fuck do I need you for? Like I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think I got this question a lot too. And it's it's one of those ones that's like so Ray says he's not gonna do another movie associated with Hamada. Oh, yeah. And Hamada is currently the the head of DC films. So the question is like I think there's a lot of different angles you can take, but I think ultimately the question is 
does Kylar need to go in order for Ray to agree to come back? And I don't. I mean, Hamada. No, you mean sorry. Hamada. Yeah, yeah, sorry. In order for, in order for, does, yeah, does Hamada need to go in order for yeah. for Ray to come back? And there's there's a lot of logistics we can dance around, a lot of hypothetical situations, and does can they do a project outside of Hamada's jurisdiction? You know, there's all sorts of questions like that. But I think ultimately the answer is um, they're going to do whatever they want to do. And well, if that's the only the way day, for him to come back, they're not going to get rid of Ray and they're not yeah. going to not make Justice League because of that. I can't say that they're necessarily going to fire Hamada for it, but we know, like, this is the studio. Like we're talking about Kylar. Yeah. Well, we're talking about Kylar, who we, we've talked about what he's done in the past with making stuff happen. Um, we're talking about the studio who decided because of various factors, including, you know, particularly the, the, the pandemic, they just decided to like break all contracts and, um, and release window rules to, to release everything on streaming at the same time. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's going to happen. I can't tell you exactly how it's going to happen. Right. I can't tell you like, will Hamada still be there? Will Hamada go? I don't think, I don't see why he's going to be around very long. I don't know what he's bringing to the, to the, you know, if, if there were, if HBO kind of Max launched and there and there was already you know a dozen shows from with D, from DC on there, then sure. But there's not like he's not he's literally not doing his job. Well, if um, Hamada was a proponent for HBO Max, maybe he might have. Some, yeah, like, exactly. He was playing ball, but you look at like what DC projects have happened under have been greenlit or happened under him, and you've got exactly. like like Shazam and Birds of Prey, which which. Fine, Technically, like, Shazam was already started by the time he right. took over. Exactly. Yeah. But I mean, even if you give that to him, you're saying like the I'm not going to get into the logistics of did they make a profit or not because there's a million different ways to slice the studio accounting on that. But the fact of the matter is, at that volume of output, everything should make a billion dollars, yeah. right? Right. And when everything is making a billion dollars, they should also expect to see the profit from that. The only thing under him that saw a billion dollars, they didn't see the profit from, and so <laughs> so financially. Because yeah, exactly. of his decision, right? Because, of, because explicitly yeah. because of action steps yeah. taken by him, because he fought for that for it to happen that Correct. way. Um, exactly. And so, so it's a total bust theatrically, as far as he's mm-hmm. concerned. Sure, you can like Shazam. Sure, you can like Birds of Prey. Um, you, you know, I think everyone basically likes Joker. Mm-hmm. That's all well and good. We don't need to argue about that. But the fact mm-hmm. of the matter is, regardless of if it made profit or not, the way Kyler is going to look at it uh, is why were there only three? <laughs> And yeah. and why? And where's where's my streaming content? Three movies, yeah. yeah. Um, and because so, I'll tell you this: when I was content, posting my when I was posting my DCEU rankings, somebody commented, and I don't. And they weren't being totally sarcastic. They were like, "Wow, I thought there would have been." I felt like there were more movies. Like when you yeah. look at the DCEU that's exactly. been going on technically since 2013, and we only have this nine, much. nine movies. Mean, yeah, I yeah. Know. Aquaman yeah, was like 2018. It was like the only. And they haven't movie. even made a Justice League well, movie yet. No, I was going to say that's nine <laughs> films, including Justice League. <laughs> that's what you know what I mean? Like, dude, and Suicide Squad. Yeah. So, like, in, in my head, I'm going because I I know what you're talking about. When I had to rank it out, and even then, I was kind of like, dude, I still like there has not been a film that has been on the BBS, you know. Three Avengers movies and and two phases right. of their universe since then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and they're big, they're big story and exactly. climax. How, or, you know, or, or, or how about this for contrast? 
the entire Disney Star Wars franchise oh exists God. in that timeline. Correct. Twenty fifteen to twenty nineteen. Three movies. And that's not even that fast. That's slower than Marvel. It is. And, and right. well, and also you got Marvel with Loki and, uh, you know, Captain, uh, well, not Captain America. Falcon, you know what I'm talking about. Falcon and Winter Soldier. What if, yes. like, they have all these shows and Star Wars and, shows planned. What, and that's what does DC have? Like, we have plans, but they're yeah. moving too slow and the, and, yeah. and they're not dropping bombs. They're like, oh, Correct. like I said, they're like, okay, here's our three movies. One of them is going to make a billion dollars. We're going to make no profit off of them. And the other two are going to make less <laughs> than 500 million globally. Yeah. Like that's not really our our one film that we made a billion on. We made about as much as Birds of Prey made us, which is shocking because it's like, well, then why you didn't even move the needle? Then what the fuck is the point? Exactly. Right. It's the movie. The movie that you made a billion. You won a couple of Oscars (laughs) as well. Everybody was talking about. And all I've got are these negative reviews. (laughs) Again and again, like you said, you look over across the pond and you see, you know, Feige's done such a good job with whether yeah. you like them or not with the films. So right, then yeah. what does he do? He takes his focus off of his well-oiled baby or, or adult child now. And he looks <laughs> towards the little baby and he's going to nurture that. And, and like, you say what you want about Marvel, but they, they do are things. a machine. Oh, yeah. They yeah. are so fine. Too. One thing if like you, he's got that batting average theatrically and like in 2021, we were going to see, Green Lantern and Justice League Dark and like those are the only two, right? And then let's say let's say Peacemaker was going to be done on time, the Gotham show is going to be done on time. Like like those are yeah. the four DC ones, and maybe there's five. None of those are coming out in 2021 though. But we would want all of those out some of them in 2020, some of them in 2021, right. um plus a slate of more on the way. And then yeah. it's like okay, yeah. the theatrical average isn't that isn't that great, but it doesn't matter cuz he's getting the content out there. Mm-hmm. Um but he he's not, and it's like so. What like literally? What is what is he doing? Yeah, and then, so so what are they going to bring in somebody else to manage the HBO Max side of the DC IP and no leave point. him in theatrical? No, like what like what is really he? Is no point. No. Like unless they change their corporate strategy, unless Kylar goes, unless Kylar leaves the company and somebody yeah, else new comes in and yeah, reverses right. everything. Hamada is not only is he not putting that stuff out, he's going to the trades and saying that's only for <laughs> our stuff. Yeah. That's only for yeah. our risky stuff. That's only yeah. for our spinoff stuff. Well, yeah. dude, you you're on a tight timeline there. Like somebody, <laughs> like I said, I, I, he's his resume. I bet he's got his resume out now, and that's why oh, that article. I dare and fucking tea. That's exactly what I said. I'm like, dude, that when I read that, I was like, this sounds like he's trying to peacock a little bit, like for his next job, because you don't literally go. Hey boss, I'm gonna. Not only am I gonna undermine you, I'm basically telling you that I don't want to make you money, and I'm okay with it because this is my yeah. strategy. Yeah. And it's it, you know, it, like imagine you working for your company and you're you're telling your boss, "Hey boss, listen," and I and I gave this analogy as well. Like uh, I used forty old version, right? Because you know, fuck it, that's all I. Whatever. It's a great movie. What, go ahead. Right. <laughs> Whenever I don't even I need to explain. <laughs> but when a customer cut a customer comes in and and they're wanting to buy a VCR. And Andy's like, you know, oh, we start talking about a DVD. Yeah, dead it's technology. like, dude, this customer comes in and wants to spend their money however they want, they fucking want. Like, allow mm-hmm. them to spend it. Because if you tell them something else, now all of a sudden they got choices. Now they got to go think about it or they got to talk about it. Dude, yeah. you want to be able to, like, sell and give the customer what they want. If they want to spend money however they want, do it. 
right? And what what Hamad is basically saying is, no, I'm not going to. It's not my. It's not my job to tell. Yeah, yeah. It's not my job to tell you that you want to buy stuff. It's my job to get you what you want to buy. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, but I, I get the whole correlation with like 40 version because he flat out just says, oh yeah, you don't want to get the DVD VCR yeah. combo, it's the dead technology. And that's pretty much a poor way to sell. <laughs> yeah, that's not, a, that's, yeah. If, if you've been in sales, you're going, that's not how you, I mean, you could, you could, by all means, you could try to upsell if you wanted to a DVD. You could say, hey, look, VCR is great. Hey, look, if this is what you want, that's great. I'm not sure if you know about the DVD, but this is also the newer technology. You know, you have the option. You could do it for later, whatever. It doesn't matter. Like, right. I mean, you could always, you could always upsell, but to sit there and say, you don't want this. If this customer just comes in and, and is actively willing to spend money on it, mm-hmm. you're a fucking idiot, dude. You're going, well, like, that's what the spinoff should be. Hey, right. you saw that awesome trailer for that, uh, Matt Reeves, the Batman movie. Oh, we're going to make a TV show set in the same universe. You better believe yeah. I was there going, shut up, take my money. You know, yeah. but also even then, though, mean, you so give why, me more. You give right, me well, more and now, than what I thought I was getting. But no, no, that's so, how right. you take my money. You don't understand. That's that's the um, that's the the riskier project, right? That's the that's exactly. the spinoff. That's yeah. the lesser. I don't know why you're interested in that. That's not as that's not as big as the yeah. movie. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> hey, but again, and Stephen, yeah. I said this. Imagine Hamada going, yeah, but also Batman. You know what? That's kind of like a one and done deal. Like we're not, yeah. you know, we're not planning any kind of sequel with it. Everybody would be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Why wouldn't you have a seat? Well, we haven't even seen the fucking To me, that's like the cops pulling you over and you being like, don't worry. There's nothing in the trunk. I'm, there's nothing <laughs> right. in there. Don't no need to even look. Why even yeah. bother? Yeah. Nothing. It's like, why Why are you talking about that? Yeah. Like, what, why are you fucking bringing that up? And that's why I'm saying, like, Hamada, it seemed like he was puffing his chest and peacocking to go oh, to, to literally get out because he's probably looking for other jobs. He's got one foot out because oh, at the end of the day, no, his job, his job is pointless right now. What the yeah. f- like, dude, if if Zack Snyder, who is not a producer or not a DC head, right, is generating more buzz off of his Justice League film than Hamada has done for three fucking films. I mean, Kyler's going, what the fuck do I, what am I paying you for? Right. Ty, we're, you, we're not talking quality. We're not talking box office. We're, not, we're literally yeah. talking, is, is it streaming? Well, so yeah. literally what yeah. matters is are people talking about guard. it? Like, that's how they measure ratings right. for, for streaming yeah. services. Yep. Um, exactly. And so like people get in arguments over like, you know, what Zach has done at the box office or the rotten tomatoes. Like that is like, that is not why they're making like, look at wonder woman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. And, 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 and they greenlit yeah. part three. They say it's theatrical, but you know, it's going to be on streaming too. Yeah. Um. So uh, yeah. Anyway, it's, I think we're, we're, yeah, we're kind of going in think? circles, but. No, no, no. <laughs> right, what were we going to say? Then? Yeah. Ty, you said he had something. Uh, shit. Honestly, I forget. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I really do forget well, look, forget what it was, but listen, but me. would you would you mind seeing Snyder oh, like maybe after Justice Wait in you, behind the scenes? Did I get cut off or something? It chopped yeah, up a little bit. Yeah. After yeah, sorry, I put the drop. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right, it's all right. Uh after Snyder, <laughs> you know. It's done with uh, Justice League or maybe a sequel. Would you mind seeing him step behind and and, and work on like the overall no. vision, or do you like him directing? 
I, 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 I want him to go away from DC entire. I mean, that's what happened to George Lucas is he ended up his entire career ended up serving seeing Star Wars, which only existed in the first place for him yeah, to build his own studio yeah. so he could make whatever he wanted. We want and him never, and then creative. and then he spent the rest of his career making stuff that, that no he didn't one wanted. Make, so, yeah. um, <laughs> well, this is what I would say to me the other day, and I was like, "Oh, that's an interesting take, I guess." This, but this is my I take. I, 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 right, and I want to make a movie as well. Um, and I and I even said this. I'm like, I, I'm not saying that he needs to be head of DC Films. But that dude knows what makes a good and interesting story for DC comic films. Well, I'm sorry. And not only like, that, but he, he, he understands like the zeitgeist. He knows, like, like I said, when he mm-hmm. went and he made the pitch to them, he made the, the pitch that he made, according to the Hollywood Reporter, is exactly what um, the type of thing that HBO Max wants right now, right. which is an explosion yeah. of, of high value IP, interesting ideas. Um, and then you look at, like, I don't know if the Joker, Mad Max, I, I call it that. He didn't call it that, but I think it nightmare Joker is, <laughs> I mean, he's, he's basically a, a war boy. Um, if like you look at that in concept and that's exactly the kind of like, that's Joker. That's not, that's not, that's a, that's a big, that's one of the biggest comic book characters period in a, right. like in a relatively low budget, like turn out quickly show that would do massive numbers for streaming. And so like when he, it'll, it'll, that, never be, it'll never be compared to Joker. Like you could, oh, yeah. you could be like, Oh yeah, exactly. well, how does this Joker compare to to Walking Phoenix? You'd be like, so you see if he comes in and do the pitch, and he's like, look, first of all, we can cut this up into episodes, which there is not the route they're going anymore. But at the time, he was like, look, it can it, it brings value to you because we can cut it up into episodes. Also, here's all the potential spinoffs you could do and shows and miniseries yeah. and all other movies and stuff. Yep. Um, and and like that's exciting, especially if you're starting a, a streaming service and all you have on the roadmap is like Justice League Dark and. Green Lantern Corps, yeah. and then Zack Snyder comes in. And, he says, and so when I say that, that's not that's not he's going to be better at this than Hamada, or he should do this and Hamada doesn't, or even that they should do his plan. It's just that he's the only person I've heard of that like has a pitch that is in line with their corporate strategy. Well, it's not even that. Let's just let's just imagine, okay? Let's just assume that everything went to perfect way, right? Yeah. This dude decided to go. Okay, well, this is my five film arc. This is what I planned on doing. But guess what? I'm going to allow David Ayer to do Suicide Squad and use Ben Affleck's Batman. I'm going to allow Rick Fumiyawa, I think that's his name, Fumiyawa. to create a Flash, a never flash film. Him, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to create, he's going to create a Flash film. I'm going to get Wonder Woman and Patty Jenkins to do their, you know, 1918 film or whatever. And, um, and then I'm going to get James Wan and I'm going to get him to do an Aquaman film. Oh, and guess what? The man doing the Batman it's going to be Ben Affleck, you know, Oscar winner, writer and director or whatever. Um, yeah. He'll, he'll do the Batman film. How about that? So even though I had these plan, like this was my plan, my five film plan, I can go ahead and go, you know what? If I had to embark on a different journey of just these five films and go out and spread out, I can give you basically another five films, basically spread that out over 10 years. You're going to have bankable fucking box office over 10 years because you guys are forcing me to add other shit to my plan. Yeah. I don't know about well, you guys. To me, that sounds like he could be in, in literally in charge of DC films and not even be involved. Like, dude, he could just be like, no, oh, this is the, this is what I think. You guys plan, well, and that's the crazy thing that people always say, like DC films didn't have a plan. It was funny because initially they said, Oh, their problem is they have too strict of a plan and they're not modifying as they go. And then it turned into like, they didn't have a plan. 
And then they're like, now that Snyder's gone, they can have a plan. And there is no, like, what's the, <laughs> no, like, if Zack Snyder is like leading the charge, I don't want to say in charge of the universe, because he doesn't need to be a Kevin Feige. He doesn't need to be a Walter Hamada. Yeah. I'm just right. saying like, as the lead creative figure, um, I know what this universe is. I know where it's going. I know what it's setting up. Um, there is a plan of movies that, that, that connect, but also it's not just going to continue in perpetuity forever. Um, right. And, and like, I know what that is. And then, and then since he's been gone, like they teased in Justice League in in um, the, the theatrical cut of Justice League, but that didn't go anywhere. Um, they talked about like, well, maybe we're going to do this. Like the the Black Adam was going to introduce uh, Justice League um, or Justice Society. Um, yeah, Society of America. Society, JSA, just yeah, JSA. Society and um, and so it's like, okay, so maybe there's going to be this like fracture spinoff universe, and then eventually they settle on multiverse. And it's like multiverse is a great plan, and I'm very in support of the multiverse. But yeah. don't forget, like they arrived at multiverse because they couldn't replace the plan that they ruined. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, Which is even funnier. And, and, and it's Hamada's job. It took Hamada like exactly. five years or <laughs> whatever, not five well, years. We, also, years, years. we years. also get the sense that it wasn't even Hamada. It was Jim Lee coming in going, you yeah. do oh, yeah. realize how this works. I mean, because once again, we go back to the, because everyone who gave credit to Jim Lee saying, "Hey, can we put Ezra in Crisis on Infinite Earths?" You're done shooting. Hamada even providing here. The only context I ever hear him in is slowing down production, giving away yep. profits, undermining. His, like, like, where, like, like Jim Lee did the multiverse. Like, where, what has Hamada done that has been as a leader, as as a as a leader in the industry, as a leader as in the, the head company? of the DC Films? Yeah, as head of of being in his position, what has he done for his position? Yeah, and in a big way. He Even if you're going to say theatrical, is, okay, okay. So he prefers theatrical. Theatrical is his. You know, he prefers it over streaming. Great. Great. What are they doing theatrically? Like, what's yep. what's coming? What did he do? What did he create in theatrical? Or, 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 or let's 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 even give yeah. the benefit of the doubt. Like, let's say like, oh, he was just warming up. Like, what's on the roadmap? That's like this is gonna. <laughs> Like, yeah, he didn't have like his own special where he talked about like a slate or anything that was like, oh, this is what's going to be happening, guys. DC Films, we got this coming out, this coming out. No, he never had any of that. And it was just, yep. yeah, like you guys well, said. The exactly. thing is that once again, the Hamada came in charge, and he's a name that you almost forget that he, you forget he's there yeah. because yeah. it's like you, you, this part of it. Yeah. Yeah, he Which was, is he was fine. fine. I don't so need it. I don't need a Kevin Feige figure, but like there should be right. evidence of what have you done for what have you done for the product? Yeah. What have you done for the IP? And all I'm hearing is stuff that was already in the work. The, the, think about the things that have created the most buzz. Most of the stuff that created the most buzz or made the most money are the projects that were already, the ball was already rolling before he took over. Aquaman was already going, Aquaman was already going before he took over. Shazam was already going before he took over. Greg Silverman started Joker, right? And then that was basically shelved and then, and then, and then um, they convinced him to take it back out. But like that wasn't initially greenlit under him either. No, it wasn't because that that Todd Phillips interview where Todd Phillips goes, he was actively yeah. basically Todd Phillips was saying he was actively trying to kill the project, but he was Correct. so new at his job exactly. that he we didn't understand it. He didn't know. He, he didn't know how to play that game. 
Right. He couldn't stop. He's like, hey, we got Shazam. We got like we got we're doing this. Why do we need to do this weird movie that doesn't connect? It, it's, crazy almost, about it. it's, it's almost directly saying he didn't understand the multiverse concept that while the rest of us are going, OK, cool, we'll do a one off Joker movie with Joaquin Phoenix. I mean, even I was originally opposed to it because I didn't understand why do we need this? Then I saw footage of it. I was like. All yes, right, and, it. and it's crazy too because like he comes from from New Line, yeah. And so like yeah. the whole idea, like I think I was even in favor of him when he came in because the whole the, well, we the, all were the we selling all. point for him is is that they're going to well, he, low budget. It's, it's low yeah. budget but like high <laughs> high high production value for the budget yeah. and it's quantity not I don't want to say quantity over quality but I mean the whole point is like they get they get shit done and then yeah. and then they they produce like slower than they were when they were exclusively doing like well, top budget blockbusters, but they are mid budget. Yeah. Like, well, I, I remember, I also remember hearing like, 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 cause you had James Wan, you had David F. Sandberg horror directors. And they were like, Oh, Hamada worked with these guys. Yeah. He knows, he knows how to like deal with like, maybe he'll bring in like more like these kind of directors that are like, exactly. these like low budget yeah. movies and they can make these big budget movies. But where are the other Sandbergs and, and Wands? <laughs> nope. I guess no, no, no. <laughs> well, maybe Muschietti, I like, maybe I guess maybe well, yeah, yeah Muschietti is an option because he did the It movies yeah, and right. those yeah. and those blew up and they were New Line productions. So, so, but of course, but, of course, the they can't get that movie off the ground. Like five like directors, that, yeah. I feel like, and like, I feel like, in a position like Walters, right? You do have to know how to market. Like you have to know how to market your films, and and I, uh, Scott said it a million times now. You got to know how to sell your product, yeah. and, and uh, someone else said it before. Is like you almost kind of forget that Walter's involved. It's like I should yeah. forget yeah. that you're involved. I should be hearing yeah. from you Mata, as Mata. much as I hear about Ke- like Kevin Feige. Yeah, yeah. Yep. You know, you should be you should be wearing your baseball cap out on stage and telling me what's <laughs> going on for the next yep. thirty years. Like, who are we talking about? We talk about Jim Lee and we talk about Jason Kylar. Like, yeah. as yeah. far as as far as being DC fans, we look at but those two as far as corporate as, as corporate executives. Never talk about Hamada. We never talk about Hamada. We almost forget. Like Hamada showed up. Uh, let's go back to DC Fandom. Hamada showed up on that one multiverse yeah. panel. Oh, yeah. Who the hell did we see all day? We saw Jim, Jim Lee. Lee. Jim oh, Lee. Saw Jim Lee like crazy. Well, My and, man. And in in the similar vein, you talk about like brand identity. And and I don't know. I, there's no other way to talk about it. But I, I, every time I, I bring this up, I have to caveat like I'm not saying Snyder should take Hamada's job, but the but the point is no. like under Snyder, DC had a a, a brand identity. And now right. it was controversial. A lot of people like were turned off by it and didn't want it. But, but, but it's still made literally what, like you could say a DC movie and like you knew what the universe was and what it was doing. Not that everything needed to be like like Snyder. That's not the point. But the point is like you knew like what a DC movie was or like what like there there was a, a presence or there was a brand. And it feels yeah. like after him, particularly under Hamada, it's like the agenda has been to to avoid that. It's like, oh, that was so negative being associated with a singular vision. Let's do everything we can to not have that and it started to come back a little bit with the multiverse concept of like cool they're just going to do all this cool stuff and like that's really exciting or if if there was like a you know if the the slate had blown up and there was a million tv projects coming and there was um you know all you know more movies coming than there are um but 
but it look it's like the anti like they're they're trying as hard as they can to to not just avoid the Zack Snyder brand, but like to to avoid having like any brand of any kind. And as well, a that's result, why. Go oh, on, go sorry. Well, I was just saying, and as a result, like you've got these these movies like like Shazam and Birds of Prey, where like people love them, but there's they're they're not, you know, they're just kind of there and then gone, and and they're mm-hmm. not like these. They're um, not memorable. Yeah, they're yeah, pretty exactly. well, they're well, referenced well, when people care to be like, well, that's what they should have done. It's like, well, why should they do that? That doesn't. It, yeah. it, like you can say like they should do everything like Shazam if like Shazam had been a runaway success, but like why are you gonna chase to, like? I don't know. Yeah. But if, but also, if you look at it, right, who wants to like, I love Zach Levi and he's great. I, I love him, but he's, he doesn't have that star quality to, to make any kind of like brass decision and go, this is what I think it should be. Right. Birds of Prey. Guess who had that power? Margot Robbie. Yeah. Margot Robbie. Yeah. So, there was the reason. so, so here's the thing. I guarantee you that Hamada was not okay with having it one R rated and it being the way it was. And that's, that's well, kind of why I'm like, Birds of Prey get screwed with. I'm yeah, sorry, the diamond yeah. plot got changed. Oh. So that tells you that there's still, <laughs> yeah. there's still the, 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 the but, hands that are going. But here's the thing, though. With yeah. Amada, that's probably why he wasn't okay with Joker. Because he was like, this is too dark. And we just got away from being dark with Zach's stuff. Oh, I'm here. Right. When I got hired, yeah, when I got hired, we were going away from that. We're getting rid of that. So why are we going to go back? So if you really look at it, he only has Shazam. I mean, like, as far as... That is purely you, dude. You go for it. Even though that was still in production, that's purely you, dude. Like, that's it. And, yeah. and, I, and again, it wasn't so bad. It wasn't so great either. But no, no, I don't get I that. Don't, I, I, I just don't, mean, I just mean that it was like, okay, well, well, is anybody still talking about Shazam? Or are they talking about Black? No, Adam? no, no. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm talking and, about Black. And also, you're talking about a Christmas movie that was scheduled in April. Oh, that Jesus was, that, that that was moved. Uh, the yeah. scheduling. Killed oh. it. I mean, Dude, that's it was in the middle of, of Infinity War and Captain not hair out. Yeah. Well, and that's yeah. the type of thing that should, like, <laughs> like, of all these things that are supposed to be Hamada's job, like, Correct. that's one of them is not dropping Shazam, like, right between what was it, Deadpool and Endgame no. or whatever? Like, no, no, no. It was, it was, it was and Captain Endgame Marvel. and Captain Marvel, yeah. which yeah. both made a billion. They're literally two weeks, yeah, two weeks away. Like, like I, I never understood that marketing strategy, especially when you have a Christmas movie. It's like, can you put it maybe around Christmas? Maybe they're going to, you know, people will go see it a lot more when if you market it as a Christmas movie, because it was right. it during Christmas. Right. It's like, put it put it in November somewhere. Find a spot for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Put it in between Captain Marvel, which was a and billion the, dollar movie. In the, game. Game, the fucking Fuck it, final dude. chapter yeah. of. Like what the fuck, man? It was re- ridiculous. And look at every, and, and every comic book movie released because you had Hellboy, Shazam, oh, yeah, so you know, and Dark Phoenix yeah. all died a, a yeah. quick yeah. death, yeah. horrible death. In between those two movies, and listen, yeah. I didn't like Captain Marvel, and I yeah, have yeah. my issues with Endgame. But you cannot deny that that created a vacuum in between. That's mm-hmm. like, no, you don't do that, right? Yeah, like yeah. we we don't we're not even running the company, and we're like that was a stupid fucking decision. It's and that's the difference. Right. And and I and I and I said this, you know, not here, but again on real emotion. I mm-hmm. I have said this. Like I feel like. Kylar is he's basically like if I was running Warner Media. Like I feel like that's what he is doing. He not only does he understand the logistics of what 
what the future is with streaming. He understands how viable the product is that he owns and that he can get away with. He understands how important Zack Snyder's whatever it was, his name brings money. It doesn't matter that he's controversial. Everybody's yep. talking about him. And if oh, yeah. everybody's going to be talking about him, and they're only, yeah, and if they're only going to be talking about him because guess what? Something that he's doing is getting released on the product that you are selling that you need to get out there. Guess what? That is fucking perfect marketing. And guess oh, what? The man. fans are backing it up and they're basically making it trend every fucking chance they get. That is free publicity. And Garza, you're making a good point. It, yeah. We don't even have to have one of these trending. Like you don't even have to have a meme. Yeah. You don't even have to have a schedule. You don't have to have a trending event. People just get it in their heads and bingo, it's you've got at least 5,000 tweets and it's oh, trending in some way. I'm sorry, Restore the Snyderverse spent almost all of New Year's Eve as the number two trend underneath Happy New Year. I was yeah, going to yeah, say, I, I really saw like, that dude, more. Like, imagine yeah. that. Like, imagine how shitty these images do, man. Exactly. But he, and he did Beautiful. that whenever, you know, it was just like, all right, whatever. But, like, dude, imagine that shit, dude. Like, seriously, on New Year's Eve, okay. when, when we've dealt with a shitty year of 2020, like, everybody is talking about it. Like, fuck 2020. Okay. I'm ready for 2021. Yeah. Like, how is how is Restore the Snyderverse still, like, trending with that? You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, then, it, it, and then another thing, too, that's brilliant about Snyder, the fact that yesterday, what two images do he does he release? Wonder, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the guy's a fucking genius. It's like, okay, hey, you know what? Wonder Woman 84, I'm supporting it. I'm backing it. I'm telling, you know, I'm asking Patty Jenkins questions. I'm like, totally 100%. I mean, even on the deck, the halls, it was like, hey, let's talk about Wonder Woman 84. We did. And it's mm-hmm. like, let's talk about it, whatever the, whatever, you know? And then when it comes to his movie, he's like, all right, I'm going to promote it by showing Diana. By showing Diana. Yeah. He's yeah. A, he really is. You said it well. He's a, he's a fucking genius. I mean, yeah. this is right as, yeah. as far as marketing and, and, and stuff goes, the guy, he just knows what he's so, doing. Yeah. Exactly. So look at it this way, right? And look at what Walter Hamada did. Walter Hamada basically did the spin <laughs> where it was a negative thing, a negative article. And guess what? Yes, he said uh, that we're going to do four movies and, and two things on streaming. But guess what everybody was talking about? Zack Snyder Justice League. Yep. And, yeah. and it, in that article, it was a negative way. So if he can't even get a positive press release to talk about things that Walter Amat is doing and everybody just goes back to Zack Snyder's Justice League, dude, that's fucking – that is like – that's Chris Evans on your forehead. Like right there, dude. Like Zack has the power in his hands and they're going well, – that's what I'm saying. Like Walter Amat basically has his his one foot out the door. Like if – if I was Walter Mata, I'd be I'd be like, I have no idea. Like every day I'd be going into work, I'd be like, I'm probably gonna Yeah, today's yeah, the day. Like, <laughs> today's well, that well, one. Well, because yeah, today's <laughs> day, man. He's still operating in that old studio mindset. Old the, the, yeah, the way he's um the way he's handling the situation, I think yeah. speaks to his the reason that he's he's like so behind on the times as it is, <laughs> because thinking that putting out that um, that article was going to have any other like if that was a theatrical release like if he was trying to undermine because if get rid of like fanboys get rid of twitter you know these right. things are small very insular circles i know we're talking about trending at like one hundred fifty thousand tweets or whatever but like 
forget all of that. We're talking that's like one percent of box office. General um, office and all that. Yeah. Your 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 cousin who doesn't follow this stuff or your your coworker or what you know they don't they don't know any of this they don't follow it but but they see the headlines on the New York Times they see like they, they see the stuff come across maybe they don't follow it closely but they'll see like oh that's a they'll have it in the back of their head like oh that's a, a spin-off that's a nothing whatever and so like when it comes to like the difficult job of of movies which is getting people to get up off their butt get in their car go to the theater pay for a ticket um arrange child care while they're gone if they need to like that is a that is a, a, a anyone that knows marketing or sales knows that, like that is multiple steps of like there's too many points of failure in that for like any marketing or salesperson to, to like and so you introduce a little bit of uncertainty into that of like oh, i'll wait for it on streaming i'll wait for it on rent or like whatever that that kind of article would would diminish a box office if this was a traditional theatrical release right yeah right that this yeah. kind of news and and, 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 it, and it, i think it always has like you see like the the impact that the media had on um on stuff like like bvs you're gonna man of steel to 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 a degree versus like joker i think they were they wised up very much and they leaned into it and they were like come come yeah. check out this movie people think is dangerous um <laughs> well, they and- were, yeah, I mean, Warner Brothers <laughs> even like they were even like, "Hey, we're not even going to allow press questions at the, at, you know, just we're to talk." Ban them. Yeah, they're yeah. not coming in. Them. Like, no, no. In. no, fuck yeah. that. Exactly. And that's exactly. What, and, and guess what? That's exactly what Zach's doing. Like I said, I wrote the article. Right? He's yeah. he's going fuck the traditional press release. Like he's literally pulling a Todd Phillips Joker by going, you know what? Hey Grace, uh, let me come on your your thing. Hey Dave, let me come and talk to you. Hey Chris. Grace! Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, it, and it, even it, when I and even when I decided to be completely shameless and ask him on my show, he basically yeah. said, "Well, here's the because I love the I love the yeah. video clip that everyone's sharing about him talking about the activations." And I sit here going, "Yeah, you do realize why he started saying that is because <laughs> I asked him." Yeah, yeah. You. yeah now, because I thought, you, I thought you, of that, and and yeah. I and I want to point out that wasn't a no. That was just yeah. a. Let me that, tell you what is going, going to happen. happen. Yeah, yeah, correct. And and, and I think that the so what's crazy about that then is when you introduce like while that might work for theatrical and that might have a negative impact on like a theatrical release because you add just a little bit of uncertainty into are you spending your evening and your your dollars in the right way. You look at something like Wonder Woman, and part of the reason it's so successful is because it was it was like wall to wall Twitter coverage all day from people yeah. like that were live tweeting it and whatever. And you know what? Yeah. It's on HBO Max. Sign up. Um, if you're not on it already, um, they have it all over the front page. Um, yeah, literally, out. The, the marketing is brilliant. Like how they have a position when you open up HBO Max, that is so fucking genius. Well, it's all anyway, about product placement. Exactly. Yeah. And so like, and so, and so you have people who like, um, it's, it's hard to explain like, like how are casual people going to know that it, this isn't the original one? Well, first of all, the market, the, the, the the marketing for the original one was different color grades and everything from what this one is so like it's not even going to look like the same aesthetic um but um but regardless people the people that we're talking about like the general audience that is going to make up the majority of the audience on this um don't know enough to even know if this is a a remake or what they'll think it's a sequel they'll think it's a like whatever like i i remember i can't remember what it was it was something that came out a while back or you'll see like with, with uh, Avengers two or whatever, you'll ask like my dad or whatever, like, Oh, the, the Avengers movie just came out. And he'll be like, didn't they just make one of those? Anyway. This is what I was always curious about is like, because right. like, like I, when, when I talked to my aunt and uncle, I'm like, I almost wanted to bring up like, Hey, 
keep HBO Max. There's a new Justice League movie coming out, but I didn't want to like spend the time to explain exactly right. what was happening. I'm like, and that, so I'm curious. And I know Stephen, we've talked about like how are they going to like you know engage that audience? And I'm sure there's going to be a whole marketing. You know, it is. I mean, Snyder, like I said, we know that he's a marketing genius. Well, and the marketing for the first one was was not his. And so, like, the smart ass long box who loves to waste his Friday nights watching us. Yeah, apparently. I'm not talking about like color grades. Like, they're going to be like, ooh, it's a different color grade. I'm talking about like the general (laughs) audience who you seem to have a rapport with here. So, you should know, has no concept for for any of this. So, it's going to look different. It's going to sound different. It's going to have the same characters, and so they're going to say, "Did they just make one of those?" Or they're going to say, "Like, oh, is this the sequel?" Like, they don't, they don't care. They're going to load up HBO Max, and it's going to say, "Check out Jason Momoa and Gal Gadot," and they're going to say, "Cool, let's do it." Yeah. Well, and, and how that, that's how that works on streaming. When I was watching the Rose Bowl today and oh, watching nice. Alabama kick Notre Dame that in Texas, there was a commercial because. Because it was AT&T Stadium for the Rose Bowl, and AT&T was running commercials on ESPN, which is still a Disney-owned network. But yet, I saw a commercial for AT&T with Gal Gadot promoting HBO Max and Wonder Woman 1984. And I was sitting there going, like that my thumbnail has has you know with our our five little like we got Gal Gadot right between. I I couldn't have planned that like perfectly i don't know how that happened but seamless i'm just saying i summoned the snyder in me and i'm like gal gadot is right (laughs) between steven and fucking scott it's perfect i'm like dang oh man i don't know how i did that the Sorry. other great thing about the marketing too that i love is that but, there, but there's, but there's the trailers with the at&t girl having a conversation <laughs> and it's like that's market in wow. the middle of a in the middle of the semifinal for the college football championship <laughs> yeah awesome. see um, and you've got the, like on at least the TV spots I'm seeing on Twitter are great because they say like they're they're making sure to give like lip service to the theatrical, but it's mm-hmm. I, I think it's hilarious because they say like see it in theaters or on HBO Max. And I'm like that's great because they can be like look we're giving you top billing, but like let's be real, what most people see there is this is theater quality content on a streaming it's service. On, on a streaming service, like, yeah. that, to, to most yep. people, that's going to be a selling point for them seeing it on streaming, not a get off your butt and go see it in the theater, even though it, it's you know the top pandemic box office. But um, again, keep in mind, so, like again, like I, I love Wonder Woman, you know, for what it was. That's cool, dude. But you know, at the end of the day, I could have easily have watched it in my home theater and I'd have been happy. I'd have been like, oh yeah. dude, that's whatever, that's fine. You know what I mean? And so when you think about that. That's me being a DC fan and, and being a Wonder Woman fan, okay? And we lost well, that. yeah. And, well, okay. If that's how I feel, think about the general audience. You think the general audience I is know. going, I need, to I, go, I need to go see that Wonder Woman 84 film because you know everybody keeps talking about it. No, they're going, oh, I'm seeing this commercial. Oh, that looks cool. You know, what's HBO Max? Oh, H- oh okay. Yeah. This is that. Right. Oh, shit. Well, okay, yeah, I'll get it. And this or, is not I'm paying for it. And this is not us like hypothesizing and like trying to invent some way mm-hmm. this is going to happen. This is literally how this works on other streaming right. services. I mean, they've got this figured out now. The way that you, you, I mean, it's marketing. The way you manipulate an audience in, into right. into taking action, they know how it works. Netflix, like you look at like the stuff that, that, that takes off on Netflix, for example, they drop new stuff all the time people never hear about because it doesn't go on the front Queen's page. Gambit. Queen's Gambit. Always, yeah, the stuff they want people to, to watch, they put it on the front page and people watch it. And it's always at the top of their at the top of their list and so like when do you because, oh go ahead no 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 finish up quick 
well, no, I was, I, I, I was I just going to say. That. Well, I mean, I, I don't know how, how much I can say without. Like, you better fucking. You got a minute. Go <laughs> Hurry the fuck up, man. No, I mean, I mean, Whoa. the point is that like the the, the people. The, the most frustrating part about 2021 <laughs> is going to be breaking people out of this box office Rotten Tomatoes. What does yeah. it take to get people to go see a movie? How do you measure the success of a movie paradigm that they've been in? Because now the the prime content is no longer exclusively in the box office. And so we don't have that even playing field, apples to apples comparisons for everything. Um right. And because people are used to and they, and and refuse, and you see, like even saw it for one in 1984, they were saying this many people saw it, and if you factor that into an average ticket price of the national average is nine dollars and thirty eight cents or whatever, that accounts to this much. But it doesn't it doesn't work that way. People that are watching that streaming are not necessarily the same people that would go see it in theaters. People are seeing it in theaters anyway. Like you can't just say this is the audience size, therefore this is the box office. We're talking about a totally different beast different. about what it takes for someone to decide to watch something. And even when someone goes to watch it, do they watch five minutes? Do they watch an hour? We don't know. HBO max knows they're not going to tell us because it's the only way they're, they're going to tell us is marketing. Every single person, whether they watched five minutes or whether they watched the entire thing and, and literally repeat watch, they still paid 1499 or whatever they paid. And, right, and for the that's month. all that's they it. care about. That's exactly. Yeah. Even that's if, it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Obviously they want content for them to be able to watch and enjoy, but, Correct. but they, they but still got to be signed up. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, um, and and that's it's so fundamentally different from the way not just the way that like traditional movies worked but also the way we talk about what makes a traditional movie successful yeah. and it's going to be kind of fascinating i don't know if people's eyes are going to open or not this year but it is going to be kind of a fascinating process to kind of watch the the way this kind of thing is covered uh, is covered from um box that's office reports to yeah. um but to, Ty, Ty, what were you yeah, going to say yeah. Well, so that's that was my my point that I wanted to bring up is first off, uh, it's like a two parter question. Do you think they'll market the Snyder Cut the way they are Wonder Woman on HBO Max, where it's front and center? I mean, you go to the search bar; it's the first one that's there. You oh, yeah. go to the homepage; it's bigger than all the rest. Yeah. And it will. Just, how are genius. we gonna know? Total genius, yeah, yeah. And how are I mean, we yeah, gonna know if it's Max, successful it's enough? You see, yeah. Well, it doesn't matter. I think that's the point. It is. It is not the audience's job. Like, what does success have to like? Success matters well, in that. Like, we're here talking about whether or not it's going to get a part two or not. But like, yeah, okay, nine point nine percent of people who's going to log on to Netflix and be like, mm, I don't think enough people have watched that for it to be worth me watching too. Like, right. no, you know, because people right. are talking right. about it. We watch I'll, it. I'll tell you this, so that you can be part of the conversation. It's Queen's Gambit, right? Like, I did. I hadn't. Lo- I haven't logged into to Netflix in a while, right? And so I keep seeing all these. Everybody's talking about Queen's Gambit. I'm like, dude, what, you know, what the fuck is it? Like, I don't know shit about it. And I'm like, I, I keep yeah. seeing it. Everybody's talking about it. So I'm like, Taylor Joy. That's all you got to know. Now, now, granted, I'm I'm paying for Netflix. So they're getting my money. Regard- I haven't watched the fucking thing, okay? Well, I'm, I'm talking about before I watched it. I hadn't watched it, right? But I'm paying for it. Series ends, okay? And I'm seeing it still. Everybody's talking about it. And I'm like, you know what, dude? I mean, I'm paying for it, right? Well, I might yeah. as well watch it. Well, me watching it didn't do it's not like it made the Queen's Gambit talk more. It's just it made right, me want right. to watch it. And right. that's all well, I care about. And you right? watching it didn't put more money into Netflix Correct. pocket or it didn't Correct. Like, it made no difference it didn't do anything, anything no. other than 
they like me knowing about it. A metric in their in their back end, like ticked off. Other than me, yeah, exactly. So it was like, oh, right, he's so, watching it. Okay, cool. So analytics are going to be changing from now, like Correct. from now, and, and you know how things uh, are measured, totally. and and I I guess that's well, a little bit worrisome users. for for Justice yeah. League. Is like well, how yeah, are they going to measure thing? Because here's the thing, just like for me, right? I mean, uh, if if Justice League is put up like like Wonder Woman, which, which it will be, it's on the front screen. You see it. Oh, that's totally. Justice League. Yeah. I mean, if you're a casual fan, obviously you're going to be like, oh, that's interesting. Oh, okay, cool. Well, if you if you don't know anything about it, they don't have Justice League up there. You have to go to the DC section, which is all the way down. Okay, or mm-hmm. you have to search for it. That's cool. But if they have it full on display. That's going to that's going to draw some eyes. They're going to be like Justice League, dude. Batman, yeah. Superman. They might check it out. Whether they do or don't, they're still paying for the content. It doesn't matter. You get what I mean? Like, yeah, so yeah, whether, yeah, yeah. Whether and and the way they measure, um, anyone that's curious, look into like Netflix because Netflix has gone into like mm-hmm. so much debt financing oh, content. <laughs> There's been a lot of yeah. really interesting coverage of how you evaluate because per traditional business metrics, people are like. Like if you look at the way people evaluate their stock price, it's been they've been like, oh, is that is that, are they a good company or not? Because of their their they just keep on going into more and more and more debt. But um, but if you as a result, there's been some really interesting coverage about like how they monetize and how they make decisions. Um, that maybe is kind of insight you don't see everywhere else. But they're since they're a little bit of a pioneer, or not a little, they are like the pioneer of at least of this scale. I know there are other streaming services but of of being so big and and doing original content um there's a bunch of different metrics that they they have that we are never going to know because none of our business and they're only going to tell us the metrics that make them look good or, or good for their marketing but the type of stuff that they look at they know if somebody signed up for a particular movie because they'll sign up and they go watch it immediately and they can and they can right. generate numbers on that they can say you know a hundred thousand people or five thousand people or and this kind of goes whatever, back to like my whole up, thing about like people who like watch. people who like like unsubscribe right and then did that mention that they're not yeah, like exactly. and they'll know they'll know like um like for example if i were to unsubscribe tomorrow they'd be like we just lost someone who's a day one subscriber and the first you know they pre-ordered and then the first thing they watched was this or like they'll know yeah. my profile they'll be like oh that's someone who is interested in this kind of con we lost another flight attendant season two watcher like they'll they know this stuff because they they have all the metrics on the back end but so the thing they, they care also, about is and they also steven to your point they also make judgments about renewing shows based correct. on how many eyes streamed it in the first 28 days so basically if you didn't yeah. watch it in the first month that it's released when people complain about shows getting axed at netflix when they become more expensive the idea is okay but did everyone watch it within the first month of it being released if you're the person catching it like three months later i'm sorry as far as network netflix is concerned you don't don't count right well and then also the other thing with netflix is um is with the with the shows getting canceled is they might have a strong viewership but if you if the entire audience is already people that are subscribed and the entire season one audi- audience Correct. watches season two, yeah. but nobody um, nobody, nobody joins signs up for yeah. season two, and then all of those people also watch like The Office or that's a bad example because I just took that off. But, you know, watch other stuff that's <laughs> on Netflix. They know like okay, if we don't make season three or if we don't make season four, 
A, we're not going to lose any opportunity. There's no opportunity right. cost because we're not bringing yep. any, any new people in. But also, nobody's going to unsubscribe because they're watching because other they're stuff watching anyway. Watching other stuff, yeah. And so, um, and so that's that's one of the reasons that like, um, when it comes to it, it puts the Snyder cut in a really advantageous situation about whether or not there's going to be more because HBO Max, like I was just saying with with Kylar, um, needs new DC content. And also, no, they're in, they're in an age the 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 age of the platform and the scope of their original content mm-hmm. library um, justifies like they like the, they don't need to turn a profit on this, right? They don't they're, they're not going to even I'm sure they'll they'll know and they'll look and they'll care, but they're not going to look and be like, oh, we didn't get hey, the subscribers we, we needed. Kick out a Maruri. Uh, I, I can't say his name, but just what? kick him out. Oh, just him out. Yeah, just him out. Oh, is he? Is he? Uh, is he fucking? Yeah, just, uh, yeah. he's out. Peace. Right. Come on, Steven. Bye, bye, motherfucker. <laughs> they um um they get the fuck out. All right, he's gone. <laughs> Even if it doesn't have a um like a revenue to cost um surplus, aka a profit, um. They are. It's the. It's a project that's in a position where they they need more content regardless, and so right. and so just for the sake of, of fleshing out, and it's like that's the way Netflix works, and is is they'll they just keep on making stuff for the sake of making it. Now as they get older, they get to they get more selective and whatever. But if they don't make a follow up to the Snyder Cut, what what are they go, like? They need to keep on producing that that original content, and they don't care if they're taking a loss on it initially because that is the cost of like we're talking long tail value here. We're not talking right, right. day one value. Immediate. Um, but the, the beautiful so, thing about it is, oh sorry, go on, Stephen. Well, no, they're investing like what like eleven billion dollars in the content or whatever. Yeah. Look how much they spent on Friends. They didn't spend sixty. Oh. Um, I gotta look at what the sixty million or whatever. Um, on friends um because i don't know it's even more than that i'm just throwing out bogus oh, it totally was they, they spent the same on in friends it's not because it's going to bring in that value it's because that now they have they captured that audience yeah. and it's yep. not friends that's going to make them that profit it's the people that come and watch friends and then stay for whatever they produce right. in the future so the numbers on and that's why like the whole box office concept <laughs> is totally arbitrary because you can't have this like this customer brought us this much money for this movie therefore right. let's make another one it- and they bought four hundred and twenty-five million dollars for Friends. Oh yeah. my God! Holy but, God! But at the same time, it's pretty brilliant because I mean, like a lot of people subscribe to Netflix just to watch. Friends. Well, no, no. Here, here's what I'll tell you: it, the reason why it's brilliant is because I forgot. I think this was what uh, Blow said, or maybe it was Greenblatt when he was still with WB or uh, Warner Media, when he said that Netflix was so genius in getting these shows like Breaking Bad because people could binge watch Breaking Bad. And the entire time they associated Netflix with Breaking Bad. So what do they do? They subscribe to Netflix. Even if Breaking Bad wasn't getting renewed or wasn't doing anything, they were there because of Breaking Bad. It wasn't, oh, that was an AMC show. No, that's a Netflix show. Right? That was their their main that was their mentality back in 2011 and 2000, you know, the early 2000s when people weren't really familiar with streaming. And so basically what Friends is doing, right? Same thing. They own that IP now, right? So yeah. Yeah. HBO Max is going to be known. They have they have friends. Like that's it. Like it's it's not a oh that was on whatever. I don't even know what sh- what channel Friends was on. You know NBC, what I mean? That's how long. Okay, so <laughs> it was NBC. Like, do you think Peacock would have loved to have it on their free service? Oh, of course. Oh yeah. yeah. Big but nobody's going to sit there and go. Oh, yeah. Friends, Friends is on uh, you know HBO Max, but it's an NBC product. Like no one gives a shit. They're going no, it's on HBO Max. 
And that's all that fucking matters. And so when you think about it, like for me with the Queen's Gambit, I, I mean, dude, think about it. It's literally about a, it's a timepiece about a female playing chess. As a, <laughs> a woman playing chess, like it sounds it, it, boring, but it's so great. Yeah. And it's there based on no, a book from 1983. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's there's no superhero. There's no like big third act battle. There, it's just literally she's playing chess and it's like, okay, cool. A series well, where a beautiful woman is just like killing it acting wise. Right. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And so if you think about that, right? What did that do? Sorry, it, I love it Taylor Joy. Yeah. It wasn't my money that they were that they were making their money off of. It was everybody that was getting that was hearing about it going. Wait, what? That maybe is not a Netflix subscriber. They were like, "What are they talking about?" Oh, well, let me try it out. Let me get this, and all of a sudden, they're gaining new, you know, subscriptions because of the Queen's Gambit, which has nothing to do with any superhero. It is, it is tied to Netflix and only Netflix. Yeah. Like that is huge. Yeah. You get what I mean? Same thing with Stranger Things. And, well, uh, and they've and they've yeah. got the and they're able to also measure their impact because they talk about. I think Netflix even promoted the fact that. The book that is from 1980, so it's a 37-year-old book, suddenly becomes a bestseller again. People yeah, well, are buying oh. chess yeah. for dummies. Search yes. engine, the SEO on how you play chess skyrocketed. Yeah. What, oh, Netflix, what Netflix is doing is looking at one of their shows that's not going to have a second season because it's a limited series. It's well, just sitting back and going, we just owned culture. Yes. Like yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And so if you if if that's the kind of content you can create, like Kyler wants, that's what he wants. But he, guess what? Instead of doing something about chess, he could literally go, I have fucking Batman and Superman. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah. guess what? I have I it's literally insane. have the biggest fucking IP. But, but I mean I also it, it's HBO, right? Yeah. And, right. And like HBO, like like look at the yes. HBO library and HBO's history yeah. of making high quality mm-hmm. shows. Um, you know, the wire, this uh, Sopranos HBO, or is that show? Um, yes, yeah, that's, no. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't Sopranos, Westworld, all of that, yeah, Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones, yeah, yeah. Game of Thrones. um, like, yeah, you. so, um, yeah, well, and and, and you also, well, like, what I was gonna say, though, thing. oh, yeah, go ahead. No, I was <laughs> gonna say, so I again, this is, I, I had no idea about Queen's Gambit, it's an amazing show, I fucking absolutely loved it, and guess what. Had it not been for these social media talking about it, I would have never known about the it. Buzz, the was, buzz, nobody, right. nobody ever sent me a DM or a text going, "Hey, have you checked out Queen's Gambit?" No, you're yeah. just you know what what the buzz. Guess what? Buzz, it's the sustained buzz. People have been talking right. about it for a while. Consistently. And, so, and because I saw it, I check it out, and you know, I call my brother up, who's a big chess player. You know, he, he teaches his little girls chess, and I'm like, "Hey, dude, have you heard about the show?" And he's like, "Yeah, no, no, we loved it. We we just started watching. We heard about it, and it's like." Tell me the first trailer you saw of Queen's Gambit. <laughs> I had no idea. I, I don't even think there is a trailer. Yeah, exactly. Not. It was just all buzz. It was all buzz. Imagine, imagine being able to create a fucking literal cultural icon or or in, getting into the zeitgeist without any marketing like that. Except yeah. Steven, yeah. to your, and Steven, to your point, I even co- I've even got to the point that I think of HBO shows, shows that if I had cable, I could watch just an HBO in my brain. They're an HBO Max show because yeah. that's how I'm watching them. So, like, yeah. I just started watching The Undoing tonight. I watched the first episode. Huh. In my head, that's an HBO Max show, but it was on HBO. Perry Mason. 
That was an HBO oh, show. Yeah, but it, right. but in my mind, it's but I'm watching it through HBO Max. So in my mind, I'm associating everything as right. an HBO Max property. Even though if I had a traditional cable subscription, I could watch them on HBO. And that's what AT, that's what they want. They want me right. to associate them with HBO Max because yeah. that's how I am personally. Going back to Kylar, that was one of the first things when he came on. They were like, yeah. okay, look, you had HBO. Then you had HBO Go. Then you had HBO Now. And I think that wasn't there a th- <laughs> another one too? Those were the three. And now you've got this and, and it's – and it's HBO Max, and people are understandably confused, and you're obviously having trouble with a value proposition because people don't know the difference between these properties. And and he was like, yeah, you know what? I, I'm not going to argue with you that it's, it's complicated, but it was necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, it was it. was we had to unify behind a, behind a single brand, um, and Max was the the what we wanted to go for. We didn't think that Go or Now – like go or now feel like a like HBO late, you know, or whatever. Yeah. And and he's like, and, and HBO Max what is is the brand, and um, and I'm sure it might cause some initial confusion, but long term, like that's that's what we have to do, and that's what that's what makes him so much greater than like anything we've seen at Warner Brothers before, and maybe why people are so confused is because we're so used to Warner Brothers like chasing, like they're, they're always like the followers chasing of the Marvel right. Ghost kind of thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Matt, like how 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 many times have we heard about? Oh well, what is Disney going to do now? Yeah, yeah, like literally within the last year and a half, I feel like. like yeah, almost, after like, after the Infinity Kylar, like yeah, what? after Kylar took over, it's always it's now been. Well, what is Disney going to do? Right? Yeah, I mean, right. well, and, and like I said, that's what's so crazy about him being like. Like seriously, you look into him, and and like how much he idolizes Walt Disney. Like what he is doing is all is all because of he thought Walt Disney was like the greatest creative and like business mind ever and does things that he thinks Walt Disney would. And not that Disney is entirely different from that, but like, I think they are Disney. Walt Disney was way more of a, a trendsetter and a, and a mold breaker and a risk taker yeah. than like modern yeah. day Disney is, um, you know, do what it takes to get it done. Um, they're they're They play it way safer than, than, than Walt Disney ever did. And so that's what kind of what's so crazy about now you've got like, a guy who like model tries to model himself, like not just his business decisions, but like his life even <laughs> like around Walt Disney. Um, and, um, and it's crazy because like, he was inspired to be that way because of like going to like, Disney theme parks and be like, how do they run this place? Like this place, how does this place exist? I've been to these other theme parks. This is not the same. Why is this so different? Yeah. Yeah. And learning that like Walt Disney would stop and pick up trash and employees seeing him doing that would be like, Oh, if he's doing that, Maybe I should do that. Um, And like it permeates the whole culture. And so right now what we're seeing is like a very hard political shift of Kylar trying to get everyone on board and some people resisting and presuming he wins out in that the product and the service that we get from them in a couple of years, I have complete confidence. It's going to be awesome. There's growing pains because you have to make some hard decisions like let's rebrand HBO again, (laughs) right? You have some hard decisions like let's, reinvent Warner brothers as a studio. Let's eliminate box office windows. Um, let, you know, all of those things are like short term, like, yes, they're going to take a huge wash on the theatrical value of all these stuff that they're putting out on a streaming. No question. They're going to lose what they said, like several billion dollars worth of box office revenue, but they're also going to create a streaming service. That's going to bring in $10 billion of, of revenue every year, whereas they were lucky to hit 10 billion once 
theatrically. Yeah. Yeah, but also at the same time, he was also looking at it going, we're gonna lose that money anyways, because guess what? We're in a pandemic. So yeah. who gives it's not getting better. But then also but then also no, let's look at what Kylar and Stanky and all of them have done, which is as soon as they made the decision, everyone was like, okay, so when's Disney dropping Black Widow on Disney Plus? Yeah, no, everybody. Yeah. Knows. That was the conversation. And then it was, and what were some of the other conversations that I remember hearing going on? But there were other things that were like, suddenly they became that trendsetter of, okay, so when do the other studios drop their movies on their or, streaming services? Yeah, yeah. Or do or they like, do it for free or, or not? Universal right. We were like, hey, three weeks after it's released in, in the theaters, we'll, we'll drop it on our shit. So, yeah. And you know what I like? And, and he had brought it up before um, saying, you know, it was tough when they had to rebrand HBO Max again, but it was necessity. I mean, like for as long as I can personally remember, like when I associate in my head HBO, right? Mm-hmm. I associate the HBO brand with quality, like, you know, over like just overwhelmingly <laughs> positive um, content mm-hmm, like yeah. Game of Thrones, like you know the Night yeah. of or Westworld. So I'm glad that they didn't call it Warner Max. I'm glad that they took the HBO um, brand. Yeah, we were kind of wondering if they were going to rebrand it. Yeah, I was. Yeah, like when you see like Snyder like take a picture of like it says Warner Max, and it was like, hey, are they going to rebrand this or whatever? But I think they should probably keep the HBO. Yeah, because no. I, 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 I associate it well, with good, like also, HBO, good, you know? But also, and Ty, something else that I was also trying to think of is that also, what is one of the number one complaints that I see on social media, which is all of our international friends going, when do we get it? I mean, I you have an audience out there that is begging for it they're yeah. like when do when do we yeah. don't want it through Sky. Give you the money. we don't want yeah. it through crave we don't want it through however we we want hbo max i mean you yeah. have an international yeah. audience that is out there saying take my money take my money clamoring. yeah they're yes. clamoring for it and it'll well, eventually get there it'll eventually get there and uh what i was just say it's not it's not necessarily uh, so bad if it's hbo max because what does hbo stand for that it's literally home a, a, a home box office, office is is what it stands for it's like yeah exactly like how yeah. is it so bad it's not yeah, bad exactly. i don't think so all right let's get to the questions shut up shut up shut up Sorry, I, I was like, I want to get. I was oh, like, we're, not, we're not doing a four-hour one. Okay. I know, yeah, yeah. No, no. I just want to get to the questions. We have like four of them. I think we could spend mm-hmm. another hour doing that. But uh, yeah. the biggest one was uh, Will Morris, who uh, submitted a question two weeks ago. It kind of lengthy, but you know, it's like I, I thought it was a good question, and I was like, eventually we got to get to it. And uh, I'm gonna go ahead and play it right now. It's a pretty good the question. It's something that he's working on, and. Uh, I'm curious to see everybody's. Uh, yeah, there we go. Oh, come on, push play. There you go. What's up, Dave and the panel? The question I have for y'all is something that I've been really super passionate about and excited about for the past couple months. I am currently developing a story for a three-part Robin film series or uh, TV series, whatever becomes like TV series, like the HBO Max kind, like high production, cinematic, all that. And it follows the Dick Grayson story where he's an adult Robin and 
him and Batman, they have a fresh relationship because of Robin um, no longer believes in the morals that Batman set out for him. He believes he wants to make his own morals. He believes there's new links that can be taken to ensure the safety of Gotham and everyone he loves. And Batman does not agree with a lot of the things Robin says. Uh, to go more in depth, I'll be in the chat below. So if you ask any questions, I'll respond in the mm-hmm. chat. Um, but I just want to know, in this story where he does not become Nightwing, he does evolutionize as Robin, but he does not become Nightwing in the end of the three-part series, nor is it any part of the future in this Robin story. What are some things you would like to see? Because it's a totally original story. What are some things you'd like to see in a Batman and Robin fractured relationship? Because the Batman and Robin part is always like the first movie. The first movie and maybe in part of the second movie. And then after that, it's full-on Robin's story. And just some context in this world, the Justice League does exist. Batman is not a member of it, but he works with them when they need him to. And there's references to him a bunch in the story, especially to Diana and Clark. And... They'll, they might even pop up in the story a couple times as they come and go, like cameos. But uh, what are some things you would like to see in a story talking about Robin finding what it means for himself to be a superhero by himself and not standing in Batman's shadow? But like I said, this is totally original. No Nightwing. So literally, I'm open to any ideas because I just I respect y'all's opinion. I love listening to y'all's opinion every week. And I just would like to incorporate some stuff that you'd want to see in a Batman and Robin film and then in a fractured um, Batman and Robin relationship. And one more thing, the first film is going to be like a traditional Batman and Robin film because the last one we have is Batman and Robin, and I don't even count that. So we need a new, fresh Batman and Robin film that will start the roots for the fractured relationship that is said more throughout the last two stories. Thank you all, and I'm excited to hear what you say. All right, there we can go. go. Can we go in the order of like how we are in 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 that in this the way we are? We can. <laughs> the way we are. I, I, I mean, honestly, I said that. I said that thinking I was next to you, so we can go any way you want. So. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, uh, no, I mean, he brings up a good point of like, I mean, oh, I mean, I think that's what Titans was like trying to. Uh, you know, trying to show us like, uh, Dick really. Grayson. He was trying to establish like a Dick Grayson that's like, you know what? Fuck what you're doing, Batman. I'm going to do my own thing. I'm also like part of the, you know, I'm a cop <clears throat> like that. And then, you know, and I'm going to do my own thing. And like, maybe I don't see things the way that you see things. And like he brought up too is like, maybe he, you know, do criminals deserve to like die and not have that code or anything like that. I mean, I think he brings up an intriguing topic, which is like, you know, obviously when we think Batman and Robin, it's like, okay, dynamic duo. They're just going to work together, whatever Batman, you know, Batman's a leader. Robin's going to follow suit, but you know, but there's been many times, there's been times in the books too, where it's like, Hey, maybe Robin's not going to follow suit. You know, he's not, he's going to do his own thing and, you know, trying to tackle that, you know, after the whole, you know, Batman and Robin Schumacher, obviously you talked about that. It's fine. You know, maybe we could get something, you know, that's a little more, you know, it's a little darker or anything like that. What say you, Ty? Um, I am I am so on board for that. Uh and and mm-hmm. I do I am a Titans fan. Uh like the 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 DC original DC universe show that's now mm-hmm. headed to HBO Max. And what I like yeah, to think is original. <laughs> yeah. 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 DC I love Universe it. is just 
gone now, which is great. I mean, Batman and the animated series of Batman Beyond. So, yeah, so, I love it. Sorry. Um, I think I think that you really have to dive deep into like into Dick's. Um, like dive deep the way into Dick's. Dive deep into <laughs> Dick's. Into yeah. Dick. Sorry. Sorry. I think you have to dive into his. The way I think I'm the one that took a breath at the bad time last week. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, his mentality and and why he sees it from his perspective. Because, yeah. um, I mean, to like whereas like Jason, Jason really <laughs> admires Batman, and J- Jason like wants to grow up to be Batman. Like it's it's kind of a different dynamic at first. Whereas Dick, like kind of like, uh, he gets brought into it almost the same mm-hmm. way. I don't know. It's a different. Bruce it's a different dynamic body. between the two. Yeah. 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 And, and and he sees Gotham completely different than Batman. However, he's almost forced to to right. to work with Batman and, and and to adopt the this code that maybe he doesn't believe in. So, like, you really need to dive deep into like the way Dick thinks about criminals in Gotham and <laughs> and the way he perceives punishment as a as a cop. And also as a, as a vigilante. So there's, there's, you need a, you need like a good internal conflict on like why they split up in the first place. You can't just have, like, you can't just have them be like, okay, we're going to go our separate ways. Like there has to be a, uh, like a, a breaking point for Dick, yeah. which, which. Well, I I was gonna say, yeah. Well, here's, here's what I would think. Right. I, I feel like if you're going to have this kind of story or this kind of narrative play out, um, one, he would just have to be established that there, that yes, he took him under, his he wing. took Dick under his wing, but it was almost like he was forced to, like he never had a choice. Right. He, and that's, right. that's, that is the thing about Dick Grayson. He, he technically didn't have a choice. He was brought into this world by Bruce. And I mean, imagine him going, no, I don't want to be that, you know, yeah. Bruce can't be having somebody know his identity and, and just be open and free and be normal. Right. So Okay, so now all of a sudden you have that kind of that that feeling of well, I feel like I have to do this because if I didn't, I know how you are. Like I know you're not going to be okay with that. And so, I would love to see that that dynamic of him kind of balancing that that mentality of well, I was kind of I didn't have a choice. He's basically like Anakin, like he didn't have a choice, right? I mean, he's right. he, he basically got brought into this world. He get brought up by all these Jedi. They're telling him he's the chosen one, and he's yeah. going. Well, fuck, dude. What if I didn't want to be the chosen one? Like he didn't have a choice, right? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. you know, same thing with with Dick Grayson. He's going, okay. Well, I see how you're doing it. I'm a new generation, and and I, I would love to see something happen. I don't know what. I'm just saying, like something happened that would be like Dick is completely against him. He's like, I don't think we should be doing that. And Batman, obviously being Batman, does what he thinks he needs to do. And that thing is what splits them up and where he's going. I, I just don't think we can. Um, I don't think we can. I don't think we're on the same level. And because we're not on the same level, we need to split. I, I, yeah, it's that, interesting. I'm going to sound bad, but like, I, I almost wanted to be like where they split up and Dick's going. Yeah. I, you know, I can't be here. I'm going to go do my own thing. And Batman can't take it. Batman's like, what? You're not, you're not fucking leaving me. If anybody's going to leave, I'm leaving. You dick. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like he's going. You're not going to leave me. Like I'm. I created you. Like what? You know what I mean? Almost like yeah. a psychotic ex. Like I fucking made you, and you're going to just. You're going to do your own thing. Like no, you need me. 
and to kind of see how yeah. Batman would deal with that, right? Because yeah. we've never seen Batman be in that kind of vulnerable ever. I don't think we've ever seen him be vulnerable about that. Not that he would be, but it would be an interesting take to kind of see instead of in, in any way, like in Zach's world, right? How would that make that Batman, right? Like you're not losing this Robin to death. You're losing him because you made a decision and it splintered y'all's relationship. And now you've lost a Robin, but he's still alive and he's still active and he's still doing his thing. But you don't agree with how he's basically doing it. How do you treat that? Because that's not a villain, right? I mean, you're not. It was your responsibility. You took in this person and now he's doing things the way you're not doing them, I guess. And now how do you deal with that? You know, do you do you like do you reprimand him? Like, how do you like what the fuck do you do? You get what I mean? Right. Yeah. That's what I kind of meant by the breaking point. Like yeah, where yeah. they just they completely see something the opposite way, and they're like, "Nope," mm-hmm. you know, Dick's like, "I'm I'm not being a part of this no more." Sorry, sorry, homeboy. Uh, yeah, and, and, and I don't, and I wouldn't want to be like Red Hood, you know, like where Dick's like using guns and shit. I'd be like, "No," I wanted to be like where he he has even stricter morals, and so it's like, well, how does Batman react to that? Because that's mm-hmm. essentially this is a Batman story. Like you, you can't have Robin without Batman, right? So you have to focus on Batman, but. You know, we all know like Batman doesn't, you know, I saw it in the comments like Batman doesn't break, dude. Like Batman's not going to sit there and allow you to get the better of him. But if you are you are leaving on your own prerogative, I mean, <laughs> that's basically it. Like, how does Batman react to that? You're, he's yeah. losing a Robin. Yeah. Is he going to put the suit up in a, in a glass container? No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like no. <laughs> it wasn't a it wasn't it was a different kind of loss. And how does he how does this Batman deal with that? That'd be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I think one big <laughs> as, as part of my as the dissertation that I'm about to deliver. Just, just, right. They just typed up. They just typed up. You know. Uh, yeah. uh, okay, you need to address the question. I think in any a good Robin story needs to address the why of Robin. Yeah. Why the why the hell does Batman need a sidekick? I think that's a question. I would say if you have not read certain stories, I, I would recommend these, especially with the the, the very um, controversial take that Will's talking about going with Dick Grayson. He needs to read um, All Star Batman and Robin by Frank Miller and Jim. All Star Batman, yeah, yeah. All Star Batman and Robin. Uh, that goes into something that uh, Garza was talking about. Of it wasn't Dick's choice. Yeah. That is all over All-Star Batman and yeah. Robin. Um, a great story that explores the idea that Batman needs a Robin, of course, would be Lonely Place of Dying. Now, that's a Tim Drake story, hmm. but I still think it, it explores. You but you've got aspects, you, you take aspects, yeah. Right, you can take aspects because Nightwing's in that story too, but still it explores the idea that Batman needs a Robin. You know, and so, I, and it's a great story, and I think you need to explore at least look at the themes that that story addresses, whether you want to uh, uh, mirror them or go and contradict them. I think it's still a story that if you've not read it, you need to be familiar with to address what that story talks about. Third, there's a single issue. I don't remember the number because I had it. My mom wrote my name on it, and it's like, damn it, now damn. I just lost all value because your mom, you wrote my name on it. Yeah, but it was adapted <laughs> into the the animated series into the episode Old Wounds. It's the oh. it's the it's the story where 
in the book, Jason gets ganged up on by some muggers. Nightwing comes in, saves his ass, and then basically tells Jason the story about how him and Batman broke up. And I feel like those are three required readings that if you want to tell this story, you're going to tell something that is completely your own and original. But like anything that's good, that's own, that's your own and original, it needs to be informed by the canon that came before it. And right. so I would say find the issue that basically Old Wounds was adapted from. Read All-Star Batman and Robin. Read A Lonely Place of Dying. And address the question of why the why of Robin. Why does Robin exist as a character, as a sidekick? And that would greatly thematically inform your story about Robin going off and doing his own thing. Mm -hmm. Okay, Stephen, go ahead and follow that up. Shit. I was gonna say he. Well, no, no, and, and and I think on the next question we should start with Steven and go the other way. You know what I mean? I know. I probably. So should I'll, I'll be, I know. No, no. I know. We'll, we'll do it. We'll do it that way. We'll do it the opposite way. So I'll be in Steven's I think um, Scott took took the, uh, the initial part that I was gonna say about the why, which yeah. I think is the biggest thing of this of this story or with any story is like sort of the 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 why. But I think the bigger the big why for this one. It's something he Scott sort of touched on with some of the um, some of the comics that he brought up, but I think given the nature of of the story you're telling, I think there's a question of why um, Dick Grayson, and that's not me saying you should do Jason Todd instead, but this these are attributes um, the type of Robin you're talking about, like in um, in like Under the Red Hood, for example. Um, this is the speech that, that Jason Todd gives, but I'm doing the job that you couldn't do. You know, you couldn't go far enough. I'm making sure I'm actually making a difference. And so that's not to say that Jason Todd is the only one that can do that. But to me, I think if you're going to start talking about the why of the Robins, I think that um, Dick Grayson is the better Bruce Wayne. Right. And I think that's something um, Zach has said before that I, I very much agree with that. He's the Bruce's intent was to create a better Batman with Robin. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's what Dick became with Nightwing. Mm -hmm. He actually became Batman for a while, but he's the one that I think while he butted heads with Batman quite a bit, he, he grew up and rejected him in a lot of ways, but, but very much kind of held his code. Maybe I guess maybe Tim held to it quite a, you know, definitely more than Jason. But the point is that that, that Dick, um, I think, traditionally embraced Batman's values. And so that's not to say that you're doing it wrong so much as the crux of this story is, okay, what, what would it take for Dick Grayson? You know, one, all it takes is one bad day, right? So right. What, um, what does it take for, for Dick Grayson of all that? We know what it takes for Jason Todd. Right? Yeah. We know what it takes for Jason Todd. Yeah. It takes a crowbar and a Lazarus. Yeah. But, yeah. but Jason yeah. Todd was always prone Yes, to that, oh, yeah. right. To, to rebel, yeah. to and that's, that's what makes the story and interesting. Is you took Jason. what to take the Joker from uh, from the Dark Knight. Um, you took the the best of us yeah. and corrupted mm-hmm. him, right? So, so what does it take for for um, for Dick to not just reject Batman and and grow beyond him and to become Nightwing and as a rejection of him to to leave Gotham and and go to Bloodhaven as Nightwing and, and do his own thing there, yet still being like 
the vigilante that doesn't kill that works with the police, etc. And instead to go the Jason Todd route. And I don't think that him dying and coming back like Jason Todd did is like, you can't replicate that story and say, Dick would turn out the same way you get, you, you replace Jason Todd with Dick Grayson and Dick Grayson does not come back as Red Hood. Maybe, maybe, you know, changes would be made, but I think that he believes in Batman's morals so much that if he came back, I don't think he would like Jason Todd was always on the verge of, of <laughs> killing breaking people. off anyway. Yeah. Right. So yeah, him exactly. coming back, he's like, well, how else am I going right. to come back? Yeah. Um, and so I think that's the most uh, fascinating part of this angle that I would, that I would really dig into is, um, is what does it take for, for Dick Grayson to, um, to not break, just break, break point? his own morals, yeah. but to, 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 so it's not not just reject Bruce, but reject Bruce's entire paradigm. Yeah, like his moral. Um, and by doing that, is he ascending? Like, does he think he's being better by right. rejecting it, or is he, or is he becoming a criminal? Like, right? Is, like, is he becoming, saying, yeah. Like, how would you? How would you? So gauge how do, and, and how does he view it? Is he yeah. is he rejecting it outright and saying, "Fuck this." If if I can't be you know you or whatever, I'm going to be your worst enemy. Or is he saying you are flawed and I am fixing you? Yeah. Um, and so I think those are kind of all the questions that I would. And I would then, how, does, how does he how does he convince Batman that he is in the right, not Batman? Yeah. Which right. basically is I mean, Batman. You're doing wrong. So right. and especially like with like like maybe Dick is like well yeah, I mean like how many times is Joker gonna fucking break out of prison and kill people? Right. It's like come on man, kill that motherfucker and. You know, yeah. right? But, but yeah, so why? Todd, right? So yeah. why? Yeah, so why Dick instead of instead of Tim or Jason? Yeah, um, and not just because they're not in the story, but like why? Why is the story choosing them? And like like for example, Zach said his dead Robin was was Dick because um, Dick was the one that was the better one, um, the better he 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 was the exactly. one that was better than Batman. And the act, and he said that Dick dying is um, convinced Batman. The, the, you know, it's the beautiful lie, right? The beautiful lie is reinforced by Dick dying because the lie was, if I am this perfect hero, I can save the world. And not only was that not true, but then you also have Dick dying and Dick is like, okay, well Dick overcame my cynicism and my, um, and my, my violence and my, you know, he was me, but better and it got him killed. So I'm going to, so, so Batman basically did what you're having, having Dick do in this story. So well, right. that's what I'm saying. Like, imagine him leaving on his own accord. Like, I mean, that, how would Batman react to that? Bat, I, right. I can't imagine Batman going, okay, fine. But yeah, we're, we're at odds. That's sure. Cause you look at kind of like why they split in Titans and it's kind of the reverse there where Batman becomes a killer. Batman gets too violent and, and he leaves him there. So in what world would Dick say your refusal to flex on these rules is, is a problem. May, I, well, maybe, and that goes back to into Barbara dying and him saying, This is your fault. Because, you know, he would he could take the death and the resurrection and not turn like Jason did, but losing Barbara, uh, they had a thing sometimes. Well, and right? that goes back to the actual reason why Dick and you know, like if you go to the canon stuff, the issue that old wounds inspired is that Dick gets injured by the Joker, and Batman goes, I, I no. Nope, nope. I can't nope. have like I, I, I can't lose you. Yeah. So we gotta, we gotta Ooh. cut this off. And Dick is like, "Fuck <laughs> that." Which no. is which is kind of interesting because in Batman and Robin Schumacher's, they touch a little bit on that. I'm not gonna. I mean, 
let's give a little credit the little touching of that where like batman is not fully trusting and what because he's a little yeah you know when he right. he's like oh, i'll get him i mean even though it's a stupid scene where it's like why is why is uh robin like diving at mr freeze you know as opposed to like being like hey smart and like throw something or throw a gadget or whatever and he literally just dives and mr freeze freezes him up and and then you know there's i will give credit where credit's due when it comes to batman and robin the tension between um and, uh, and bruce you know i i kind of i kind of enjoyed that a little bit it's like yeah touch mm-hmm. on that but then of course it just gets way too campy and everything like that so but you know what can right. you do yeah. yeah all right so next question we got from uh darren he's gonna all right so i'll go ahead and bring this one uh mr uh, laugh now cry later so here we go hey what's up everybody hope you're having a happy new year okay my question tonight is about the joker um if you had to be locked in a room with one of the live action jokers who would you prefer it be and also if the jokers in matt reeves going to be introduced in matt reeves trilogy you think they'll go the route of Joaquin Phoenix and Heath Ledger or Jack Nicholson and Jared Leto? Ooh. Uh, Steven? <laughs> yeah, Steven, you can go first on this. Oh, one. wait, what, but real quick, I just got something. I got a, uh, something in the in the chat that were like, yeah, apparently Zack Snyder's Justice League got some new writer, uh, co writer. It's Will Bill. I'm like, what? Who the fuck is that? Uh, oh. Well, he he co-wrote like Aquaman or something, or maybe they oh. wrote Wonder Woman, the first Wonder Woman. And I'm like, what? No, that's not. Is that an idea? That's very weird. Yeah, I'm like, no. I asked him where he heard it from. I just wanted to say it so in case you guys hear about it. But anyways, Stephen Joker. <laughs> um, By the way, good, nice shirt, uh, Darren. I like the John Carpenter's Halloween shirt. Anyways, sorry, Stephen. I mean, what? <laughs> I'm, I, so I have to be stuck in a room with Joker. <laughs> I, I, I know my pick. Hey, listen, I know my answer. So believe so by all means. How do I? I, I would want to pick the. Oh, I know the, my answer absolutely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> man, I don't know. Um, Nicholson probably. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that I would be able to. I would be most capable of like getting out of that situation because, like, well, he was like a crazy criminal. He was not like the unpredictable, chaotic, crazy. I feel like I could talk my way out of that or have a chance at, whereas like Ledger or, uh, um, or Phoenix or, um, or Leto would like kill me for funsies. Um, and what was the other question? Oh, if, if he's in, um, Matt Reeves trilogy, Matt Reeves or what kind of Joker, what kind of Joker would you want to see? I've always wanted, and I feel like it would fit with Matt Reeves. I've always wanted like a Willem Dafoe Joker. And I feel like you could really lean into like the Arkham kind of style Joker with that. And he's got that like gravelly voice. And I don't, I don't, I think Willem Dafoe is probably too old, but like, oh, I don't yeah. know if this is a weird comparison, but like, I think you could do, um, like I think Matthew McConaughey maybe could like kind of reproduce that same kind of type of character. Be like the, the, the older, like really like, um, um, I don't know. I feel like it's almost like a Mark Hamill Joker. I feel like, but but not quite so cartoony. And I feel like that that is a unique enough take versus any of the cinematic ones that we've got before. All right, Scott. Oh, I know exactly who I want to be locked in the room with. Caesar Romero, because I'm going to live through that. I'm going to get a pie in the face or a joy buzzer. I'm going to live if I'm locked in the room with Caesar Romero. Yeah. I'm, I'm just I'm just saying. So that's true. That's, I I should have. 
<laughs> I, 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 Steven, it was you right there. You could you know what? That's fine. That's fair. You know what? But what about seeing I don't him consider him a, like what? I don't consider him a cinematic joker, but he didn't he my life like that. He just live action and I went smart. Yeah. 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 There was a Batman movie that did come out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, I saw that a million times. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Short wow. Matt Reeves. Matt Reeves. I actually would be interested in more of a if you take okay, thinking about like the three jokers, the Jeff Johns book that just came out. We have like the criminal, the clown, and the comedian. Something more like the killing joke, where it's the normal everyday guy who oh, you know, the the idea of the one bad day. Because that's actually because the Nicholson was more of the criminal. The the ledger is the I have no idea who the fuck this guy is, but he is he is he's cocoa puffs. He's cuckoo for cocoa puffs. The idea of something in a Reeves universe where it is the guy who just has the one bad day and he becomes the Joker. I feel like cinematically, that's actually something that hasn't been explored, and I think that would be interesting. Cool. Yeah. I mean, if I was locked in a room. Dude, it's Leto all fucking day, dude. Leto's Joker. I I could see him fucking around and being so. Yeah, but you guys would get along. I know. <laughs> That's my point. Like I'd be like, dude, I want to join you. Like I don't. He didn't say we had to die in this room. He just said, who'd you rather be locked into? I'd be telling them why I should join his crew. I'd be like, dude, live I'm for here. me. Yeah, exactly. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, sure, absolutely. And, you know, with, with Nicholson and Ledger, dude, you know that if they see you or if they're around you, you're fucking dying. There is no, hey, how am I going to get out of this? With Leto, at least it's like a toss-up. Like, you don't know what the fuck he's going to do, right? Like, <laughs> is he going to jump on me? Is he going to straddle my legs? Like, what? I don't know what the fuck this guy's going to do. I can like, tell you meant that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have no idea, but it's it was amazing. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, I'll, you know, I... Are you talking to me? Like, dude, I'd be like, well, yes, kind of, because I want to join your crew. So, yes, I would not mention anything about Harley because I'm smart. Yeah, then you get shot but, in the head. Exactly. So, but here's the thing. And then what kind of Joker would I want to see in, in Matt Reeves' world? I, like, here's the thing. <clears throat> if you really look at it, it depends on what kind of world Matt Reeves is trying to go for. Like, is does a Harley exist in this world or could he even – not that he would, but could he introduce a punchline in this world? Because if it's a punchline, it's a different Joker than a Harley. And in, in, you know what I mean. And if you if you look at the Joker that is that was in uh, Tom King's run of this newest, the Rebirth Batman, that kind of Joker is like very he's sadistic, but he's not necessarily like the the uh, the Scott Snyder Joker. Okay, where he's like like which is what Leto is. Leto's like Snyder's um, like Joker. Yeah. We, yeah, we've never seen a Tom King type Joker. Which, if you if you watch like the the Riddler and Joker War, like that dude is he's he doesn't give a fuck, but he's also like not as flamboyant as Scott Snyder's Joker. But he's not like any of the other Jokers we've seen previously. So, I mean, if I had a pick, I'd be more based on Tom King's run of of doing Joker and kind of what he kind of created in that little thing. You know what's interesting I, with with the one bad day kind of take and like the Matt Reeves universe, it would actually be really cool if they, if they could do like the red hood origin um, in, um, in a Matt Reeves trilogy where they, if they introduce the Joker, if they actually do like the red, the red hood gang 
and uh, and get and make him like the patsy, and mm-hmm. and like and and do that whole like basically like a Killing Joke sort of um, origin. Um, I don't know. I almost don't want to see another Joker origin, and I'd rather than right, exactly, yeah. Well, that's that's that. so different from the ones they have done, where like give him the. I don't know if you want to give him like the lipstick cap helmet or not, but like, um, um, but you know, give him a a a, a something you know equivalent, like cinematically equivalent to that, and that that could be a really kind of interesting take on it, especially. Yeah, if, but you but you're you're already introducing six villains in this first film, like how well, like. You're really yeah. gonna do an you're gonna do an origin of yeah, Joker? but but you're talking about that in comic book context. I got a feeling Reeves isn't introducing six villains. He's just got six well, characters you know I mean. who happen to be, you know, like he well, introduced six perfect. villains in the in the Dawn of the Planet of the Apes movies. Like, right? You know, well, how dare he? What I mean, though, is that so it didn't have that burden. Yeah. Right, but what I mean though is that you know, as far as like Joker is concerned, we're not gonna wa- we're not gonna we don't have time for an original of how does Joker become Joker? Like Batman's two years in. Like, well, no, but I mean, if it's a part of the, if there is a gang and he's following the gang, oh, okay, happened, yeah, yeah. so the story is he's like trying to bust the Red Hood gang or whatever, and then Joker like busts them for him, um, and then rises or takes them over or whatever. Like that would be the story of the movie. Um, yeah. it could even happen like as a side story where like mm-hmm. the ending is, um, um, <laughs> pardon the comparison, but make it a um a Spider Man. A Spider-Man three thing where Venom oh. is Joker, right? Except you do it the way they should have done it, where him, be- where Topher Grace becoming Venom is the cliffhanger for the next the next movie, right? Yeah. Sorry, I know I, I hopped in there to get it's a second. Not, yeah, I know, fine. Fine. <laughs> so fine. What about you? What, one more, one more thing. One, oh, one oh, more oh, thing. Oh. <laughs> no, 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 Ty. Wait, what's up? Oh, I thought he was being serious. Oh, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Oh. Um, I, I would, uh, I would be locked in a room with Joaquin. Uh, he let that little midget guy go. So I, I, feel, like, I feel like I can get out. All I have to do is not be a dickhead to him his whole, you know, and then, I, you know, I, get, I get let go. Cause I'm not an asshole. I, you know, I didn't torture him and call him names and shit. So when they said know. locked in a room, I was, I started to think through him. I was like, well, who have we seen locked in a room with? We saw someone locked in a room with Joaquin. That didn't go. Yeah, well. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It didn't go yeah. Well. Literally the fucking. Lo- oh man. <laughs> I'm a little shorter too, so I would probably need help with the lock. So I feel like we could get along there. Uh, yeah, and then, I mean, I kind of hate to reiterate what you guys are saying, but I mean, ah. Uh, for the Matt Reeves Batman, I mean, if he's going for the more detective uh, nor Batman, I would really, really, really enjoy seeing a Joker that is a criminal mastermind. Like he, he, you know, he, uh, the Batman really needs to do his work to to chase him down, and and he really needs to like like get in that mindset. And I wouldn't mind a Killing Joke. Uh, style like I, I think everyone would like that kind of that kind of Joker maybe a little bit of a mix between Mark Hamill and uh, the Arkham games but I don't know I because every Joker that I've seen or that I've liked uh, it's all original so I guess I can't really like mm-hmm. I can't really say I don't know I, I can't yeah. really predict it's what hard. I, I'll just say this though I literally was just taking a piss 
And in my bathroom, I heard what you were saying because obviously I have my headphones. <laughs> and yeah. I fucking busted it out laughing. Like, dude, you let that little guy go. Like, Fuck, you're right, dude. Why wouldn't I yeah. think that? He, no, no, no. Yeah. Like, yeah. Kill you. yeah. When it when it comes to me, like, uh, are you done? Yeah, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Ty. Are you good? No, I just again, I can't, I couldn't, yeah. I can't really say what Joker I want because I don't know which one I need yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another one. I'm gonna insert myself in between everyone. Another yeah. one that would be cool. <laughs> like a long Halloween take where he's not even really a villain. He's just kind of there and like, dude, I wish I knew who was doing this. I wish I thought of it. Yeah. 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 Or even like in Hush, he does kind of the same thing, right? He's like, why are all these, why are you paying attention to these other villains? Like, yeah. why not me? You know what I mean? Anyways. Yeah. He's always selfish. No, but yeah, I think I agree with Ty. It's like, yeah, with the Joaquin Phoenix Joker. Cause I think I can maybe like talk him down a little bit. Like, Hey, Dude, I get it. I get it. I also think the girl down the, the, the hall is hot. Yeah, she's hot. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> she likes you. She's got a great smile. Oh man, totally understand it. I yeah, yeah. I would probably like understand him a little bit more. Like you had a bad day. It's like, yeah, the world's fucked right now. And the you know, the way you, you know, your mom, I totally get it. I think I can I think I could talk to him more than the other jokers. But when it comes to, uh, yeah, the type of Joker I want to see a Matt Reeves Batman, I don't know. It's difficult because when you look at the other villains and you see the trailer and you just, I mean, the way that Matt, I mean, Christopher Nolan was like, hey, I'm going to ground as much as I can. And then Matt Reeves said, well, hold my fucking beer. I'm going to ground it in a different kind of sense. And when you look at like what the Riddler is doing, what look how Penguin is and even Catwoman, it's like, when I like think about like what his Joker would be, I'm like, man, I'm like, I, is he going to, he's not going to have scars on his face. He's he just like, like how deranged is he going to be? Is he just going to be like this? It's almost like a mix of Joaquin and Ledger, you know, like that anarchist. Yeah. But at that same time, he just fucking like, he just had, he just all of a sudden just grew this hatred of humanity. I don't know. I almost think it's like there's like going to be a mix between those two because they're so grounded. It's like Matt Reeves is like, I'm going to ground it, but in a fucking, you know, a, a David Fincher type of seven world. Like, you know, like a, a look at what Kevin Spacey was in seven. Mm-hmm. I mean, where he's just like manipulating, you know, behind the scenes because we've even, we've even seen like where um, we, we see all these other villains and then we saw like the pictures of like these drops that apparently is like like a drug that's going through Gotham, but they have smiley faces on them. I'm like, and you almost got to wonder, like, is Joker like manipulating behind the scenes and like doing this, you know, puppetry with all these other villains? And eventually when we get to like the second movie, we're going to see that Joker like, you know, and I, and I kind of wonder, like, is it going to be in that seventh sense where how Kevin Spacey is, where all of a sudden he just reveals himself, you know, detective, you know, I, I kind of <laughs> see something like like that, you know? Yeah. I know. And I, that's that's what I really want is the, the I mean, if you're going to make right Batman a the ultimate detective, you're going to focus on the detective. Well, then you got to have what the balance to it. Right. You got to have yeah. the ultimate the ultimate criminal mastermind. And, and like you know, give that relationship the reason that they're both there. And well, uh, one of the, here's a, here's I, the other question. Well, real quick though, like, do you make him? Do you make him the same age, or do you make him older than Batman? In this, I, in I almost reason? I do want him older. I actually do want him older. Really? 
Yeah, I think I do want him a little older. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's me. I don't know. Well, do you want him short hair, long hair? I mean, what are you thinking? <laughs> short hair. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, because I'm just saying yeah, because does, in Tom Cruise, he, yeah. he looks older and he's got short hair and he, he looks yeah. like an older Batman. He's not. Yeah. He's not the same age as Batman. So I'm just saying. Yeah, like, and, and I only say that because in Tom King's Batman, you know, there's an interaction with him and Kite Man, and literally Kite Man like goes to his house during this whole war, and Joker's like, "You got to be kidding me!" And he's like, "Hell yeah!" And it's just like to see that Joker, yeah, to see that Joker. I gotta get that drop. I gotta get a drop, yeah, Kite Man. Yeah. To see that, to see that Joker interact with this Kite Man, you're you're like. You know, Joker is fucking crazy, but he's willing to accept and use Kite Man because he actually does use Kite Man for several things throughout the war. But it's like Joker understands that kind of how he needs to do something to get rid of the Riddler, which could be also I- implemented into to Matt Reeves. Like the Riddler is the big, you know, criminal in this first one. Well, it's only because the Riddler that the Joker decides this guy's fucking taking up my territory. I'm going to fucking create a war. And Batman's like, uh no, I need to get rid of both you guys. Fuck y'all. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean w- Matt Reeves might go the like beyond and just be like, maybe Joker is like a um, um, maybe his skin is naturally white and yeah. smiles a lot. Like, like there's no makeup at all. You know, I mean, look, it's a condition. Penguin, the penguin. I mean, Colin Farrell. I mean, like his character is like <laughs> he just naturally has those features that makes him look penguin esque. Maybe his Joker is not going to have any kind of makeup, no scars, no nothing. It's just like, um, what do they call? Uh, albino. They call? Albino. Albino, yeah. Maybe it's just an yeah. albino dude who laughs a lot and smiles a lot. I don't know. Here's one um, Here's one that I really like. I really always loved the notion that Joker just kind of comes and goes from Arkham as he pleases. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of those things that's like um, – not like quite fourth wall breaking isn't the way to describe it, but it's kind of great. The idea that he just, he's so manipulative, but also knows Arkham and the people there so well that he can just like, it's, <laughs> it's there for the nothing for him to get out, but also that like, sometimes he'll like go back in. But yeah. Like, he'll yeah. Leave him yeah. And, and I've always loved the scenes of Batman, like interrogating him at Arkham um, where I think that's like, how, is that a final crisis starts? Um, or maybe it's Countdown to Final Crisis, where he does this. He's playing solitaire. Mm. Uh, that's in uh, Batman. All right, that's in Batman. R.I.P. Okay, so it's right which around, is, which is a lead in to. It's Final part Crisis. of Countdown to Final Crisis, right? Um, and so I love the idea of having like a story, like I was saying with um, with Long Halloween, where um, where he like Batman keeps on going to Joker, and so like, what if these crimes are happening? And he's like, dude, this is your M.O. And he's like, I'm in prison. And he's like, well, you're you know you gotta be pulling strings or whatever and he's and, like, and so it really plays with you psychologically and then right, like go into right. the third act and what happens is like batman comes in he's like no look you're doing this who are you like are you him is he out like what's going on i have his prints on the scene or whatever i don't know however you however you do that turn again and then yeah. the joker is like oh no i run arkham now like <laughs> click 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 everything locks down all the cells open come out third act is escape from arkham <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. In the, in the, 
Yeah, and he, and now he's got to deal with Joker, but he's also like I was just close to getting Riddler. Now, all oh, right, but like Joker has know. been secretly the warden, like for yeah. who knows how long, and uh, just like you know playing along with Batman whenever he goes in, and that's like mm-hmm. a that'd be like a, a cool third act reveal. Would that would be, be actually that would be sweet, very sweet. All right, now we got a question from uh, William uh, William Powell from uh, Sci Fi Center. So here we go. Hey, Vodka Crew Junkie, I got a question. I supported the Restore the Snyderverse movement yesterday with all the hashtags and did everything I could on social media. But I have a question. Would a better route be to have another hashtag that goes continue the Snyderverse? And by that, I mean exclusively on HBO Max. Um, I got an opinion about making it canon puts it back into the hands of WB, Imarak, and Hamada. If it were continued on HBO Max exclusively, it would put it in the hands of people who have been a lot more friendly to that cause than anybody else. We wouldn't even have the Snyder cut if it were for the people in WB. And I think there's just a better chance of going forward if WB can do what they want to do and HBO Max can do what they want to do without getting in each other's way and they both have separate freedoms and we don't have to worry about stepping on anybody's toes. What do you guys think? Hmm. Interesting. I mean... Yeah, I mean, I get it. It's like, yeah, restore the Snyderverse because, you know, we want that restored. But it's at the same time, yeah, change it to continue the Snyderverse. After Zack Snyder's Justice League comes out, it's like, oh, yeah, can we continue this? And then Warner Brothers can do their thing. I don't know. What do you think, Ty? Um, So actually, I didn't. It just kind of like froze for me. So I kind of missed the question. (laughs) I, was, I don't know if it was my internet or if it was everybody, but apparently it's just my internet. So uh, can, you, can you reiterate the question for me? All right. I'll play it one more time. Hey, Vodka Crew Junkie. I got a question. I supported the Restore the Snyderverse movement yesterday with all the hashtags and did everything I could on social media. But I have a question. Would a better route be to have another hashtag that goes continue the Snyderverse? And by that, I mean exclusively on HBO Max. Um, I got an opinion about making it canon puts it back into the hands of WB, Imarak, and Hamada. If it were continued on HBO Max exclusively, it would put it in the hands of people who have been a lot more friendly to that cause than anybody else. We wouldn't even have the Snyder Cut if it were for the people in WB. And I think there's just a better chance of going forward if WB can do what they want to do and HBO Max can do what they want to do without getting in each other's way and they both have separate freedoms and we don't have to worry about stepping on anybody's toes. What do you guys think? It's always been that question. It's like, you know, anytime we talk about the Snyderverse, it's like, okay, maybe that's, you know, I mean, even Hamada talked about earth one and he talked about like the different like multiverse. It's like, we always thought like maybe the Snyderverse can exist on HBO max as its own earth kind of thing. But uh, yeah, what say you Ty? All right, so it didn't play again. I was trying to tell you. I was trying to tell you. Just this? tell me the question. Well, oh yeah, I was going to say, just go okay, off yeah, of our, kind of our, our, our answers. Oh, our, okay, all right. Sounds, sounds like a deal. You know, I, I originally, when we when we went to, you know, hashtagging this Restore the Snyderverse, I, you know, I originally thought, I was like, well, I mean, Zach has also said it's not canon. If, yeah. and, his, and his main question was, if it is canon, does that mean that it gets brought under the the Warner Brothers, you know, label again? And so that the people that were against it in the first place 
are now basically have their hands in charge. And it's like, no, actually, I don't think that that's the case anyways, because if you can't tell, Kylar is basically going, this is all one thing. And if you're not with us, like a Sith would be, then you're against us. And if you're not willing to basically accept what I'm giving you and telling you guys to do, guess what? Then you're probably not valued here and you're not worth us to keep you here. So listen, you guys didn't want to release the Snyder Cut. That's cool. I'm going to release it then. Oh, you're going to you're going to bring out an article that basically says that I don't know what I'm doing and that you do when you work for me. Okay. Well, if you're not going to release it, I'm going to do it and I'm going to continue it and I'm going to be in charge of this or I'll find somebody else that agrees with what I want. And so you know, at the end of the day, even if they were to continue it, if they were going to come out with a Justice League 2, guess what? Walter Amada is not greenlighting it. He wasn't the one that greenlit it, okay? Definitely wasn't in charge. He definitely wasn't doing it. So if he didn't, if he is not in charge with greenlighting it, he's not going to be involved with it at all, period. Okay? And do you think, honestly, do you really think that Hamada would basically have the balls to sit there and tell Snyder, <laughs> oh, well, you know what? Whatever, you know, your four-hour film that that we basically cut down to two hours that is R-rated, we're going to need you to make some adjustments to your next film. Do you think he's going to be able to do it? Absolutely fucking not. And so when it comes to this multiverse and all that, that's great. Everybody. Yes. The Matt Reeves Batman is, is hyped and I'm excited for it. But if I had my druthers and they told me and Walter Amada and Jason Kylo were basically like, you only get to have one Batman continue. Which one do you want? Who the fuck do you think I'm, I'm picking? Right. <laughs> And so when you think about it that way, well, everybody wants to be involved in this Zack Snyder Justice League. Like Bat- Matt Reeves is Batman. That's Batman-centric, okay? There is no other Justice League. There is no other – even Aquaman, James Wan, that exists in, in Zack's world, right? You can't. How are you going to branch off of that? You can't. You're really stuck into it. And so, you know, even look at the Shazam kids, right? What do they say in DC fandom? Yeah, we want to be in the, in the sequel. <laughs> I mean – you think they're going, hey, you know what? Fury of the Gods, it's great. We're, we're all good with that. No. No, you know what? We want to be in the sequel, too. Like, dude, they want to continue this shit. And so who wouldn't want to be with Snyder's work, the most talked about film in in our generation? So Snyder has that going for him where he's like, maybe I want to include you. I don't know. You know, he doesn't have to. That wasn't part of his plan. If he wants to, maybe he can include it. Sure, but I think – when it comes to uh, green lighting and even with the, a new hashtag, dude, this thing's coming out regardless. It's going to get talked about regardless. And guess what? They're going to announce the sequel. That is it within, with no doubt. Okay. I don't know. Scott. Scott. What do you have to say? I, with, with respect to the question about, you know, do we need a different hashtag? At <laughs> this point, honestly, to me, it's semantics. Yeah. Right. Continue the Snyderverse, restore the Snyderverse. All we're saying is, and this kind of goes back to the point that I made earlier in the stream, is I am not saying do everything the way – not every movie needs to be made the way as if Snyder made the movie. All I'm saying is right. let's not stop that in favor of doing these other movies. I'm saying make all the movies. So mm-hmm. I, I still think, I mean, even when the Snyder cut got announced back in May, 
I still thought that's what it was going to be like. It even seemed to be like that first that first interview that Zach did with Grace Randolph. You know, that was it almost sounded like, you know, Zach was saying to Oh, come on, Dave. I, I set you oh, up. Oh, damn it. I, I, oh, I, damn I, it. Sorry. There we go. Sorry. Damn it. I, I, I hesitated. I hesitated. Damn it. I hesitated. All right. We got that. But the idea almost sounds like, <laughs> even with Zach saying, hey, I'm an Elseworlds, you know, it, it, it's almost like even Zach was saying, hey, if I could continue doing stuff on HBO, yeah. I'm going to be just I'll be happy. happy. I'll be happy. Yeah. Even though, if you could, even if Warner Brothers goes and makes theatrical films with the actors in the roles they cast, like the Flash film that Muschietti is making. So, I mean, I, at this point, as far as hashtags are concerned, it, it's semantics. The yeah. whole point is just make all the things. And guess what? Economics is going to decide what lives and what dies. It's going to be survival of the fittest. The stuff that makes the money is going to get sequels. The stuff that doesn't make the money is going to fall by the wayside. And And I feel like all we're saying is is that when the Justice League film was stillborn and killed on site, it was an unnatural death because it should have kept on going and somebody interfered. It wasn't. It would not have been. It wouldn't. We wouldn't have gotten this child if it hadn't been born right. You get what I mean? Like that's that's what's even crazier is that. Yeah. The people that were involved back then, they they made us create a different child. Like this is a this is a new a new pregnancy. You know what I mean? yeah. Right. Exactly. I mean, and so my point is that let's not treat this as if it has to be one or the other. Let's just acknowledge that what what those of us who would well, not all of us, but most of us on the stream who would tweet out hashtag restore the Snyderverse. We're not saying bring back the Snyder version of everything, everything else. It's more just cancel, no. Cancel the Batman. Yeah. No, 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 don't cancel my Batman. I want to watch the Batman. <laughs> oh, I yeah. I mean, we all want to watch but the don't, Batman. But don't ignore, don't kill this other thing that never got to come to complete fruition. Yeah. Makes sense. Steven? Um, I mean, I'm basically 100% on board with Scott. I think that with the with the hashtag, it's always been semantics. I mean, you look at uh, release the Snyder. You want to know? You you've been against it the whole time. So <laughs> with uh, you look at the hashtag and like release this, even release release the Snyder cut doesn't make sense. It was it was fund finish, you know, and then release the Snyder cut, right. like whatever. Um. But like it's a hashtag. Like we're ta- we're going for like shorthand, memorable, like what works. And like I think restore, you know, complete the Snyder the Snyderverse may make sense too. I think restore plays off of release is why probably why people are using it is because it's similar enough that it's got that kind of built in value from mm-hmm. from the other one. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't look too seriously in that. It's it's directionally accurate. I think is the point. The, the all that matters from the hashtag is the sentiment. It's not like it's like let's say it was so resounding that. WB is like, well, we have no choice. Let's green light all this right now. And then someone's gonna be like, no, no, no. It said restore. We can't do anything. Like, like yeah. they're not gonna, you know, it's not the hashtag is not legally binding. They're gonna, it's it's <laughs> sentiment that they care about. Um as far as canon, um, also I, I agree with Scott. It's I I don't I think the multiverse is the right way to go. I think Zach even supports that. 
I think mm-hmm. he and he's even said that he likes the idea of a multiverse because it it lifts the burden from him. But like so much of the reason that there was so much pushback to his his films before was because people were comparing to the MCU and what they thought they were getting was oh here are these Zack Snyder films you're not going to get anything else from DC for 20 years <laughs> um, and they were like that's not I can't people were like I can't do that and and since then as more people have been like wait he had a five part arc and then he was done um I know people that are like ardently against it who learned that and were like oh well, now I kind of want to know what that was, especially knowing that committing to the five-part arc doesn't mean committing to 20 episodes and then endgame, right? Uh, or 20 installments and then and then, and then then their endgame equivalent. That is just going to be, you know, a little, you know, it's going to be bigger than what Nolan did, but not drastically. And then we'll get something new. And, and the idea of, oh, man, and it would have been self-contained. Man, that would have been kind of cool. Um, and so, so I think that, Multi- multiverse not only is just kind of the better strategy but also works in his favor in that it takes the burden off of him of you don't like these cool go watch go watch the matt reeve ones go watch the jj abram ones go watch you know you know there's and and the 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 demand that it all fit into a single continuity is part of what put us in this position in the first place yep oh, makes sense all right back to you ty hey i got to listen to it <laughs> gave me gave me enough time to like go back and listen to it. Um, I uh, I mean the 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 hashtag thing uh doesn't. I liked I liked the restore. I liked it. I thought it worked well. Uh, continue. I think would work well as well. But again, like Stephen said, I think uh, restore just kind of fit the better. It phrased better. It sounded better, rolling off the tongue. Um, so yeah, semantics is definitely what it is. Uh, the, uh, I think that Zach, whether we knew it or not, I think, uh, I think, or whether we know it or not, I think he's going to thrive on HBO max and being able to tell mm-hmm. long form story, be able to, to not be restricted by maybe the studio saying, listen, you only have two hours, but in reality, he's always been the person to tell the four hour story. So mm-hmm. And like the way I saw it was like the way his cut got like, or, or, or the we didn't get to see his full vision. It was almost like if you had stopped Marvel after Thor, Thor after Nick Fury and agents, the agents of Shield all came in, and like it was all starting to like the Avengers initiative was all coming together, and then you just stopped it and then went a different direction, and and you know like it just it never felt right to me that he didn't get to complete what he wanted and that that people didn't understand it so they just naturally didn't like it and it was like yeah maybe superman doesn't smile every film or maybe you know maybe these characters aren't exactly the way you want them but now with the multiverse like you're you're able to go watch matt reeves the batman or ben affleck's batman or if you want to go watch superman and lois mm-hmm. i don't know why but you can go watch that and, or you can watch the CW verse. Like I like that DC and Warner brothers and AT&T, they're finally like doing their own thing. And it's like, yeah, we don't care that we have two Batman on screen. It's like yeah. where we, we where we have something for everyone and anyone can come and, and pick what they like and, and like what they like, but we're going to have all of it. We're not yeah. just going to limit ourselves. And I and think the problem with point, 
I think that also means that fans need to also stop cannibalizing each other about yeah. which version it is that yeah. they like. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I think to, to Ty's point, I mean, anti, you were being like, granted, I'm not interested in Superman and Lois either, but do I know people who are? Yes. Yeah. Yes. But yes. Also, also, would I would I sit there and sit there and go? That fucking Superman's horrible. Like, dude, I don't. What what the fuck do I care for? Like, dude, if, you right, know what I mean? Like, right. I, if I'm not watching it, what the fuck am I talking about it? You know yeah, what I mean? Like, right. I mean, like, yeah, watching the watching the trailer. I mean, I made the joke of like, this is boring. Yeah, you know, but you know, but it's like, it, it's not for me. It's not for me. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, think yeah. Tyler Hoechlin well, as what's great. Yeah, you're that, you're not gonna be it, and you're still gonna get Superman content. Exactly. Exactly. Like that's your you one stop. Like the only. You could also, you could also still not watch it. And just talk about other things. Like you, you're there's. I don't expect to ever see you have a show about Lois and Superman. You know what I mean? Like because yeah. you why and, would you? Like, and really, it isn't that what our hope for those of us who enjoy it's exactly like, what we started doing this for? Right? Because there was like because it was like no, I'm not. I like Henry Cavill because he was something <laughs> yeah. different. different. Yeah. I wanted something different. I did not then say because this is different. Now all of you must consume this. I'm just saying, yeah. just let me consume this that I like. Yeah. Well, right. And leave but, me the fuck though, alone. <laughs> but back then, though, it was only the people that were saying that's not Matt, that's not Chris Reeves, and I don't like it. There was nobody yeah. like us talking about it in a positive way where people could go and hear our opinion because. If you were back then in 2013 and 2014, it was, it was Superman was a bad thing. It was this Men of Steel movie was a bad thing, and it was yeah. like we were all going, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Nobody was talking and telling us, "No, we actually liked Man of Steel." Like, yeah. had we had been there, guess what? Maybe it, I don't know. Maybe it doesn't get there, or maybe it doesn't get taken down, or doesn't get destroyed in BVS and, and then in the Justice League. But now, what can they say? Are they really going to sit there and say, oh, Henry Cavill, he comes back halfway through in, in a four-hour film. We only see him for two hours. Or, hell, we only see him for an hour. It, like, we're all going to be like, well, yeah, because we got all these other fucking characters. Yeah, It's not going to be – it's no longer going to be just that question of, well, why did we only get an hour or 30 minutes of Henry Cavill? It's going to be us on the other side going, here's why. This is the reason. And That's here's amazing. everything that you need to know about. There is no more divide of just one way of why is it not 1978 Superman? You get what I mean? Yeah. Like that's well, and, it's now. Also, and it's also the point that I also want to look at us and go, please, guys, do not become the villains oh, that yeah. we've been <laughs> fighting this whole time. If I know someone who really enjoys Tyler Hecklin Superman, great. Mm -hmm. You have a TV show that you can yep. go and Power watch it. Power and, and, and go watch it. Yeah. So yeah. that I can be over here watching my Henry Cavill Superman going, <laughs> yes! And, and, and if we would live in a world where you no. can go watch your Tyler Hecklin Superman TV show that I really have no interest in. Mm -hmm. Oh no, we lost Scott again. Oh, he freezes on the best parts. I want to get a screenshot. 
He's like a rapper right now, dude. I know, man. But DJ, I feel DJ, like a, DJ McClone yeah. right there, man. But yeah, I get what he's saying because, like, yeah. dude, at the end of the day, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna make somebody feel bad about liking Lois no. and Superman. You know what I mean? Like, dude, if you like it, great. By all means, watch it all you want. Dissect it. Great. You'll never hear me talking about it because I don't watch it. So if I have people that are listening to me. You're not going to shit all over it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If you're a fan of it, that's great. You're probably not listening to me because I'm not talking about it. Right. I mean, I'm I'm talking about things because my audience knows that I'm talking about certain things. And so he literally just came back in. Anyway, so it's like (laughs) at at the end of the day. You're not uh, like I could never be that way because at the at the end of the day I know what that's like. like I experience that. that. The internet yeah, can handle my rants. I when I start <laughs> ranting, I anytime break you the rant, internet. you get when you start, when you get animated, man, your internet just goes fuck that. Yeah, they're like, oh, <laughs> dude, we got great screenshots, great screenshots yeah. from tonight's stream, man. I'm just saying, got the puppetry, and then you got the fucking. <laughs> Can we get another one? Uh oh. Oh, no, oh, no, man, oh, okay. <laughs> no, it's good. All right. So we got one. You know what you were going to say, but yeah. I guess whatever. Yeah, no. Well, we get retain it, guys. But yeah. uh, we got the no, last no, 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 no. What? Yeah, right. oh, oh, yeah. but, Scott, do you want to like finish what you were going to say? I feel Jesus. like the point was made. It's just. Yeah, I think, it, I think we just got more just. Like yeah, exactly. Yeah, like what you like, like what you like, you know, and then we don't have to like chastise everything. You right. know, everything. All right. Save the best for last. Neil. Obviously, we know Neil and he's always got a, you know, he's always got a performance going on. He's uh, he's got that great living room that has turned into the man cave and he's uh, he's outdone himself with this one. So here we go. Is the feed working? Is it? excited about Batflick, the Falk, and Pattinson on Vengeance. My question lies with HBO Max bringing in Batman, the animated series. I'd like to know if anybody wants it revived and bringing back Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill. Let me know your thoughts. I know I want to see it. Hell, bring back Superman, the animated series. Cheers. <laughs> Exclusivo! And then, and then this. Not at all. I'm an equal opportunity crime fighter. <laughs> hey, hey, by the way, that Exclusivo shirt, it's on sale right now, right? Or is it, is it oh, yeah, yeah. $3 off, man. If you want a promo. Yeah, I got the promo code. $3 off. Right there, man. All the way to uh, Sunday. But, uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, timely now because now you can watch Batman the Animated Series on HBO Max and uh, also Batman Beyond. And like I said, before I uh, put on this, you know, before I started the stream, I was I had episodes on. <laughs> That's why I brought that drop in because I was like, when I heard that, I was, <laughs> I mean, it was like, <laughs> hear Batman say I'm an equal opportunity crime fighter i mean it was just it, it, made me crack, it made me crack up and i was like oh wow i don't even remember that 
when I originally watched it. But uh, you yeah. know, what? When, when DC Universe came about, I, I uh, actually expressed probably on a live stream or a video. I was like, "Yeah, why aren't they? Why aren't they reviving? You know, Batman the Animated Series? I'm sure just Conroy and uh, Hamill, and even like like he said, Superman the Animated Series, like." Doing like revivals where it's like, hey, it's a, it's just a modern version of like, but still draw it in the in the in the style that it is, but it's just more modern. Why not bring when that? It with Young Justice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, bring I mean, it. Also, do you really want Bruce Tim? Like, I don't know. Has his last couple animated things been like? Mm, maybe we don't want. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get that, but I'm at the same time, I'm like, I, I mean, I just thought it would it would have been a. Um, it would have been a selling point for DC Universe to revive. Like, hey, I got DC. Oh, yeah. We got DC Universe. We got a revived version of Batman and the animated series that we all loved from way back when. It's you know probably you know some of the best Batman stuff. You know, why not revive it? And you know, just just to, just a selling point for DC Universe. Maybe it doesn't need that for HBO Max, but I was always that's that was my always my gripe for DC Universe. It didn't seem like DC Universe. DC Universe had Titans, yes, I get that, and then of course it had um, Swamp Thing and yeah, Swamp Thing, and then Doom Patrol. uh, Doom Patrol. There you go. Um, But I was always like, why not bring revive something back like that was familiar, you know? And I I just thought, why not? And I'm I'm sure Hamill and Conroy would have been like, yeah, let's do it. So let's say you Ty. I mean Ty, you already been talking, yeah. What do you think? Uh, I don't know. It's t- I mean, because is like my inner child obviously would love that, right? Yeah. Um, I just I don't know. I, I it, do you touch something like that? Do you revive it? Uh, I mean, they're doing it. It's been happening a lot lately, right? They revive something or revamp it. So I guess it would just have to. It would be determined on like if they had enough stories to tell or in what form they were telling them like is it going to be just a, a one one and done series or is it going to be you know five or six more seasons yeah i mean i'm still on the on the whole thing like when people talk about hey what are great batman films i'm like do not leave out mask of the phantasm yeah please stop yeah. leaving out yeah. that in your fucking dc you know in, in your be- batman category because that is an excellent animated film yeah and 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 like that was a staple of my childhood, or I mean, a childhood in in Batman oh, yeah. animated series. Really, really, besides the Batman comics that I got into during that time, that was really the 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 that was the what got me into Batman as as much as I loved him. It was that show helped it. So I guess yeah, I guess if the story was right and and how they wanted to do it was correct, or, or did did it the right way and and. A little bit of fan service, but also, you know, it was done correctly and justice was done for the show. Then, yeah, yeah. Well, let me let me ask you a follow up to that question because I'll answer it after you know after you're done. But what <laughs> would you accept it if they didn't have Conroy or Hamill or both if they weren't a part of it? Ah, see, that's the thing. Oh, that's, yeah, exactly. that's, that's that's the thing. Is it is it a full package or are you going? I'm I willing think it's to accept because be. I know. Because I know Conroy said that his his voice. Because listening to him uh, do that voice, I was like, God, it's got to be fucking tough on the voice, dude. Yeah. And I know Conroy has come out and said it's really hard on his voice. So, right. 
Um, yeah, I mean, this. I mean, we're talking about we're talking about almost you know how many years ago? Thirty years ago? You know? I yeah. mean, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, I, I, you know, you all, you also bring back that to uh, James Earl Jones. It's like how many more times can you do? Can you Darth play Vader? Darth Vader? Yeah. I mean, when you heard when you heard him on Rogue One, it's like you could tell. There's um, oh yeah, he's, he's getting older. Well, yeah. they had him in back before, like when he was doing stuff for like season one of Star Wars Rebels, I think. Yeah. And he recorded, I don't know what he recorded, but I remember, um, I don't remember where, where I read it, but I'll have to find the link. But he, he recorded like a ton of stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think they've basically just got archives of like generic dialogue from him. So they can like fit him into spinoffs and stuff. Or like, for example, they had him read that card from, uh, um, from mission impossible three, where he's like, read the, read the, he's like, the rabbit jumps through the hole and out the, like, <laughs> so they have all the sound, all the, yeah. I mean, cause Star Wars, like, Star Wars doesn't get enough credit for its audio engineering, but I bet if they had enough right. dialogue from James Earl Jones, that was the intent of manipulating, yeah. like, obviously they could, you know, they've done a lot of stuff with like old dialogue, but I bet if they had a, a library of him making a million different noises. They could probably assemble any Darth Vader dialogue they'll ever need to, which mm-hmm. is kind of crazy. But, Very, yeah. but cool. Yeah. yeah. What, do you, what do you what do you say, Scott? Well, I, I didn't even get the. I get you just skip it over. <laughs> me? Oh, you talked. What are you talking about? You did talk. I didn't answer. I didn't okay, answer the question. Okay. 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 Well, I was asking. I asked Ty a follow up. If okay, okay. that that is because that wasn't really that wasn't asked, right? I mean, that was like. Is that a prerequisite? Like, I guess I it know. does have to be. Okay, so because here we go. But it can be better. So you know, I'm glad that we're four hours in, and there might not be that many people watching. But I'm going to admit, and I I don't know if I've ever admitted it, but I've just never really talked about it. I didn't grow up on Batman the animated series. I grew wow. up on X Men animated series. I didn't watch Batman. Like I knew about Batman because I was a get the fuck. And so, like, I didn't, I didn't watch the the animated series, so I was just like, kind of, you know, whatever. I mean, I I can't remember. Like, I might have watched it. I can't remember. It wasn't. Yeah, X Men. You know, the X Men animated series that was fucking part of it, dude. That was there. I remember it like you know, just always. Like it was yesterday. Uh, Batman. Yeah, Batman. I don't. I I don't have any fond memories of it. I just I've been always a Batman fan. You know, obviously. Yeah watched or got into comics and all that stuff but and so for me it doesn't have that sentimental value of you know like i never even thought about hey they should bring it back you know because for me even knowing that it's on hbo max will i watch it maybe i don't know but i've never you know it's not like i was like vying for it Yeah. yeah and so if they were to bring it back though i would be i would be interested in okay well how do they how do they tell stories now like that was back in 92 when it debuted you know, there's a lot of differences. Do they tell the same stories? Do they go after like deeper thematic ways? Do they take it in a newer direction? Um, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, how do you how do you make that relevant in today's in today's time? Because well, I mean, I know, mean, I, I mean, this drop right here is pretty relevant. Not at all. I'm an equal opportunity crime fighter. <laughs> right. Exactly. You know, and 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 I know for us for a fact that even if you were to watch the series. Like they did tech and they did all these certain things that you couldn't place it in a time period. It was never a, oh, they're, you know, 
using, you know, a big ass cell phone and that, you know, now you know that it's a, a early nineties or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Very like, anachronistic like, where it was like yeah. not steampunk, but kind of fit into like that. Right. Little bit. Yeah. And um, so it's like, and then you go, and then you go, all right, well, you know, how about we, instead of just Batman, what if we do bring the justice league in, you know, like what if we have a Superman cartoon show that's involved or they go the MCU route, which is kind of shitty to say, but they go with a, a Superman only show and they have it where they cross over and they have a Wonder Woman show. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're building a, not necessarily X-Men days of of past because that's what they did in the animated series first, but you would have it because X-Men was one of the first shows that was like, it's a continuation and you would have these big shows and big events and it would have to be continued. So if you like, if you started watching X-Men like in the middle You'd have been like so lost. You'd be like, "Wait, what the fuck is happening?" <laughs> they're, they're, they're assuming that you watched it from the very beginning. You know what I mean? And yeah. So, yeah. One of the one of the lures of like, yeah, Batman the animated series was like, like what time period is this in? It's like, yeah, there's technology. I mean, you got Mister Freeze, you got you know certain things, you get the Bat computer and blah blah blah. But then you got like cars that are like look like mm-hmm. they're. Fun- from from the 50s 60s whatever the hell you know it's but i always like enjoy that allure and the way it is all right scott Mm -hmm. that you're back and uh hopefully callan doesn't uh destroy your newest computer there's (laughs) no drinks available yeah (laughs) hey i see you Uh, stop it look at that i love the fact that he just like he's got a very reactive He's got reactive facial impressions. I, mean, I love that. I love that. Yeah. He like looked at you like, what the hell? What? Okay. So what? What <laughs> was it? Uh, a revival Batman the animated series. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have a hot take. Hmm. Don't touch it. <laughs> Don't touch it. Too cheap. Here, yeah. Here's why. They wrote a cohesive animated universe. From Batman the Animated Series to Superman the Animated Series to Batman Beyond to Justice League to Justice League Unlimited. You had Static Shock and Zeta Project mixed in there. I mean, even they even wrote the end of Season 2 of Justice League Unlimited. They got to the episode of Epilogue where they tied it back into Batman Beyond. And it all tied in so nicely. And then the studio said, no, write another season. And then that's how we got... The third season, just like a limited with the Legion of Doom. Now, granted, we get an awesome finale with Superman versus Darkseid. Sweet. I'm so glad. But that whole season felt like an add-on after the whole Cadmus arc at the end of Justice League Unlimited. My point is they ended the story. They technically had like two endings. Just leave it be. When they've tried to go back and revisit it, we get something like Batman and Harley Quinn, which is (laughs) hot garbage that (laughs) I never want to acknowledge ever again. Or we get something like Justice League versus the Fatal Five, which actually was very entertaining and fits inside the continuity and they got all the voices back. So I'm just saying that universe had a beginning point. That, That universe had a very nice ending point. Okay. Let it be. Just, just let, let it, it be. be. And and to answer Garza's question, oh heck yeah! If I don't get the original voices, yeah, what the yeah. freaking point? Yeah. yeah. No, and you have, you have to make something you different have have because. And, and I say that because you know you look at Harley Quinn and and um, Chris Chris Maloney. He works perfect as Batman. Nobody's sitting there going, "Yeah, but is this Kevin Connors Batman?" Uh, no, it's like it's its own fucking Batman. You know what I mean? 
I thought he was Commissioner Gordon. Oh, Maloney, 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 no, Maloney is Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. Dietrich oh, Bader yes. is Batman, but he's also the same voice of the Batman from Batman the Brave and the Bold. But does anybody care? No, but it, works. no it, it works. It works. It works in that world. It works in both worlds. Yeah. Yeah, Maloney yeah. is uh, a yeah, commissioner. Yeah. yeah, I forgot. He's Commissioner Gordon talking yeah. about sex life. And he's a fucking talking about sex. Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. It's good. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I get it. I mean, I, I, I think, like, when DC Universe came about, I was always like, you know, why don't they just revive that? And I thought that would have been a good selling point. But, uh, you know, I, I actually agree with you guys. It's like, leave it be. It's something cherished. Like I said, when I put it on, and when I see, you know, the Warner Brothers logo and it turns into the fucking airship and, you know, you get that opening. I mean, I love that opening of Batman, the animated series. It's so fucking perfect, you know, iconic. What's the way they sold the show? Right. Oh, yeah. They're like here, this is what we want to make. Yeah. I mean, it's I mean, and just watching the episodes, I'm like, I mean, the Mr. Freeze episode alone is just so goddamn good. I'm like Amy winning. Any oh my god! Like, it, you know, like yes. when, when people talk about a Mister Freeze like origin story, I'm like, yeah, just watch that, watch that, just watch the animated series of, of uh, I forgot what the episode was called. I mean, for all of there it is, and even like like with Clayface, with Clayface, with just with watch that one today, the uh, Clayface one. Yeah, I watched that Feet one. Of Clay part one and part two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. My man. I mean, like the two parters are always two face part one and part two. Exactly. There you go. He's got it. I can do this. I feel oh. like Captain America. I can do this all day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to go back and watch this now. Oh, you have to. I'm so into it. I was gonna say something similar, similar to Scott. I was gonna say don't touch the the animated series, but I think what because I think what people would prefer is additional seasons of justice league unlimited mm. um which but then after scott I'm, I'm i'm questioning that also i think that maybe per his point though that because they kind of already opened that bottle maybe they could find a way to close it in a more like it has that problem where it's like okay so the first so justice league had like a a good <laughs> ending and then Justice league unlimited had a also good ending but it wasn't quite as like definitive so is it possible to open it back up and, and, and bring it all home, yeah. even if it's just an animated movie or I don't know what they're going to do. But as I was thinking about it, I was like, you know what I think would be universally better if they're going to spend resources on this kind of thing is take young justice and just spin it out into more shows. Um, yeah. You watch the new season of young justice. Um, they do stuff like they're, they're, in, they're like setting the threads for like, red hood and like all this stuff in there that you're like, I don't think they're going to be able to address this in another season. This feels very much like, like set up for like, this would be more appropriate for like somebody's solo show or something. And I think that that universe is so well planned and yet you don't get to see like the solo stories of, of any of these other characters, but there's clearly so much else going on in it outside of the core young justice story that I think you could do a justice league show alongside young justice or even a bat family show alongside Ooh, young justice with bad. the same creative um yeah. uh voices and you know obviously writers are going to be splitting time but you know maybe just make them you know producers or, or whatever of those shows instead of uh, but the point is i think there's a lot there's a lot more fertile ground 
to blow that series out Thank into you. a full-blown universe than there is maybe to go back to the old one. Yeah, yeah. totally makes sense. Now, um, very well said, guys. And I think uh, I think that's a good way to wrap it up right there. And, uh, yeah, appreciate all the Dude, questions. Four hours. Appreciate four hours. Hey, I know. You like you nothing. I know we, we, I know, but it felt, yeah, it just goes right by, you know, that's because I keep on joining about. late and then I, <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. So it's not four hours for, <laughs> I know for me, it's like, Oh my God. Um, no, but it's good. No, I, I <laughs> and, you see your, and you spent your fucking morning throwing up, dude. That's oh, gross. Dude, that's the thing. I know. Uh, I'm over all day. Fucking, and how I, are you doing this? I'd have been dude, like, nah, yeah, I'm, I'm a fucking dad. champion. Hair of the yeah. dog, man. Hair of the dog. <laughs> That's what does it, man. Shit. All right. So uh, appreciate, uh, of course, all you guys coming in and um, everybody uh, clicking in and joining the live chat and all that stuff. Let's go around the horn. Go ahead, Ty. You first. Promote yourself. Oh, all right. Um, well, yeah, you can, uh, you can head over to Pop Culture Corner on YouTube or any. I got the Twitter one here. Um, but that's pretty universal so on Facebook or Instagram, uh, you can find us if you search that um, that specific tag. But on on YouTube, it's Pop Culture Corner. Uh, we're always we're always uh, hanging out and kind of talking about the same stuff, just um, you know, different opinions and different viewpoints. Uh, we'd love to have everyone, uh, especially all you guys, stop through. Uh, Dave has before, but uh, I'd like to you know spend some time with all of you and and a little bit more of a intimate setting so indeed all right. i love intimacy <laughs> yeah we yeah we figured that. yeah so uh no no so yes you can uh you can follow me if you'd like on the uh, on the thing whatever it's down below but also you know real motion um you know podcast we do it you know on youtube and obviously real anarchy on our website uh and uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's good to have different uh, different opinions on a lot of things. Like it doesn't matter. Again, you know, all of you guys watched Batman the Anime series. I'm I'm not going to talk about it because I don't ever I haven't watched it. So it's like, oh, well, you need whatever. a video. Watch I, it. Yeah, yeah, okay, Remember how you're busting my balls about like finish raising yeah. my balls? I'm going to bust your yeah. balls to watch. Hey, you know what? Series. I'm a good friend, and I'll watch it yeah. because you want me to. You know what I mean? <laughs> Instead of yeah. you being a dick. <laughs> but um, <laughs> you dick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, but at the same time, like I would never talk about the the animated series on my show because yeah, you know, what, I, I, it's I would never yeah I, I, we never brought it up. And plus, Ben, it came out when Ben was like I don't know in his forties. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I love Ben. You know, he's <laughs> but. But, you know, so if you guys wanted to hear, you know, other stuff, by all means, you can. Uh, real Emotion, Real Anarchy. That's it. Steven. Steven. Oh, yawning. Oh, yeah. I'm tired, too. Yeah. Happy New Year. Um, yeah, I'm Steven Colbert. You can find me on Twitter at SM Colbert. Uh, check out my writing at ScreenRant.com. Wrote several things uh this week and i got another one coming hopefully in a day or two which is you got man of steel by the minute coming out too right uh eventually yeah that's that's another um so yeah but yeah we got bvs by the minute and justice league by the minute uh podcast you can find those at snyderminute.com um and uh yeah man of steel by the minute sometime um (laughs) whenever you know yeah and uh um 
Yeah, you threw <laughs> off my. I clearly had a vibe going there, and you When are we gonna get? When are we gonna get another BBS? No. <laughs> uh, well, my my co-host just had a baby, and we haven't recorded next episode. That's yet, no so. excuse. Look at look at Scott. That's no excuse. Okay. Yeah, exactly. It literally had the they they had the baby, the third one. And he was like, "All right, hey, but for real though, give me a beer." They had like a <laughs> they had a backlog of like a bunch of stuff that dropped um, on on off weeks. So um, no, we actually haven't recorded in like a month. We just had a good backlog, but yeah. So we we'll we'll get some new stuff out soon. But you got to well, you know what. I'm, 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 I, I, literally, I'm waiting. Well, listen, guess what? You have an open position available right now. I have a fucking availability too. So guess what? Hey, you know what? I could produce the shows too. You know, I'll fill in for dice. We'll go over some stuff. We'll have great, we'll have great vibes, dude. I'll be a temporary go host. To, go to snederminute.com, check out how do I become a contributor, send us an application, <laughs> and we'll take it from there. Yeah. This is boring. <laughs> hey, I, I already said that it was in the talks. Okay, so I'm there to replace him. That's all. He's the one that said it. So, all right. <laughs> all right. Uh, I love it. He's just like, oh, okay. Dude. All, all right, right, Scott, bring us right. home. You and Callum, bring us home. Callum, bring us home. This is Callum, destroyer of laptops. He has yeah. crowned become a YouTube personality all his own. I'm Scott. You can find me on Twitter at ScottDC27. You can find my podcast, DC Film Squadcast, wherever your podcasts are found, which will include Steven on on this week's episode. You can find the entire network of shows at SquadcastMedia.com on Vero, Facebook. There it is. All right, guys. And uh, yeah, appreciate you guys clicking in and uh, sticking with us for about four hours, stuff like that. And uh, naturally. And also, I'm excited to watch the Snyder Cut because Joss Whedon sucks. Everybody got that? Oh. Fucking hard fact. All right. There you go, guys. I fucking love those drops. <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool. All right. We'll talk to you guys later.